Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. It's the number one song on your hip parade, everybody. Dedicated to my beautiful co-hosts. Hello, Patricia. She's not talking to me now. Here I am. There you are. I'm, I sort of sneaked off with the coffee and put you on mute for a minute. What? Nobody in the whole world has an introduction like that. Thank you for finding that song and for playing it. Well, it fits you, my dear. <sighs> Fairer than Aaron's blue sky. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Oh, very nice. It's January the 16th, year 2016, a Saturday night. That's Patricia from Florida. And she hunkered down the East Coast for us. I hunkered down the West Coast. Hunkered down. Isn't that a wonderful term? Hunker. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> and I'm in Costa Mesa, California. Hold off on a few phone calls. We got, I got several stations announcements, and I want to, so I'll walk through them with you. I have a surprise clip, which I found this week, and <laughs> and mm. and uh, Patricia got inclination what it is because it's in her Dropbox. I think I know. Yeah, and uh, you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it brings back wonderful memories, my dear. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, let's go over the uh, the serious business first. Um. I would classify we got 
a goodbye letter from Light 365 today. Um, they have informed they are not going to be able to pull off the investors. Hopefully they'll come back at a later date in a different form. And so they are going to shut down January 31. So that's two weeks from tomorrow. Um, they provided two things over the years since we joined them in 2002 around August. A, the streaming part, which we've been working on, and B, the licensing uh, music, especially after 1972. Uh, it was nice that you could just pay one fee and they took care of everything. And those of you who know um, why 65 is going out of business because they've been using part B of a music deal with sound exchange. There are two ways to get paid. Either you pay every song that gets heard or the the model that Y65 been working under is given between 12 to 14 percent of the profits. And that's what Life 365 wants to keep up, but Sound Exchange doesn't want to do that anymore. And Michael Beale been looking at it. They're basically doing with music after 1972. Uh, guess what they're after? The royalties from those songs. So, um, we're not going to be under that license, so we're going to have to make a couple hard decisions here. Uh, they sent us a form that we can look at. And Bill Bragg and I will probably look at it tomorrow. Streamlicensing.com. And will you calculate what we pay? Or we might have to discard a few shows based upon uh, them playing some music after 1972. Now, that will be a Bill Bragg and Kim Bragg decision because they know the books. But I just thought you should be aware that things are going to happen over the next two weeks. Um... So, hopefully the, the royalties won't be that expensive and we'll be just fine. But I think it's just fair that everybody knows to be uh, on your tiptoes in the next two weeks. Uh, send an email to Patricia. She should have an email called Patricia. We should negotiate that someday. You know, Patricia at Hotmail.com or something. <laughs> you know, but... But the one she goes by the best is FloridaWriter at Hotmail.com. So please send her an email uh, over the next two weeks. That way you're on our email blast when we actually decide what we're going to be doing here. The nice thing about it, we have been testing out audio streamers. Uh, underscore Bill, been working with Radio Dismute. And we got a couple of them up and running. And we've been working on the beta test and some others. So we have, we got the streaming, I would say, in pretty good shape. Um, if you've been noticing the last four or five days, the live 365 portal for the Reds has been out. Well, don't expect that to get fixed. I guess it's live 365 is shutting the doors. They're not giving any manpower. So... Uh, listen to us on the blue or start testing out the other streamers that we're putting up. 
iTunes is still playing the Red Network. Hey, good, good. So here's another thing we need help with. Uh, Underscore Bill is working on a mobile app for us. And we need our family members who are good with artwork to create some logos. And that way, can generally people look for mobile app by the logos. So, underscore Bill would like us to find, if we can find volunteers, uh, to help create a logo for the mobile app that underscore Bill is working on. So, send Patricia an email at floridawriter at hotmail.com. If you have a talent in that fashion, she'll put you in touch with underscore Bill and maybe... You get the parameters, the size that he's looking for. But we need something for the upcoming mobile app that underscore Bill been beta testing. Okay. Let's see. Anything else on my notes to, to discuss with the family? I got this whole big list. You know, Patricia's not the only one that can look work for me. But, you know. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm training you. This is so cool. You are learning from... The mouth of the house, right. or the mouth of the south, yeah. Yeah, okay. Speaking of surprise time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I've been, <laughs> I've been transferring Patricia's life story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavens. And... Oh. Deliver me. And, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. she's, un- she's been undercover for all these years. Yeah. And I've been transferring, and it's so fun that in my file, <laughs> I make little notes. Patricia calls in. Or Patricia did this, or Patricia did that. <sighs> well, this week, I found the very first time Patricia called us. September, the first time? The very first really? time. Yeah. This the is, one? This is the first time that you ever called Frank and I. First time you ever talked to us live. September 9th, 2005. So with ten that. Ten years. With that. What well, nine and a half. It's over ten. Because we're in 2016. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, oh, my. So. Told you, I'm still writing 1999. Yeah. So this is when Patricia was on a cell phone. This must have been when she had a really cell phone plan, everybody. I was on my cell phone. That's what you said on the call. No, yeah. Oh my goodness. And you have this in your Dropbox, Patricia. I, I put this in your little box. I I saw it. Yeah. All right, everybody. For the next ten minutes, as Patricia drinks her coffee. <laughs> and she's I bet they can't wait. <laughs> oh dear. Have you listened to it? Yeah, part of it. Good. Oh. <laughs> there we go, just everybody. The first, just the first two minutes. Well, everybody's going to hear the next ten. So everybody... Oh, dear. Including me. Jaws Professional. Zero through one put three. Enter. Now playing hey, basket window. Oh, call. Hi, Walden. It's Pat in Florida. This is Patricia in Florida. Oh, oh. And hi, Frank. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I am fine. I'm so happy to finally get to say hi to you in real person in Walden, too. This is such a treat. Well, you're very nice to say that. Oh, it's it's true. Frank, I have a question for you. And I'm, I, you did to McGee tonight, and I'm just delighted because that's what my question is about. I heard a very peculiar ending to a show about two weeks ago. Molly was not in the show. Fibber was in the show. And when they finished up, I, um, I'm paraphrasing. I surely won't get the wording correct. But they said something like, this has been a Fibber McGee production. Molly was not there. Molly's name was not mentioned. And this was the first time I ever heard anything about um, Fibber McGee being a part of a production. They'd never, ever finished a show like that before. Do you know anything about that? I don't, but I, I, I can tell you. I can guess. Uh, it happened in 1938 and 1939. Right. Molly was sick for 18 months, and they called it the McGee and Company. Ah, okay, well, that makes sense now, because, I, you know, I thought, oh, my goodness, did they separate, <laughs> you know? And he took over the show and said, go away, and I thought, no, I hadn't heard anything about that. Frank, what were you going to guess? It was one of the old shows, I think, and those were shows that were done from Chicago, and Walden is right. Um, Molly got sick, she had rheumatic fever, and so she oh. was off the show for uh, about a year and a half or so, and so they filled in, and that's part of the time they developed all these other characters. Originally, when uh, McGee and Molly went on the air, uh, they were kind of a, a singing uh, a duo, and they didn't have all the characters that they later developed for the McGee and Molly show, and when she came back, they... Uh, they kept the uh, the characters uh, and uh, integrated Molly into it, and the show was so popular that they even flew them out here uh, about 1939, and they did a uh, a movie out here for RKO called uh, I don't know, look who's laughing or something like that. One of the uh, early uh, motion pictures. It was it was so bad that uh, when Molly came back, she never stood up at the microphone again. She had her own private desk with her own microphone and so she did the rest of the years from 1939 until the last day sitting down at her own microphone so she wound up with some pretty significant cardiac damage then yeah uh, oh. yeah she did she um she w she didn't uh, walden is right she didn't stand at the mic uh there was a um, uh, a table like this about the size of a card table with one of these hanging mics over it uh, and it was on uh, stage left, and uh, she worked there, and the rest of the cast worked uh, on uh, center stage. There was, as I recall, there was one mic center stage. Fibber would work that mic, and when the when the people came out, when the doorbell would chime, uh, they would work on the mic on the same mic that Fibber was working on, but opposite him. So uh, it was kind of disconcerting to watch it because. Molly was talking to Fibber, and it sounded like they were close to each other, and of course it sounded like that on the radio, uh, but they weren't there. She was halfway across the stage. But, uh, and, and that was because that, uh, she, had, uh, she had the problems. But she sounded good on the air, and, you know, she was not infirmed because uh, she, she could walk around, she could get around okay. It's just that it was a little strained, standing up at a microphone yeah. in front of an audience for a half hour every week. Yeah. 
your blood pressure drops too. Oh, I would say so. <laughs> when you stand up, your blood pressure goes down, which of course would be a problem for her. This is so fabulous. I knew that Teeny and Marion Jordan were one and the same. I knew that. I knew that, Frank. Is this, please forgive me for, for pressing this issue. It was such a puzzle and so peculiar for me to have heard this at the end of the show, and now you're telling me that 18 months' worth of these shows were probably announced the same way. Right. This, however, was the only time I've ever heard it. And, uh, you know, there, aren't, there, there are surely episodes out there that I haven't heard, and, and probably many of them, but for 18 months' worth of shows, I would think that I should have heard this before. Well, they cut, uh, when they rebroadcast, did they cut that part out? Well, in the hobby, the, the show started in 1935, and we only have three or four shows from 1935, one in 1936, one in 1937, and I believe Million got sick at the end of 1937. We have hardly any broadcast until 1939, and so in the hobby itself, we don't have too many of those shows from the mid to early to the mid to late thirties. That's why you don't hear too many of those uh, thing called McGee's and Company. Okay, so it wasn't. I'm not missing something. No. They're just not there. Right. No, few of those programs exist because they were all done in Chicago. Uh, they weren't recorded here on the West Coast. They were probably recorded in Chicago, but. Uh, Right. 1935 was a long time ago, and all those discs have disappeared. Right, and they, uh, they started to record, you see a lot of them started to record in February 1939, and the Jordans moved the summer of 1939 to Hollywood, and that's when we started to see the whole run of those shows being preserved from 1939 until 1953. Yep. How fortunate for us that they are. Absolutely. Were those shows sponsored by Johnson's Wax at that time? Yes. Yes. Um, the uh, <laughs> uh, the woman in uh, Reynolds sponsored the season 52 and 53, and those preserved that one season. And then when, when it went to a 15-minute daily show from 53 to 56, about 200 of those survived. Not all the whole run survived. And our late friend Cliff Carpenter wind up with the masters of those, so eventually uh, Chris Sinchenko will be releasing those. And then there's only 60 of the five-minute shows of Fermi Gear Molly from 56 to 1960 survived. monitor show. Right. My word, that's incredible. Harlow Wilcox, Waxy. Yes. How am I doing? They're doing great. <laughs> this is so much fun. Frank, thank you so much. And Walden, thank you so much for answering my question. And uh, I, I can cross that one off my puzzle list now. Well, good. You'll give us a call when you, get, when you get stuck with another question. I will do that. This is the first time I've ever called the two of you. And Frank, I've been meaning, I've, I've, I've been hoping that I can get on the, uh, the computer. I listen to you um, on the Internet. And I have been hoping so much that I'd be able to um, tap in on a night that you were on. So I'm, I'm just delighted to be able to say hello and thank you for all of the fun that you give us. It, it's just wonderful. Well, I'll tell you, uh, on the 23rd of this month, uh, because uh, there's uh, no show uh, next week. Not live. It'll be on tape. Yeah. It'll be on tape. Walden will be away. But on the 23rd, we have Curly Bradley as guest. And if you will call in, uh, we'll play a, a, 
a game and you'll have a chance to win a book. We already gave away one book tonight. I know. We'll do it again on the 23rd, and uh, you're first in line, and uh, you call in first, and uh, we'll see that you win. Frank, you have to ask me something that I'm familiar with. Will you do that? Well, we will. Do you know anything about comics? Comics? You mean comedians or the comic pages? Uh, Tom Mix, the cowboy star. Oh, Tom Mix. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on a cell phone, and I'm getting a little bit of static sure. here. I'm sorry. Um, no. Okay, how about Superman? Oh, yeah. Superman and I are buddies. Okay, well, we'll ask you questions about Superman. <laughs> and I'll make them easy. They'll be easy. <laughs> Did he fly? Could, could you do that one? Okay. Did he fly? Yes, he yes. flew. <laughs> That's too much, too much fun. Okay, so I have to go brush up on my Superman information, right? You got it. And, and oh. Pat, Pat, send me an email and I'll help you out ahead of the show. <laughs> I think that's cheating, but I will certainly call, and I'm, I'm doing a lot better on um, making sure I'm tapping in on Friday nights, and I've just been having a wonderful time with the two of you. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. For just one final comment, and I do apologize for, for pulling this out. Um, several weeks ago, probably about six weeks ago, you, Frank, you, Walden, and Kim got together for a Friday night show. I think it was a Friday night show. Yeah, it was, it was the one when I was down in Richardson, Texas. That's right. Exactly. It was, that's right. It was when the reunion was on. Right. The three of you were absolute magic together. It was so much fun to hear the three of you together, and I do hope that you'll schedule another time, um, even if it's once in a while and a special treat and you with phones all over the place. I hope you'll be able to accomplish it because the three of you just it's, it, you just exploded. It well, was wonderful. I'll tell you a secret. Uh, probably before you were listening, um, Kim and I used to pension for Bill and Mike. And that got to be a special time. And Kim won't do a show without me. She'll, she won't do it with Bill, but she'll do it with me. So uh, if, if I can sweet talk her into doing a show sometime, Please, sweet talker, and if it's the three of you, it is going to be the magic of the airwaves. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was unbelievable on the listening end, what fun the three of you generated. It was just great. Well, she, you know, she, she told me she had the Mary Livingston disease, and, you know, Mary was known to be <laughs> having mite fright when she used to do the Jack <laughs> Benny show. But uh, uh. <laughs> maybe we can sweet talk her doing one more show. Well, oh, I, I surely hope. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure, and thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks, Patricia. Don't f Bye -bye. forget the 23rd. The 23rd. I wrote it down, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Good night, Patricia. Both of you. All right. Bye-bye. No, well, she was from, from Florida, right? Yeah, Patricia from Florida. Uh, Patricia's staying up very late tonight because it's uh, it's, it's a couple minutes past midnight in Florida. I know. Almost past your bedtime, Frank. Almost past my bedtime. But... Uh, We'll be listening because tonight we've got, uh... And there we go. The very first time Patricia ever called and talked to Frank and I. My very first time, and I didn't even say anything bad, I think. <laughs> so you, I didn't, didn't you didn't listen to it, you didn't listen to it, huh? Not the whole thing, no. <laughs> Hard to listen to yourself. I know. Now I, know. I have. I want to register a complaint. Now I have to make. I have to add a addendum to that. Okay. Oh, Patricia, okay. Patricia wants to register a complaint. I need to add a addendum to that. Okay. Go ahead, my okay. dear. Okay. No, I'll I'll wait for you. Well, you know, it's so funny. I said it was only two hundred fifteen-minute show back in two thousand 
2005. Now we have over, we have all of them, over 500. So it's amazing. Now we have a million of them, yes. It's amazing how um, stuff keeps popping up. So that's my addendum to my statement. Okay. Now the complaint. Well, my complaint, my complaint, and we both know that I really failed the Tom Mix questionnaire we should, type thing. We should, we should go ahead and play it and see how you did. No, we shouldn't do that because I just realized listening to this that Frank promised me he was going to ask Superman questions, not Tom Mix. <laughs> I got robbed. <laughs> please don't play the Tom Mix one. I don't know if I got into that tape. We should, uh, you know, it'd be fun to get to oh. hear it. You won the book anyway. Well, he gave it to me. <laughs> I think he asked me something like we buried in Grant's tomb. <laughs> no, I, but I just, I did not know that. He said he was going to ask me Superman questions. See, we, so, so we, should, got, we should tell Frank next week that he, he did a boo-boo. No, he didn't do a boo-boo. I should have done my homework <laughs> and figured out that maybe I was going to get trick questions. So for our entire family, I failed the Tom Mix quiz. How many answers did I get correct, Walden? Um, I don't remember yet. Of course you can't remember. I didn't get any correct. <laughs> Zero. Nada. Nothing. Well, you sure have come a long way in 10 years, haven't you? I still don't know anything about Tom Mix. <laughs> All right. Yes, you do. You know one thing. I know Tony the Wonder That's Horse. right. You know, okay. you know Tony the Wonder Horse. Yes, and that's it. And Tom Mix was a real rodeo guy. See? He was a real rodeo star. He wasn't the person who played himself in the radio show, but Tom Mix, the real person, was a radio, uh, radio rodeo star. That so that's true. it. Now, how come Frank didn't ask me? Well, I didn't know it then anyway, so never mind. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a failure. What a failure. So well, that is your life, Patricia. <laughs> this is your life. Where is Ralph Edwards when we need him? I know. Gosh. He's probably, that would up, have been in terrible. He's probably up in heaven playing games with people, probably. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness he isn't here with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear me. I can sympathize with... Laurel and Hardy, you know? Oliver Hardy was not a happy camper when he found out he was going to be on um, This Is Your Life. He really was upset. A lot of them were, huh? Well, we have our first special guest. Good. I know who it is. You do? Hello, Ralph. How are you? Okay, how are you guys doing? Good. Oh, Ralph, how are you feeling? Did you have your procedure done? Oh, yes. Yeah, they dug a hole in my chest and put that little guy in there. Uh-huh. And right right now I um, I just have to keep my arm quiet for a few days. Sure. Sure. Don't want to dislodge it. Are you feeling any different? Uh, somewhat. You know, I... I think that's not the only thing that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think you're <laughs> talking about punching holes in your chest. We should let people know that you had your pacemaker put in this week. Right. 
<laughs> which makes it a lot more sensible to say, okay, you know, now, you are an did, attack. What, what day was it? Thursday? When did they do it, Ralph? Thursday. Thursday, yeah. And you're home today. I was home. I was home. Uh, they let me go Thursday evening. Wow. And uh, there was snow on the mountain up here and uh, a bad truck accident. So oh, gosh. Uh, we stayed at the hospitality house at the hotel, at, at the uh, hospital. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It worked out all right. So you had a night out with your girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't even... Did you have to pay for it? Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful little room uh, with a nice big lounge area and a full kitchen if you wanted to cook. And it was 25 bucks a night. Wow. Wow. You can't hardly beat it. <laughs> I'll be right out. <laughs> Walden, that's where we take our vacation I, I, time. You know what? I mean, that's cheaper than than most places, really. That's a nice Cheaper deal. than going to the gas station. Yeah, it, it was very, very nice. They, they had like, uh, it was, this uh, facility had two different ends. And there were rooms at both ends. And then there were two separate kitchens in the middle. Separate refrigerators, separate stoves. My goodness. It was amazing. For $25. Yep. Did you have to be a patient or in some way associated with the hospital in order to qualify yeah, to stay there? Yeah, it was, uh, it was all... all uh, Attached to being a patient. Uh-huh. Well, Walden, when we go out to visit Ralph, you can be the patient, okay? Okay. You, you should have done, you, you've been, you should have done that, you know. You've, yeah, I guess it's yeah, my I, turn. I've, I've done that for a while. Yeah, yeah and I cook well, so I, I'll be happy to cook dinner. Oh, good. Italian food? Sure, if that's what you want. I'll supply the turkey. Turkey! Sure. That Patricia knows how to cook a turkey. You know, you know, oh, yeah. I'm not a turkey guy, right? <laughs> I know that you cannot get a turkey in a toaster oven. <laughs> right. I figured that out. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Ralph, do you know how long the procedure was? Was it a couple of hours? You, you it know? was about an hour, hour and a half. Really? And wow. They, um, it was a local anesthesia. Wow. And I could feel them poking around in there. Uh huh. <laughs> But I was I was halfway out of it. They gave me some, uh, I guess, Benadryl or something. Yeah. To, and um, I was semi-conscious. And I, I told them a couple of times, that yeah, you could feel that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, they got it all in there and sealed up. And uh, right. the, the incision site uh, is uh, becoming less and less sensitive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure everything went well. It sure sounds like it. You sound good, for Ralph. Really. I was just going to say, Ralph, you might not even know that you feel better, but my gosh, you sure sound better. You got a little more up. You got a little more. Yeah. Yep. Foot bump. Well, I, you know, I get Oof. pretty easy, yep. but uh, when uh, when I finally get uh, free use of my arm and everything, and I'm going to work on that, my endurance. Well, now you'll feel better, so you should be able to pull that off pretty, pretty oh, nice. God, I hope so. You know? I'd like to see the the end of this stuff. Yeah. 
At any rate... Now, you've really been through the mill, sir. Oh, it was like an avalanche is what I like to say. Mm. Got it all over and done with. You're free for the rest of the year now. You realize that. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I've ordered it. It will not be any other way. Well, I appreciate it. (laughs) My pleasure, sir. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You are funny. Well, Ralph, I am so glad that you're starting to get back on track and, you know, feeling more like yourself. It's been an awful trip for you. Well, yeah, I have to. I have to get back on my feet. Uh, Tony's yeah. been working her behind off over here. She's been carrying firewood and taking care of me. And mm. well, you sure did that for her. Was it was it a year and a half ago when she had all those sho- the shoulder right surgery? So I guess it's her yep. turn. Yep, when she had the shoulder done, then she fell down, and hurt her neck. And yeah. So you know, luckily it didn't happen at the same time. Wouldn't have been something oh else. Oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where we would have been. Down in the San Diego Zoo with somebody throwing meat <laughs> to you once a day. <laughs> uh, so. oh. Well, anyhow, hey, I appreciate you guys. Well, thanks, Ralph. I'm go- well, I'm we glad- appreciate you. I'm glad you're home. Yes, yes, by all means. Okay. Will you take care of you, and maybe we'll get to talk to you next week? I hope so, yes. Okay, say hi to Tony for us. I will. Good night, both. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, I have something really important to tell you. Are you there? Yes, dear, I'm here. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm playing with my buttons. (laughs) Figured that. Oh, dear me. Well, I have something very important to tell you. Okay. The electric chair was invented by a dentist. Dr. And after Payne. I looked at it, I thought, that doesn't surprise me. What, that's his sideline? Side his sideline, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you know. You're in a dentist chair, and in earlier days, I guess the people felt like they were in the electric chair. <laughs> you know, there was anyway, a dentist. I, was, I there was thought a that de- was a piece of fun information. There was a dentist named Dr. Payne. Oh yeah. You think, you think you think he got good business with that way? Um, I think I would have changed my shingle. Ah. Uh... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I would have handled that. Doctor Payne, gee whiz. Doctor Payne. Well, we have our next person on the line. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hey, I believe that's my ring. I know. <laughs> Are you are you too short, one long, or one long too short, or? or I'm just plain short. Do <laughs> two longs and a short. Two longs and a short. Okay, two longs so and a short. Bring, bring, bring. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And back in those days, did it have more than three rings? Uh, you know, I don't know. I just know that our ring was. Two longs and a short. So and, I, I don't uh, know how many rings there were. Maybe up to a combination of four. And how many people were on? The, how many people were on the party line? I don't know. Basically, our near neighbors. You know, I, I, and we only had a few neighbors. Our phone number was six twenty one, meaning the two and one was two longs and a short. Oh, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we, 
our phone had a crank on it, and when you would crank the crank, it would send a charge down to the switchboard. Interesting. Yes. So oh, we never talked about that before. So what was the what was your operator's name? Was it Moat? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, that's been so long ago, I forget. We have to Google it up. It has to figure out Dan's hometown operator's name. It's probably in Google. Everybody else is, is practically I, in Google. I actually I actually know a lady who was the last switchboard operator down at English. A little town called English. Wow. You want to call her and interview her? Yeah, I think that would be fun. How did that switchboard work in back I the dropped the, I dropped the ball on that because, Dan, you sent that to me, didn't you? I did I? I I I mean I can I can I probably you tra- no you didn't send me any information about her but told me that you knew she was there and you could get mm-hmm. in touch with her. Yes. You know we 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 hope back to an earlier time a more gentle time. Why not talk to a switchboard operator? What do you think? That would be so much fun. So much. Yeah, fun. There there aren't too many of them left. No. I mean our 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 phone system. Our crank telephone system went out in '74. I think, I think uh, English had theirs through maybe '78 or '79. Really, I never would have guessed that late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, April '74 is when we lost that. When we went to uh, rotary dial service. Hmm. Well, you know, you, and I, I've, I've, I've mentioned this before. I'll mention it again, just to see if you two can remember. What was, who was the last community to give up the to went to the direct dial format. The last community to do that? Mm-hmm. And you've told us? Yes. And it was in 1980. I remember it was not too long after we, you know, lost yeah. our... Wasn't it in Connecticut? Nope, in California. California. Huh. I wouldn't have thought that. I know. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Our phone bill was $6 a month. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they were just making oodles and gobs of money off of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you also had to pay for long-distance calls. That is true. And it was right. a lot of money to make long-distance calls. I've seen some of the prices on and station to station, like on Johnny Dollar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $3 a minute then can be outrageous in those days. Oh, my gosh. You had better have your script ready and read fast. Sound like the person at the end of an auto commercial, mm-hmm. and they squash. I don't know how they talk so fast unless they speed it up. Maybe Larry would know the technology on that, but that's the way you had to talk in order not to get charged $187. It was Santa Catalina Island with the last community to make oh, the Oh, you've home. told us that. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. out in the ocean. Yep, it's twenty six. Okay. Mi- it's twenty six miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty six miles across the sea. Uh-huh. Who sang that song? Oh gosh, well, there was a good group um, in the sixties. Was, was it the Letterman? Something like that. Yeah, had a pretty sweet sound. Santa Catalina is waiting for me. Yes. Let's see. <laughs> that was the first salad dressing I ever had when I had salad. Catalina. Catalina. Mm-hmm. Catalina. I didn't even know there was one. Huh? It's a, it's a type of French dressing. Maybe. Catalina. 
Yeah. Well, you're, you're starting to jog my memory here. The four preps. Okay. Does that sound? Yeah, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The four preps. 26 miles across the sea. What was that, about 1953? It was, um, gee, I don't know. Doesn't say on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find one more. It says, popular song in the 1950s and 1960s. Wikipedia is so specific, right? Yep. Um, 1958. <clears throat> hit the Billboard oh. Hot 100 on the Rhythm and Blues chart. 1958, the song sold over a million copies, and the group appeared on several television shows, including the Giselle McKenzie show and the Ed Sullivan show. My goodness, Ed Sullivan was a lightning rod for for (laughs) singers. Gosh, he had the Beatles, and he had Elvis, and now the group, what did I say the group was, the Preps? The Four Preps. The Four Preps, yep. I heard something the other day. And I believe this is right. Uh, Ed Sullivan was not on the show when that is correct. Beatles. On the on the Elvis Presley, he had been in a terrible car accident about a month before, and he was still in the hospital. Do you know who subbed for him that night? I believe it did. I think I remember. Was it Charles Lawton? It wow. was Charles Lawton. Can you imagine Charles Lawton with the Beatles? I mean, it just doesn't. It does not compute. But Ed Sullivan was not there on Elvis's first appearance, mm-hmm. and I didn't know no, that until he had a couple of weeks psychic. ago. He had no sidekick. I mean, you know, it was someone had to step in and fill in. Oh sure. Yeah. So. And I don't know who had covered for him in the three or four weeks prior to Elvis's appearance. As he was in the hospital, according to the information that I read, anyway, he was in the hospital for at least a month by the time Elvis got onto the show, so it must have been one heck of a wreck. Mm-hmm. And he was very seriously hurt, according to the information I had. I think but, Steve yeah, Allen... Charles Lawton, can you imagine? No. I think Steve Allen was going head-to-head at that time of the, of, uh, during the TV period, so... Really? Yeah. At night? Yeah. That I didn't know he had a night show. Uh-huh. Well, he, you know, he oh would have, eventually he was the first one to host the Tonight Show. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> 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 oh, my. <laughs> well, you two just oh, keep having your conversation, and I'll just keep sitting here and learn. Wow. Right. I have a box. This, this, Can I open this a box? Was- the show is nothing if not educational. That is true. It is indeed. We need and to be. Always, we can be endorsed. We can be endorsed by for for. How can we get Russia to give college college credits? What do you think? You know, we can. We can be an. Oh, ag- we have to come up. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We could come up with a name for our college. And claim accreditation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's William and Mary. How about Walden Patricia? <laughs> Walden and Patricia University. This is good. WP. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, 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 hey. That could be it, Patricia. That's our income stream. Oh, uh, gee. I don't think the PU is going to work. <laughs> um, 
toss that out to the family for suggestions. What should we name our college or university? And what courses are we? What choices are we teaching, Patricia? Oh my goodness! Well, I suppose we could have cooking school. Yeah, I can help with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about old time radio has to get in there. Yeah, literature. I think you can handle literature. Acrobatics will have to be included with Patricia's uh, 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 proclivity for falling here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubble wraps. How to wrap yourself in bubble wrap. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What was that? I don't know. What What, was that? What what are you doing? That was bubble wrap. Oh. (laughs) Are you making... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've been on the road the, two, the last two weeks. Too long. So have, yeah. you, have you done it? Have I done what? Have you taken it with you? The bubble wrap? Yes. Oh, no. Oh. No. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. That's your insurance policy. Yeah, I know, but I can yeah, drive but. right up. To, no, yeah, but. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, That's who, true. Who, no. who, 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 who has a tendency to... To find the ground? Yeah, well, you know, some of us are off balance. Falling <laughs> <laughs> and she can't get up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, oh, my gosh. Wouldn't you appreciate for a softer landing, Patricia? Yeah, I would. Okay, so I'm, why, why I would. Which part of, you know, there's just so much bubble wrap you can use. Uh, I'll have to decide which part of my, maybe my head. I'll, I'll do my head. Yeah, well, I'm thinking your wrist, your wrist, your wrist would be good. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, your wrist I, and your I, head. I mean, those are sort of pretty important. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe I'd like to talk about something different. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back this week. Oh. Are you going to leave Tuesday because Monday's a holiday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go over Monday night. Okay. So I can get a full day in on Tuesday. Okay. Um, I I completely forgot that the this particular um, museum is actually in a historical society that maintains the archives and the material, and never even gave it a thought that it's part of a government system, so they would be closed. And well, I, boy, am I glad I asked. I, I'd be sitting at the I, doorstep I, I, waiting I thought, for somebody. I thought it was interesting that um, we're on Facebook today. I think it's uh, MeTV is running it. They're running this Monday on Martin Luther King's birthday, the time that Mo Griffin sat down with Martin Luther King and, and Bill Fonte, Henry Bill Fonte, together to talk about it. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. So what year was this now? Well, it had to be before sixty. Uh, it had to be before sixty-eight. Yes. Uh huh. You know. Before well, April sixty-eight. I, I yeah. figured that one out. So, so I would assume between sixty-four to sixty-seven. I would assume it'd be during that time period. Do you know what year Merv Griffin began this talk show? Well, I remember watching it. The kid in the seventies. I don't know exactly when he started the show, though. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure either. You know, that's a Patricia research question. That is a Patricia. Do I have to do homework, or can I open my box? 
Well, I want to ask, has, Patri- has uh, Walden opened his box yet? Yes, and um, I've opened my box, and it's gone because other family members have snagged. So I got... Doggone I, it. I got well, listen here, listen here uh, everybody in Radio Land, set the recorder now because it's probably going to get pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> okay. Oh. Have you opened your gift yet? And well, that's what I'm doing right now. I told you I would wait. Hello. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I'm going to be swacked by the end of the week. <laughs> They're bourbon balls. This is so much fun. Thank you. Oh, this is a one. Oh, hold on. Just a minute. I have to open the box. I'll just sniff for now, okay? Oh, no. No, 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 oh, no. You're going to have to goodness, sample. Does that smell good? Oh, they're pretty, too. Aren't they, though? Oh, wow. Are you going oh, wow. sa- to sample them on the air? I'm going to say goodnight and eat them. <laughs> I, I don't drink, you know. So, so this is going to be a hit to my system, and I love the thought. Gee whiz, thank you. That was so nice of you. Thank you, Dan. Well, thank you. I appreciate all the things you've sent me over the years, gifts, CDs, and all that good stuff. So, And guess what's on my computer staring at me right now? Mm-hmm. Right this minute is a CD that just finished burning, and it's FDR's Fireside Chats, which you had asked for. Oh, boy. See, I really am making progress. Uh-huh. Yes, you uh-huh. are. Uh-huh, he says, uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 by the way, I have I've only downloaded the first forty-two FDR species. So you know the four hundred are up there on the library site. So I haven't gotten to all of them, but uh, they're now available for people to download. Would you Would you bear with me and send the URL for the site again? Okay. Thank you. I'd really appreciate it. Alrighty. It's buried somewhere in the mountain that arrives every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan, that was really nice of you to do that. Ooh, yum! You acted like Ooh. you would have liked. You acted like when I mentioned bourbon balls back sometime last fall that you were just you would like to have bourbon balls. So I thought I, I would like that would to be an easy them. thing to send. Pardon? I, I thought that would be an easy thing to send. Oh, <laughs> to send? I thought you said sin. S I N. No. And I thought, well, no, no, yeah, it's sin. sinful. It's sin. It does yes. look, does look yes. sinful. That's right. Hey, Sorry. I'm listening online to uh, a new player. It's called streaming.radio.co. It's really playing. It's really a good sound, too. Yeah, that is one of the two um, servers that we have up, because Light 65 is going away in two weeks. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yes. And so this is, that. this is one of the ones that we've been working with. Mm-hmm. And also has a mobile app. So anybody out there, if you're an artist and would mind creating a logo for a mobile app, send Patricia an email at floridawriter at hotmail.com. She'll forward to underscore Bill, and Bill can give you the dimensions we're looking for uh, you know, as part of the requirements for a mobile app. I guess people like to look at logos or something. You know, What do I know? I have a dumb phone like Patricia. We, we're both in the, in the dumb, dumb phone. phone. 
Do you have to crank your dumb phone? <laughs> no, I, I do not have a smartphone. I have a dumb phone. That is good, Walden. You get two points for that one. <laughs> I've, heard that, I've, I've heard that one, so I kept it. I think it's pretty good, you know. That is very good. So, Patricia and I have dumb phones, so what? So you have to... <laughs> You have to bear with us, you know, so those of you who have the smartphones yeah. and understand what the mobile apps are all about, and if you're an artist and would like to help out Yesterday USA, you know, it's a volunteer job. We don't have the budget to pay anybody, so, but if you like to take a shot to create a logo for us for the mobile app, send Patricia an email at floridawriter at hotmail.com, and she'll forward, go ahead. Uh, does underscore Bill have any sample um, icons, I guess is what we're talking about, um, logo icons, whatever. Does he have any samples from other sites that would give us an idea of the direction to go? Underscore Bill, if you're listening, maybe you can send Patricia an email if you can find something you're looking for. I thought we would choose something from the Yesterday USA website, but, you know, I don't know if we even yeah. have no logos anymore. There are also many or much, much, much artwork in the public domain out on the Internet. And there might be something out there that we could choose from, but I don't know what to look for unless Bill sends us some samples or examples. I, I, or at least an, a URL to send me somewhere that uses a logo that's identical to what's on the app. Or I'll have Patricia create one with a kitty cat, with the, uh, <laughs> you know, or something. Yeah. I think I think just an old cathedral-style radio would look nice. That's probably true. Yeah, and I wondered why that might not be first choice, like the one that's up on the website. Certainly but, says what it needs to say. True, but underscore Bill made a request, so we're trying to help out. So, we uh, will oh, do it. We'll find something yeah. really unusual, something that and and. I think that probably is what he is wisely doing, something that will give the message of exactly what you're clicking on, such as the old-time radio, but have something distinctive that belongs to Yesterday USA yeah, alone. Yeah, you know, maybe that could be why USA on the speakers. I don't know. There's got to be something. Mm -hmm. Maybe we could have the doggy with the gramophone. Yep. No, that's a gramophone. No, we can't do that. Um. Maybe no. we can have a kitty with a radio. <laughs> <laughs> but radio.co is one of the sites we got up and running. We also have Shoutcast going, thanks to Radio Dismute. So we got the players in line. So uh, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, right now, just start getting used to those players and functions over the next two weeks. Because Hawaii 365 has sent us the goodbye letter today. Yeah. Yeah, that's really a shame. It's been up for 15 years. Yeah. An awful lot of people who put an awful lot of work into getting it up there, expanding it, having it grow reasonably, and do it for a reasonable price for its subscribers or users, I should say. Is there a link to the phone app on the website? I haven't looked on there yet. I haven't seen one. I don't think we have one on the I, I think you can look at radio.co, the official site, and see what the mobile app looks like. May they have a link? I don't know, but I imagine there should be a, a link to uh, to yesterday USA, the phone app. Then eventually, yeah, probably once we got the 
and once we got the logo, that's probably when Underscore Bill will put up. Okay. Well, Underscore Bill, maybe you want to put one up just to think it's ready to go. And again, maybe still in the beta test mode. I'm not sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know. That's right. Yeah. Well, I sure appreciate the, uh, the uh, reach out here tonight. and glad that Patricia likes her gift. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to let you know next week how much I really liked it. Well, just don't... Really, 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 really liked it. Just don't snack and drive, okay? I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. You did get the message, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. My system is not accustomed to this stuff, but I can't wait to try it. (laughs) That is great. Thank you so much, Dan. And if, if you... If you could find um, a way for us to get in touch with the operator, that would be really super. All right. Sounds great. I'll go back and double-check my information, and I will uh, work on that. Perfect, Dan. Thank you. Thank you, and have a great Great. weekend. You too. Thanks so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. You know, we got Dan... Uh, Dave King working on a Santa Claus school for us. We're going to have Dan work on an operator for us. We have eclectic yeah. guests. Uh, I know, and Chad's got a Christmas tree farm person. Yep. He knows, and will help us get in touch with him. And next Saturday, and, we have George yeah. Byrne, godson, with us. So, see, we're doing pretty eclectic. I, we are just hot stuff. We are hot stuff. We ought to be incorporated or something. or something. Maybe we'll have a university. What do you think? Yeah, accredited <laughs> course for Patricia. Pardon? Accredited classes by Patricia. Oh, well, yeah. Now we've got to have accredited. Yeah. Hello there. You're on there. You are hot tonight. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> this is Ron in Illinois. How in the world sure. are you, sir? You're on it. I'm fine. How are you? We are hot. You're hot. Yeah, we're hot. I'm cold. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> How cold is it? We're supposed to get down to six below tonight. <gasps> oh, no. And just a couple of weeks ago, you were just about basking in the sunshine in your shorts. I almost. Oh, my gosh. What a change. Six below. I, I just got a shiver. Yeah, Murray's right. Wow, I've got shorts on tonight. I'm going to go pull my jeans off. Oh, my Wow. <laughs> you don't want to come here with shorts on. Mm-hmm. No. Okay, you're no. you're off the January list of visitation. From uh, I thought I would be. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. We'll, we'll hit Bob in Wisconsin on August 16th, which is their, their summer. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Maybe Minnesota. Oh dear me. Oh dear me. Six below. Oh Ron, that's terrible. And then I heard it's about, we're supposed to have one degree tomorrow for a high. Ooh. For a high? Yes, one. Well, could they spare it? I don't know. I think Boy, it might be different. Now, now uh, please forgive a ignorant California kid who's never been <laughs> in that kind of weather. If you're trying to ask someone to describe what one degree feels like, well, is that what you're asking? How, if you're going to go outside, which I was wondering about your IQ, if you did, 
Realistically, how long could you survive with one degree? Not very long. Well, well, um, uh, you know, it depends on what oh, kind of clothing you have on. Well, you you have to dress uh, for it. I'm obviously, and I, you know, I used to have to go out every morning um, during the week when I worked uh, to mm-hmm. walk to meet a bus. And uh, believe me, there were days when that was not fun. No, no, and especially because you'd be standing outside waiting for a bus. It's not like you yeah. got you went from the door to a warm car or a car that could be warmed up. You had to stand and wait for these things. That's right, and the bus really wasn't very warm once you got in it. That was going to be my next question. How warm was it on the inside? And then you also And the answer is not very. No, you don't know, not very. And you also have to consider the fact that I was up in the front of the bus, um Right behind the driver. Does that mean you were closer to the heater? I was, yeah, but I was also closer to the door. Oh. But you weren't driving the bus. You could uh, get off and go to a warm place. The poor bus no. driver had to stick it out. How long was the journey? It was about 40 minutes. Two, two or four? One way? Four, four zero. Four zero. Oh my gosh, that's a long one. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't quite that long. Sometimes, but it varied. But um, it could have been worse um, because because they they would pick me up. They would pick me up uh, on the uh, on. All right, the bus would go um, through town from the south through town pick up a bunch of people, and I would, they would pick me up on their way back through town on the way back south to go where, where the work was. Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been worse, you know, it could have been a lot longer. Did you make friends on the bus? I knew everybody there, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, these, these people I worked with every day. See, what, what we did was, um, most of our people that worked there could not and did not drive. We had to have a way to get them uh, from t- where they lived in town to uh, the work location. This was not a public transportation bus then? No, 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 no. Ah, okay. No, no. It was, it was a, uh, actually it was a, a, a school bus that we, that a guy bought, that, that we contracted with. Yeah, and, um, they're even colder than... Oh, yeah. Public transportation. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So, so um, because it wasn't public transportation, who paid the bill? Did the company pay the bill, or did you guys have to pay the bill? No, the company paid the bill and then, and then uh, charged uh, the, the people that rode the bus. So what would it be an average bill per month, per se, Ronnie? Do you have any memories of what they might have? I think it was. About two dollars a day. Uh-huh. Not, but that's my memory's getting hazy now because it's been, you know, it's been uh, uh, almost eight years since since I was there. Right. And uh, and and I and uh, now I don't have to go there anymore. You know, I don't have to go out in the winter anymore. And yeah. I love, oh, it's wonderful! I'd have to go out like that. Now, see, the difference now is that 
if I if I if I go out in the winter, it's because I want to, not because I have to. And there's something yeah. positive about that, you know. And so um, I, I don't I didn't have to. I don't have to now. When it's one degree, you can do without an awful lot of stuff. Oh yes, you can. It's amazing how you can get by without milk and without canned soup and without tuna fish. You can get away with a, a, there's always something to fill up the holes when it's one degree outside. Whoa. Okay, so what, okay, well, may I both you, both you non-California kids here, (laughs) (laughs) what is the coldest weather you ever had to step out and go into work for? So, Ron, would have been one degree for you? Was that the coldest that you had to go to work? No, no it's, 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 it's been below zero at times. Uh, I, one, day I, one day I had to go out, it was well below, almost 20 below. 20 below? Yeah. Wow. Can, can you imagine that? No, no. No. Okay, uh, okay, Patricia. What about we, you? What, we can we can help. <laughs> all right, Patricia. What's the coldest you had to go to work in? It, it's hard to remember. It was probably near zero. Certainly wasn't below zero. But the coldest I have ever been or had to be in was when I traveled to upstate New York to and just on the Vermont border to visit with my mom when she was living up there right. and it was at a time when people thought it was really hot stuff to have locks on your gas tanks and the lock froze and I needed gas <laughs> so it was it was not an easy thing to do at least the guy um, in the, the gas station super stopover place you know, the, the um, little quick pick and stuff like that, he helped. And, you know, he, he was smart enough not to use a lighter on the gas tank. Oh, no. <laughs> but we managed. Hmm? Boom. Have you ever, what about the, the weather gotten so bad? Oh, I, I, I didn't finish the story. I, forgive me, you asked a question and never answered it. It was about 15 below. You remember that day fondly, huh? Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes. Okay. Part B. Underscore. Highlighted. Italic. Italic. Bold. Yes. Big. Star. Go. Underscore. Go. Um, did the weather turn so bad ever while you were at work that, that you might have stayed extra just to make sure you could ride out a little bit before you went home. I wound up staying for 36 hours. And, and wow. so the answer is yes. Yeah. Yes. I never did. Um, what would happen is we would, uh, if it would start snowing during the, during the day, you know, or something, yeah. uh, and it would start getting bad, we would leave early. So you would have to contract with the bus to make sure the bus would be there for you guys to go. We um, had a way to communicate with with the bus driver to let him know that we needed him earlier. Uh-huh. The other thing is that for a while he actually was there, uh, did some other work there, 
but he wasn't driving the bus. Mm. So we had him on site all, all day. Ah. So that really made it nice. So he was there and would know, of course, by being there, that we were going to go early. And so that made it real easy. That so, happened later. So what had, what did you do when you had doctor appointments or things like that, Ron? Did you just schedule a day off? Or would you arrange another form of transportation to get you from work to the doctor's office or something? Usually, usually um, I would uh, I would schedule a doctor fund so that I could take the day off. Uh, and 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 schedule the day off so that I could go to the doctor's appointment. Okay. Because uh, because the doctor was in town and I really had no other way to get. You know, I wouldn't have had a way to get from out there to to town. The work location was about two miles south of town, out in the country. Mm-hmm. And so I would usually um, uh, schedule both so that I could I could be home and um, and 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 go. Then, then generally what I would do, I would schedule a doctor's appointment real early in the morning as soon as the darned office opened, you know, so that, um, so that I could, I could get that taken care of and just enjoy the rest of the day, you know. Mm-hmm. It worked good. It really did. It worked very, very well. Um, so th- that's how I did that. 36 hours, Patricia, was it snow? What made you decide to stay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was the last one who made it into work that day. Uh-huh. And nobody made it out. Nobody. Oh so did you guys raid the kitchen? We did a, a few things, yes. <laughs> we, had, we had free reign because nobody was there. That's Even the ambulance so it was, it was, couldn't it, get in. It was the quietest night we ever had. Ambulance couldn't get in. It was on the house? Was <laughs> food on the house? Sure, we, we hit the kitchen. They had food. You have food. I mean, you, you feed a a six hundred and fifty person staff yep. on top of a million patients. Yep. You got a lot of food in those pantry cabinets, you know. Yeah, we did pretty well. So what did you got, what, what did you pick for that day? Oh, lots of stuff for sandwiches. I and mean, we had to make it easy because you know, I have the rest of the hospital. <laughs> three buildings and five floors. <laughs> And an emergency room that had nobody in it because nobody could get there. I don't know what they did. I, I truly don't know what what happened to people who could not be trained. They they simply couldn't get there. So we had zero. So so, so you guys so the emergency staff were pointing parchises all day long. Is that what they were they, doing? We had of course we had to have um, a staff there all the time. Because eventually, you know, a couple of people got in, but no ambulances could get out. It, it was really, it was bad. <laughs> but we had the kitchen. <laughs> uh, let me let me let me ask you this then. Yeah. Do you, do you miss that? No. <laughs> I didn't think you would. No, no. <laughs> I really don't. It was crazy. Oh, it was crazy. yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, as I say, I don't miss. Are, are, you, are, are you surprised, my dear, that mm-hmm. you ran the whole place at age twenty-one? Looking back upon it, well, only at night did I run the place. Hey, but you're a night person anyway. That's true. That's true. Yes, I was very surprised. You could, you could be my nurse. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, 
send in your application. <laughs> oh, you're funny. You are so funny. What turned Ron into a night? What turned Ron into a night owl? He called after you went to bed last night, Patricia. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I got sent to bed, and you let him call in. I know. Well, there was two reasons. I couldn't get in. <laughs> of course not. I was there. Yeah, you must. I had the phone tied up. Yeah, you did. No wonder I got sent to bed. Oh, you poor, you poor guy. You had to listen to me because you couldn't, you couldn't even get in and say anything. I had, or I had, our Saturday night family, Walden and Larry, last night on the Friday night, their Friday night show. <clears throat> excuse me, had Dave Kane from Rhode Island as their guest, and Dave was recording the show so he could play it today as his show, his Saturday show. So they had the three of them, and then they called me, and we had the four of us, and gosh, we had a good time. Yeah, we had John, Larry, Dave, Patricia, and I, so there were five of us. That's right. I said four, didn't I? Yeah, the four of you. No, yeah. Yeah. Five. I got to have five fingers up. Five. Five fingers. Five. Yeah. I say one, two, three, I see five. Yes, five um, at the same time, and we even behaved our six, because Joan was there. That's right. And the last time we had six people on at the same time, my hair hurt. Gee, even my fillings hurt. I mean, it was trying to keep track. But Dave is a wonderful guest. I am still... I've played it a couple times, but and I'm still... I'm still going over the time when he was Santa and doing the sign for the little deaf girl. That was oh, still, oh, gosh, yes. That wasn't oh, that, my that, goodness. Wasn't that, that was a, that was a uh, highlight. Though. Yeah, wasn't that a great story? That was a yeah, great was story. A great story. It was. Yeah. It was a wonderful story. Great, great story. It was. We'll have to play that one again at Christmas time. Yep. Yeah, that maybe was, Christmas in July. Good. He yeah. would be yeah. our guest maybe for Christmas in July and uh-huh. talk about it. Yep, talk about that. Santa maybe Claus we can and, get and give us an update on on the Santa Claus village or yep. <laughs> wherever he was. He's going to call and find a yeah. Santa Claus. You know, us. he went and did a TV stuff. He got connected. You know, come on, Dave. You can get us a Santa. That he said he would help. Yeah. He's gonna mm-hmm. try. He said, "I I heard him say he'd try." I know he would, but you know we we expect results around here. You know. If he's anything to about it, you're gonna you'll get results. Expect well, results. Um, well, you know, we 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 out for candy cane, Christmas tree, and the Santa this year. That's our new goal for Christmas in July. Yep. Here, well, it's, it's already in January, and we're planning six months out. We're good, aren't we, Patricia? We're wonderful. <laughs> We're beyond good. Is there something wonderfuler than wonderful? Not much. That ought to get, if Dave is listening, that ought to get him. Yeah, that would be good. I almost said so fun before. <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> it's going to come through the wires. Um, well, Ron, thank you for calling, and I'm really sorry about your weather. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Please stay warm and safe. I'll try, but we'll, oh, oh, I've got a couple more things here than we need to do. Well, first of all, okay. first of okay. all, before you do that, it, it's it's. What about the power? Is everything good at the house? You got the furnace working okay, and 
and electricity fine? fine? Yeah, it's working fine. We okay. have electricity. It's work, okay. It's working fine. Okay. Okay. Um, now I've got a couple of things, more things here. All right. Walden, I, uh, I, I, I took the stuff out of the Dropbox. Thank you. Oh, good. Uh, uh, Jim you. Taylor yeah. found some new, more new stuff, so I put those in my box. Okay. Yeah. And Patricia has her little famous phone call of over ten years ago. <laughs> In her box. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Didn't she? Wasn't she cute? Wasn't she just a, a, adorable? She and Teeny. So she and Teeny. You know, they were just about the same age at that time. Uh-huh. I'm still cute. I know. Now, come on, give me, give me a Teeny. Come on, do a Teeny for me. I know. Okay, she, she can do it. All right. Now I've got one other thing here, then. Yes, sir. Um. A radio update, which isn't very much an update because we were here again today and we were playing with it again, and she still couldn't do anything with it. She okay. took her house to play with it some more. Now, I have not called um, She Crane. She Crane, because I'm not sure how to how to how to uh, explain to them what I'm what I'm trying to do. So we're going to tackle it this way first and see what. Well, she can do well it. maybe here's an idea. Mm-hmm. You still have the email link that we sent you? Yes. Maybe when you call them, you can send it to the have your friend forward it to them, and maybe they can test it out. Possible. I guess I'm trying to think outside the box. What, what, what oh, we're yeah, I do, understand. What we're trying to do, everybody, trying to figure out how to get ready for the Wi-Fi radio here in two weeks. Have you done anything with, have you, uh, have you done anything with yours yet? No. No. But, you know, Mama, Mama would... Mama was doing what all good mothers do. She was baking a red velvet cake for lunch today. Oh, honey. You know, so... For lunch? That's what you had for lunch? Well, no tuna fish she, on it or anything? Oh, boy. Well, she... She fixed that. And here was us for dinner. She fixed me... Let's see. She toasted sourdough bread. And turkey and pickle sandwiches, Patricia, for lunch. Oh, oh yum. Oh, yum. I love salami and pickle isn't, sandwiches. Isn't, isn't, isn't she too good to him? Yeah, I I keep asking if she's available for me. And well, you know, I have to you, go to California. You know you can live here easily, Patricia. You know that. I know. I have to go to California. And, she doesn't make health calls. And she made, she got two, she got several more boxes shipped ready for you, Ron. <laughs> oh. Oh my. She's on a goal to do at least eight cassette tapes a day, so she she just knocking, she's pulling these great big boxes out, the 150 cassettes, and that they are too big to mail to you, so he cut them in half. So you're gonna be getting boxes, 75 tapes each. Oh my! And I just got done with another box of binders, so. 79 tapes. That's heavy. That's a heavy box. So I I ran up there. And you'll be excited about this one. I filled in this little hole up at top with a bunch of the Sherlock Holmes, uh, Simon Schuster cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. So once Mom starts dubbing all those, we'll ship all those. The the, uh, the Sherlock Holmes, you know, with the uh, with Harry Bartell talking about Sherlock Holmes and things like that. So are they are they are they still in the box? Are they, yes. are, are they in the boxes? They're still in the boxes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They're in the boxes. Yeah, they were in boxes. They were in boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. I uh, was a friend that had some of them. Well, I'm glad. I was so 
employees that Patricia sent some up to Ken Goff, and he transferred some something I never heard before. Uh, and that was fun. When we had Kitty on the show last year, I didn't realize they did 80 of those things. <gasps> and I haven't I heard them all. I did not know that. The transfers were wonderful. Yeah, well, they, Kenny knows his stuff. And he did a, he, he did a, I thought it was fascinating. They, their group of five guys outbid the Library of Congress by a hundred bucks for those discs. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> they knew how to, they knew how to bid. Yeah, and so they outbid. So, and, and so. You ever want a Corvette? Those yeah. are the guys Until before. those, until those became available, uh, the, the sources for those programs were not very good. No. But I, I just. Pretty noisy. It's just. A, I'm glad we have them, and B, I'm glad they th- started having the little vignettes. I call them vignettes. The little with Ben Wright or, Her- or Harry Potter. I think what. I think they added a lot to the stories. I really do. They were fun. They were. They really were. They were. So that's what we're speaking of. So Patricia has a few more in her. Is he going to send those? Is he going to send those to you uh, after he gets them transferred, Patricia? I sent them to Ken Goff. Right, he's on, but is he, is he going to send Drop you the, copies of the, the files, the MP3 files to you? Oh, I have the MP3 files. He sent them to me. Oh, and I have them? And I'll bet you would like them. Mm-hmm. I would love them. I would love them. I would them. be happy to share. Oh, my goodness, yes. Them. I'll put them in your Dropbox. I would love them. Oh, my goodness, I'd love them. Oh, they they are just so wonderful. Sure they so are. wonderful. Sure they are. Oh, my Oh my! So I've got—I think he did fifteen. I have to go check. I sent him fifteen tapes. Right, and I have about. And I believe I, there are two stories on each tape. Right. It would be yes. Yeah, and I don't think he sent. I don't think he sent thirty. Huh. So Ken, if you if you touch base with him. Yep. And I got about twenty cassettes or so here. You'll be getting. So mom will be transferring all those. So we'll add those to the pile. Well, yay. Know. Yay. We share. We share. We love and share alike. Whatever yes. I have, you have. You can play with my shovel if you let me and play with your pail. Yeah. And then, and then, mm-hmm. we'll, well, then, we'll, then and we'll share the sandbox, we'll, too. Yeah. When the dust settles, then we'll see what I have here and see if we have any that you don't. Yep. And maybe and maybe other family members, if you got some, if you bother, contact us. Because we like to put the whole whole set together of 80 of them. I, I, love, I love to hear them all. Now, and now that I can rip here, uh, after I, after I, I would have to, what I would do, what I, the way I have to do it is I have to put them on audio CD first. Right. And then rip it to, rip it into the computer, which mm-hmm. is pretty easy to do. And then yeah. I can, I could, uh, then I could, then I would have them here on, on, uh, in, in, on MP3 files also then. Be perfect. That way we can get, but, we can, can we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get all these yet. Yep, and then we can share them. Yeah, we can share. Yeah. I'm here to share. <laughs> all right. All, all right, right Ron. Ron. Well, stay warm. I'll try, and you guys uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm not gonna tell you to stay warm. Well, it's cold. It's probably 61 oh, degrees um, or something. Oh, like oh, will you? Oh, it was 79 today. Quit. 
Well, Tuesday it's going to be 63 during the day, which is kind of, I know that, I know that sounds silly to say it's kind of cool for us, but it really is, and it's going to be down to 38 or 40 that night. And you're going to be on the road, so are you going to take gloves with you and your wall of mittens? No, I'm just not going to go to work. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) No. I have very warm long sleeve shirts that I'm bringing. I don't have a coat. I, I don't own a coat, so I guess I could put... Okay. I don't now, know. I'll figure it out. Okay, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's figure this out. You have your tennis shoes. Now I have my Reeboks, yeah. Okay, now, now, you got at least more than one pair of socks, right? You're, you're, double, you're double socks. D- double socks, yeah. right? Yeah, I could do that. Okay. No, see, no socks. That, that, takes, that takes care of... <laughs> 0.7% And we know you got the scarf. Yes. Okay. All right, so we're up to 1.2%. Okay. So we need a hat. We need to find I forgot about my scarf. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so we need a hat for Patricia. Well, the scarf is, is long enough and warm enough that I could use that, like, over my ears and the top of my head as well. Oh, you, you're going to give yeah. a, a mystery. You're going to do, you're going to give I'm a gonna mystery. I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be so classy. You're going to be a mystery. You, you guys are wimps. <laughs> I know. I know. I am. You really so are. Wimpy. Um, I really am. So. I'm telling you about. Okay, well, you be safe. And honestly, take care of yourself. I mean, that, that is just dreadful weather. Think about us, Ron, when you're, when you're shoveling snow, okay? I'm not going to shovel snow. I'm going to stay right inside and hopefully <laughs> That's a good idea. somebody else will shovel it or, yeah. or it'll go away of its own volition, you know? Yeah. And that'll be it. <laughs> All right, Ron. Well, thanks for giving us a hoop and a holler. All righty. You guys enjoy the rest of the weekend, and I'll talk to you later. You bet. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Tomorrow will be Perry Huntoon. Or do Charlie Burnett Part Two. Next Friday it'll either be Herb Ellis live because he is turning ninety five this week, and he was Jack Webb right hand man for all those years, and so we can talk about Dragnet with Herb if he's able to join us. If not, the legendary talk show host nationwide or KABC Radio and the ABC Radio Network. RFA still, we have a 90-minute interview to talk about. And he has a new book coming out on Sherlock Holmes. So once the book is out, he'll be Patricia's special guest one night. We'll, we'll get to talk about Sherlock Holmes. Could you talk about Sherlock Holmes, Patricia? <laughs> 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 Let me think about it. <laughs> Hello there, you audio. Hi, uh, John Harden calling from Florida. Hi, John. <gasps> John, we haven't been able to talk to you for a long time. How are you? Oh, well, I'm getting around okay, and and uh, talking about the weather. I'm 87. Wow. When I was a kid back in Indiana, it snowed at Thanksgiving. That was the start of the snow season. <laughs> And I talk about I talk with old friends there now, mm-hmm. and they didn't have snow until after Christmas. So that's how the weather has changed around. My word! You remember the coldest you ever remember being in Indiana, John? No, I don't. I think when you're up north, you know, once in a while it would get down to zero, but uh, I, I, you just, I don't remember. How about the latest? My mom remembers marching in her high school band in Nebraska 
on Memorial Day in the snow. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a bit of a stretch. In the late yeah. part of May, they still got snow. You guys ever remember snow in in the springtime? No. Uh, we, uh, in uh, March, we used to fly our kites. March winds, you know. Right. And, uh, in April, it would rain. And, uh, and I don't remember... Any time, you know, late in the spring that it snowed. <laughs> How about you, Patricia? You remember the latest it ever snowed for you? It was in April that I re- that I recall. It was after Easter, and it was in April. All of my flowers were in bloom, so that, that I would sh- say the first week in April. Yeah, that must it was a, a sh- surprise. That must have been a shock to the system. Oh, the poor little flowers, <laughs> you know. And I'll tell you, daffodils, they withstand almost anything those little guys just stuck their heads up there and got all full of snow and when it melted they were still fine yep and uh, and uh, the gentleman uh, an hour or so ago that uh, you talked with that had a uh, pacemaker yeah uh, mm-hmm. after it's over it's just uh, one of those things you know you go through I've had it and and uh, you just fly through it. Uh, I didn't have any problem at all, and uh, never felt anything or anything. And uh, but uh, when he gets to doing his exercises, he'll do right well. It's remarkable. I had a friend who had a pacemaker when he was 38. He was working for the police department, and once you know, once you put it in, then it, you know you change the battery out every so many years or whatever, and the way you go, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I've got a question here. Okay. And earlier on you were talking about some music. Yes. And uh, when you get to be 87, you recall old music that you you heard when you were younger. You bet. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I searched all over, and uh, I can't find it, but do you remember the song, Let Me In, I Hear Music? Let me in. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, and gosh, yes. Um, oh, I've heard that. I mean, uh, yeah, and I, 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 want, I want to internet, come in again. But he had yeah. it out, and they left a message there that they couldn't find anything on it. Well, maybe Patricia can look on YouTube while we're talking. Let I even tried on YouTube, but maybe... I don't know if uh, it was uh, open the door, I hear music, or let me in, I hear... That's it, that's it, that's it. Open the door, I hear music. Hold on. Well, there's uh, always, okay. there was always the song, Open the Door, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. It was, it's up on YouTube. And it's Let Me In by a group named The Sensations. So let me see what I can find on them. There's, yeah, there's several, but it's not the same melody. Oh, really? Oh, no. Okay, give me about uh, just like uh, close to a year. <laughs> you... Wait, so when you were before? 19, what? Wait, 30s, John, early 40s? Well, it was probably in the 40s and the 50s. All right. And I've well, every angle, and I can't. Uh, was it a male singer, John? You, you remember yes. something? You were, it was a male singer. Like it was like a Johnny Horton, you know, yep, his yep, background, yep. how he did it. Yep. 
like I, a Johnny Horton. Yeah, no, this, this I, is a group that I'm looking at. I didn't realize when I looked on Johnny Horton that he was killed in a car crash. I had no idea. <gasps> I did not know that. Like in his early 30s. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting when you look back uh, at these people in the movies mm -hmm. and in TV, and you watch and watch, and almost they're like family almost. Yeah. And when something happens to them, you know, like you're taking it back a little bit, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but but the thing of it is, uh, I've watched a lot of TV in these past years, and you're watching reruns, and you don't know. Well, not not in past years, but like in the uh, '70s and '80s, and like uh, Three's a Company and so forth. Right. And that program we were watching it. And uh, ago. it was first runs when uh, 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 Ritter died. I know. So I was hearing Suzanne Summer on a talk show here about earlier this week, and you know that's almost 40 years ago when she was doing that <coughs> show. And I was just thinking today, the anniversary of Carol Lombard's death, a famous plane crash that was 74 years ago today. That you know, of course, she was from in Indiana. Who was that? Carol Lombard. Oh. And she was killed in that famous plane crash 74 years ago today, mm -hmm. coming home from Indiana on a, one of the very first war bond rallies. Yeah. Uh, and y you just don't realize how the time goes. And when you're my age, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it just seems some of these things like yesterday, and you can't believe it was 50 years ago. You remember wh where you were when you heard about Pearl Harbor? Were you at, uh, at home? Yes, um, um, it was on a Sunday. Right. My dad wasn't feeling good. My mother took us to see a movie in South Bend. And when we got home, my dad told us. Wow. And how about the end of the war? What you what what do you remember about August of '45? Uh, we were at the lake on vacation, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, I wanted to go downtown, and when we got home and celebrate, because everybody was celebrating, my mother wouldn't let me. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, just still in high school. Right. And in those days, you minded your mother and father. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, anyhow... Um, who was your favorite singer, Johnny, when you were growing up as a kid? Who was, who was your favorite singer? Well, I always like Western and uh, uh -huh. probably uh, Tex Ritter and, and the, uh, uh, the Sons of the Pioneer. Yeah. Didn't the Sons of the Pioneer have such a great sound about them? Oh, yes. Them? It mean, wonderful. Wonderful. And... And uh, when you look it up and see how the people had been on there, like Festus that was in Gunsmoke, yep. he sang in the Pioneers. And did he? I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, even, uh, you can even bring it up on YouTube, and he has, sings a couple songs. And uh, just fantastic, uh, some of the, the, the times that things have changed and and uh, they go through these bands, and they've had dozens of singers go through. And mm -hmm. it's, it's something unique. I mean, I know the Sunset Pioneers are still performing today. They're in Branson, Missouri, and 
to even some of the offsprings of the Sons of the Pioneers case rules perform. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure because it's like I'm a friend of, uh, I've told you before, one of the harmonic cats. Right. And uh, uh, they've had, this is about the fourth group now mm. that's been out. And uh, in fact, they're going to be here in uh, Lakeland uh, at the end of the, the month. And Frank and I are going to get together again. We always try to get together and visit for a while. That'll be fun. And and you know and and you re- interview these people, mm-hmm. and it's great feeling to, that you know somebody that's in show business. Yeah. And I entertain for I think I've told you before, uh, ten years playing harmonica and and. Uh, and uh, doing narrations and this and that and the other, and uh, uh, it would just—you just had a marvelous feeling that yeah. that the people liked you. Well, it's something about bringing joy to people's lives is pretty special. I think so. You know, and I know I was a funeral director for thirty years, and uh, I remember you said that. Yeah, and uh, the the feeling that you have that you've done somebody. A good job, you know, that you've tried your best to help them makes you feel good. That we got paid yeah. for it naturally. Yeah. But I mean, just it's just like a doctor when they help somebody and really get them through it, they must feel very good. You have a lot of families who were very fortunate to have you in their lives. Well, I, I was always hoping that, uh, you know, and I told you before in Indiana. For ten years, I uh, did James Whitcomb Riley poems. Right. And uh, now I can't even remember three lines. <laughs> I try to do something, but uh, that's old age for you. Of course, I'm not the only one that's old. Well, all movies. I'm, I'm not 87, and I can't remember. Well, all movies the same time time span or whatever, you know. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, and uh, well. Uh, 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 if uh, if you can find anything on that uh, music deal, I just sent a link to you. It's the, um, for the 1962 version, and you can tell me whether or not it's close to what you're describing. Oh, okay. Uh, you've got my email address someplace. Oh yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did send it, John. It's in your email. I, I tuned in at the beginning, and something's changed. I had the old thing on uh, Yesterday USA, and it brought up, and it was a program on their radio show. So I uh, typed in uh, Yesterday USA, and this time the little thing that you bring up, the decal, whatever you call it, is a, a blue S. Yep. We are well, switching to a different um, player. Because uh, the company that used to have is, is going out of business, so so everybody's going to be switching to this new player. So that's oh. what that's what that's why uh, you came across that. So hey, and then and then uh, uh, when I got in, it was uh, probably were on five minutes, and you were talking this other man and you uh, yep. talking to Patricia. Yeah. But I didn't know it was pr- I thought it was Patricia. It sounded like her. And and then all of a sudden I thought, well, that lady sounds like Patricia. That's right. It was Frank, <laughs> Frank Percy and I, 
and it was yeah. over 10 years ago. Didn't she? Yeah. Didn't, didn't and, Patricia, I, and I thought, boy, she sure sounds like Patricia. Yeah, she does. She, 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 well, she, that's good. You know, she was, she was just a little kid back in those days. But, well, I'm still a little kid, and my voice didn't change. This is good. <laughs> but, you know, I called I called people that I haven't talked to in 20 years, and they say, hey, John. You know, they recognize my voice, and yeah. and I'll talk with somebody that I haven't talked with in years. Your voice changes a little bit, but, you know, not, not all that much. So, <laughs> listen, I'll let you folks go. Oh, John, thanks for calling us. Okay. It's so good forward. to hear from you again, John. Thank you for calling. Okay, and I'll look forward to getting that uh, email with uh, the YouTube thing. Perfect. It should be in your in your email box. Okay, thank you kindly. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alden, can you turn yourself down a little bit for me? Uh, I can. Yeah. Yep, I can do anything for you. You know that. You can do anything, period. Yeah, well, you're special. Hello there, you're on with a special person on Yesterday USA. Good evening, Walden. Good evening, Patricia. Hi, Jim. Well, Jim, how in the world are you? It's oh, good um, to hear from you. This is Jim in California. Fine. Things are nice today. It was a little chilly today, but we got some rain yesterday, and uh, we're supposed to get some more tomorrow, I think, so that'll be good. Uh, I wanted to mention to you, Walden, before I forget it, uh, the other day there was a direct link to dismute on the listening options, and I can't find that link anymore. Can they put that link, could Bill put that link right back? I know there's been some changes in the links. It's up to underscore Bill, because I think everything is beta testing right now, because with Live 365 going away in two weeks, I think everything's being um, changed. Right now we have Radio.co is up. Yeah. Uh, so, underscore Bill, if you got Radio Dismute site, if you can, if you're listening, you probably put that in there too if you can. We're gonna, I think we're going to at least have two different streams. Also, I saw the the ad for C-Crane and Wi-Fi radios, but if my, my Wi-Fi is a grace, mm -hmm. so we'll... Does, uh, does the C-Crane option work on a Grace? Or does, is there going to be a link for Grace, how to do how to program Graces, too? Yeah, the link that we're, we're beta testing will work for any of the Wi-Fi radio. We're just trying to make it work. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, I have like 24, 26 stations on my Wi-Fi radio program, so I guess... Once Live 365 goes away in two weeks, I'm going to lose a bunch of stations. So. Well, I hope they can all find new homes. I just did check tonight. Uh, apparently, uh, can I mention two other sites? Sure. There may be some good news for them. OTR Now is trying to find a new site. Right. And I think Radio Once More, Neil has told me they're pretty close to finding a new a new home, too. Everybody is scrambling right now because uh, it's going to be a bit major shock because over 5,000 radio stations have been hosted on... Y365, so there's going to be yeah. a major shakeup. The, the one advantage that Yesterday USA has over a lot of the other stations is that Bill has a home page and will still be able to just click on a link. Yeah. All of the mishmash and the challenges are behind the scenes, so it, it really won't affect listeners all that much. They just got to find a link. Well, I, yeah. Before I forget it, Patricia, I, I, I didn't get I, something may have gone wrong with automation or some. We didn't get to hear your awful show last night. They played a 15-minute Fibber McGee and something else. So I don't know what your awful show was was last night. Well, that's 
that's because I was a bad person. Oh. Bad, bad person. Larry was going to try to put in a, a repeat double. of one of the awful shows. Um, obviously, there was other programming up there, but it's my fault because I was out of town and I didn't have my homework done. Okay, but next Friday there will definitely be an awful show to hear. There had better be one <laughs> because if there isn't, I'm going to get fired. Well, we don't want you fired, but we love... We I love, don't want to get fired. And as I said, even if we don't necessarily hear the show, we like to hear your explanation. You know, she, um, Patricia is so dedicated about this. That yeah. Thursday night, she's going to record it at 12.30 in the morning. Really? She is, that is dedication. Right, well, we've done that before. I know, but it sounds really good. It sounds really yeah, it impressive. Does. Does I it? have to stay awake until 12.30. <laughs> Oh, well, you stayed awake last <laughs> night and talked to Miss uh, to to John and Larry and Walden and Mr. King. I know. How did you do that, Patricia? How did you stay up till two thirty in the morning? I was just remarkable <laughs> on your part. Yeah. Right. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, you, all, you all did a, that was a remarkable show last night, Walden and Patricia. That was a remarkable show. Well, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. We were just having a good time. It's nice to know that other people had a good time with us. And Mr. King sounds so. Is his name? Is his name Dave? I forgot his first name. Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave King sounds so dedicated and like he really enjoys what he's doing. Yes. Yes. I I, I can't imagine him not doing what he does. You know. And does he does he do uh, during, does he host all week or does he mainly host on weekends or? He's semi-retired in terms of broadcasting, so they ask him to host one day. He 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 was. Typically Monday through Friday, but uh, you know he he's having too much fun. Does he do mainly fun talk, or do he, does he do news talk when you guys aren't on, or just all kinds of things? Yeah, all kinds of things, but mostly local news. Yeah. You know he he's a rabble rouser. He 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 gets him up and about. He's a man of action. Yeah. Well, you know he he he's he's Rhode Island's Amos in the morning. <laughs> well, he may he may not be. By the way, speaking of Imus, yeah. I heard Dennis has a couple of posts up on his site when mm-hmm. Imus hosted Monitor for a brief time in 1973. Imus did? Yeah, in the summer of 73, the NBC was trying to save Monitor, and on Saturday nights they thought a one, they were trying to get a younger audience. So on Saturday nights they had his alternate host during the summer and fall of 73, Don Imus, Wolfman Jack, and Robert W. Morgan. That's a far cry from Gene Rayburn and Barry Nelson. (laughs) I guess they were after a different audience. Oh, my goodness. Wolfman Jack, too? Hey, guys, how you doing? Okay, that's a great question for you two. Yeah. What was Wolfman Jack's real name? Bob Smith. Very good. What was it? I had a friend yeah. of mine and I used to go to school in town, Shreveport, Louisiana, and he pointed out to me once that Bob Smith was a DJ at KCIJ, a country music station in Shreveport. Wolfman Jack is, has much more character. Yeah, yes, it well, does. I, I, I always enjoyed the story when he took his two guns and went and took over the radio station down in Mexico. Oh, yeah. But what was funny about the monitor thing with Don Imus? Or, or just, Can you imagine radio radio station in Mexico to take over control? That's, yeah. you know, that's, 
how yeah. Chapo would have him. <laughs> yeah. What's this? How Chapo would hold him hostage. Oh, fun. What's disgusting or uh, humorous, however you view it, is Don Imus was totally in. He interviewed Chad Huntley in this section of Monitor for one thing, and that was interesting. But at the end of the hour, he said, Well, I'll be back on Monitor, maybe. And then he says, I don't really care one way or the other. And I was thinking of the great heritage that Monitor had and all the great hosts that Monitor had. His indifference to Monitor just totally turned me off. I mean, I, I guess he, yeah. he was a hip announcer, and maybe it didn't make any difference to him. But for those of us that were longtime Monitor fans, it was like he was insulting a very mm-hmm. broadcast legendary program. Yeah. But that should have been and, his and stick. It was, it was part of his personality, um, and, I, and he probably didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't I'm speak kidding. for him, but he, he's got a an edge to his personality that makes me not surprised at what you just said. It was funny. He did do some funny things. I mean, that preacher he imitated named Billy, he called him Billy Saul Hargis. There really was a preacher in Oklahoma named Billy James Hargis, uh, who was a a strong, staunch anti-communist. Oh, my gosh. Don Imus imitated him and called him Billy, loosely based on Billy Saul Estes, the famous fertilizer scandal man of the early 60s and oh, no, that's Argus Minister. How can you have a scandal over fertilizer? I don't know that story. It involved dealings and government dealings. You've, you've heard of Billy Solestes? I recognize the name, but I don't know why. Yeah, something about fertilizer. He, he, he did work with fertilizer and farming, and, and I guess it was his investments or stocks. or it was, it was a big scandal about him in the early 60s. He was a big news. Uh, and he was a preacher? Two or three. Billy Saul Estes. Was he a preacher? Did I hear you correctly? No, no. Uh, Billy James Hargis was a preacher. Oh, okay. Him okay. called him Billy Saul Hargis, a play on both Billy Saul Estes and Billy James Hargis. So he got everybody wrapped up in there. Yes. And he lived in, this preacher, Billy, J- Billy Saul Hargis, lived in Del Rio, Texas. Ron and I got a big chuckle out of that because all those preachers that used to be on this Mexican station in Del Rio, Texas, and they weren't just preachers. They would sell you medicines and herbs and uh, things you could put on your wall and all kinds of things. And everyone would say, Del Rio, Texas. They would say Del Rio with it. <laughs> Not just Del Rio, Texas, but Del Rio. They would say Del Rio yes. screeching yeah. in their voice. <laughs> put, put their, they put their souls into that one. Yeah. And it was one of these big border blasters. There were, there were several stations. There was XEG. There was XERF. There were a couple of others. And Wolfman Jack worked on some of those border blasters. Um, you could hear them at night. They had rock and roll. They had preaching. They, had, uh, they offered <laughs> baby chicks you could buy and eggs that you could... You know, Do you know, Mike Handy played some of that stuff one night, played an entire show. I, I say an entire show. They, they were probably, he played probably 10 minutes of it. And I remember now what you're talking about. Oh, they were a big, they were a big thing in the 40s and 50s and 60s and even into the 70s. Uh, they, they, you could hear them all over the country. At yeah. Night. Yeah. When I was listening to Mike's recording of one of these shows, it sounded like a parody. And then I realized the guy was serious. 
He really was selling all of this stuff. They were. They were. I remember in 64, just after JFK, or late 60, well, early 64, after JFK died, they were offering pictures of JFK that you could put on your wall. They were offering, uh, uh, they had a tablet called Smoke No More that was supposed to cure you of the habit of smoking. Uh, oh, my God. In one of their commercials, I always remember, you'll feel better, you'll eat like a horse. And my people do eat like horses when they quit smoking. <laughs> They're right at that commercial. Just what they needed to hear. You're going to gain 40 pounds. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. But, oh, my gosh. Of course, they, they had things like the world fa- the go- there was a gospel group called the World Famous Chuck Wagon Gang that would entertain <laughs> on these stations. Uh, I must have on an awful lot of fun. Well, there was, and, and if you didn't agree with the politics or the preachers, mm-hmm. if their doctrine, it didn't matter because you listened to them not from so much for what they preached, but their commercials and what they pitched. <laughs> that was worth listening to. See, over time in history, people people tuned in to hear the advertising. Yeah, like, and and, and of course, like I say, that Del Rio just just stood out in my mind. It just it is something I just. And then there was XEG in Monterey, Mexico, which had a Fort Worth address. Mm-hmm. A little song went, for early, from early morning till late at night, we are the station that helps you think right. Because they oh, had a lot gee. of just programming. Oh, my gosh. Well, then can you find recordings of that? I think they're awesome. There's a, there's a uh, National Public Radio special on the history of border blasters out there. And there's a book about that. Yeah, a book called Border Radio. Ray Breen had the authors as a guest one night. Right, and uh, I, I think Larry might have some in one of the files. Or if you're listening, maybe you want to put it in Patricia's Dropbox. It would be worth hearing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're classic entertainment in every sense of the word. Uh, and, and, of course, Wolfman Jack, if you see the movie, and I've never seen it, but people have told me if you see the movie American Graffiti, the kids are listening to to uh, the border stations, and Wolfman Jack is the jock they hear. You hear Wolfman Jack Jack's voice throughout the film. Uh, I remember when Wolfman Jack was the one of the nighttime disc jockey here on KHJ in the seventies, uh, and I think KLLA. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that was an in, uh, uh, that was an interesting. Ron was going to be listening. Uh, I hope. And he said, "That's it. Sounds like it's going to be an interesting special. That KNX special on smog in 1954. Okay. Um, that's on Past Daily, Patricia. He posted a documentary on that KNX did in 1954 about smog. Mm-hmm. And he also posted today a CBS radio special on the eight years of the Eisenhower administration from January oh my 51. And last, he also posted yesterday a Nightline, on the 14th, he posted a Nightline broadcast from January 14th of 58. Uh, with Walter, with, Walter O'Keefe was sick, Donna, Donna Michi was sitting in as a host. And there were some interesting things on there about the Cold War and uh, things like that. Um, in a moment, I'm going to have a book review for you. Right. One of the year. First of all, Patricia, any exciting news in your, any new awful shows you've discovered? Oh, I have a whole folder full of new ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I haven't gotten a script for them yet. <laughs> I have to listen to these at least twice, sometimes three times before 
before I agree with myself. So. I'm going to mention to you, too, that your, your previous caller was talking about the song Let Me In. Yes. Yeah. I don't know the one he's referring to, but the one that Patricia's referring to was a rock and roll song by the Sensations in the early part of 1962. And that's, that's the link that I sent him. I found it on YouTube while we were talking. My so he'll let hated me, that he'll let song. Me know. Was yeah. It was on all the top 40 stations, and the song went, Let me in, wee-oo, wee-oo. Ooh, wee It was by a group called the Wee-oo, Wee-oo, Ooh-Ooh, Wee-oo. That's, that was basically the... I don't think that's the song he had in mind. Well, he will He will tell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was a popular song in the early part of 62. It did really well on the charts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Weldon? Not a thing. I was before I was born. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but you know, I was going to mention one obit, if uh, two obits to report this week. If you have not, you heard that the man who played Grizzly Adams on TV passed away. Yes, I I saw that this week in one of the papers. Um, my mom always liked that show. Yeah. Um, and the other obit, well, of course, you know about David Bowie. Mm-hmm. That one, of course. And the third one, uh, you may not know, a lot of oldies fans, he died last week, Rod knows about it. A singer who, had, who was kind of a one-hit wonder in 1961, Troy Shondell died last week. He had one big hit in 1961 called This Time, or This Time We're Really Breaking Up. It was kind of a teenage idol type song. Mm-hmm. Big for about four months in 1961. He later composed songs. He had a few minor follow-up records, but his one claim to fame was 1961's This Time. He died on the 7th. He was 76. Alzheimer's and Parkinson's at the same time. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. I I went to the BBC this week, and it was talking about David Bowie, and I didn't realize what a smart businessman he was. And this is what they mentioned. Over 10 years ago, he foresaw the what Downworld was going to do to the music industry. So instead of him getting his normal record royalty, he made a deal with the labels. He said, if you give me the money up front, I'll give you all the recordings I do for the next 10 years. So they gave him a check for $55 million. Wow. And so he gave them the next 10 years. Where have we been? I mean, you've got you've got a guy who's dumping two point something billion dollars <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a on a football team, and and oh man, this is better than the lottery. You know, I liked I liked the nice you know, and I'm not into rock, hard rock much of his, his era, but I did like the bit the bit he did with Bing Crosby in 1977. Yes, yes. The song they sang together, "Little Drummer Boy" and "Peace on Earth." Mm-hmm. Nice bit yep. they did together, and and, you, and ba- didn't you say well, ba- uh, David was just in awe of singing with Bing Crosby. Yeah, what Catherine said, he was really nervous about doing it with Bing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got working on the numbers. Bo- Bowie would have been about thirty-one or so. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it was the last special Bing did before he passed away. Yep. Um, yep. And uh, but I always remarked at the time of Bing's death. At least when he left us, he was doing what he really liked doing, is playing golf. Mm-hmm. Right on the golf course. What's a better way mm-hmm. to yeah. know than when you're doing something you really enjoy? Yeah. Um, okay. The book I'm going to review is, is, is another one. by It's a mystery suspense novel by John Katzenbach, another one. Oh, yeah. I like John. 
And this one is I met him. Called, I met him a while back. Yeah, you, and he wrote that. What was the one you like? Summer, summer's end, or summer night, or summer was in the title. Yeah, summer was in uh, in. It wasn't in the heat of the night. It was in the heat of the summer. Okay. Does that sound right? Well, this one's called Just Cause. Okay. And I don't have the RC number with me because I sent it back before I could get it. But if people want to look it up, who are, who are, who read recorded books or talking books, they can look look it up. It's the story of a Miami reporter. He gets a letter. He, his marriage is in disarray. He's been divorced. He's kind of down in the dumps. And he gets a report. He, he does editorials. He hasn't. He hasn't done stories in a while. And he gets a letter from a man on death row claiming he is innocent of the murder that he was sentenced to death for. And, he, and he's at this Florida State Prison in Stark, the death house. Mm. Big time. A lot, I thought of you when I read the book because there's a lot of those towns in Florida you're probably familiar with, probably a lot. Probably. Um, and he's innocent, and he claims that the police beat the confession out of him. And Matt's, Matt's attitude is, oh, yeah, they're all innocent. But yet he wonders, could there be a possibility... And he looks into it, and he finds there is a possibility of police misconduct. He later investigates another death row, sort of a Hannibal Lecter type of killer is also on death row, who's done a lot of murders. He is implicated by the uh, other innocent man, and Mm -hmm. their paths cross, the two killers, eventually... Matt's investigation does reveal misconduct by the police, and uh, the man, uh, Mr. Ferguson, is set free, and his conviction is overturned. Then the nightmare only begins again. There's a new series of murders. The the reporter finally enlists the help of the very detectives who were implicated. He wins a Pulitzer Prize, by the way, for clearing this man of murder. And eventually, new murders begin to happen again. And he comes to the horrifying conclusion, what if I'm wrong and I really set an innocent man free? Wow. The detectives help. The very detectives who he implicated in his new stories, they aren't very happy, but they work together that their paths lead all the way for, to, from all several murders all over Florida in different counties. Mm-hmm. A woman detective from a, there's a town near the Alabama border that is implicated that, that he's involved in. It's uh, I can't remember the names of the counties, but it's near Pensacola and then that area. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and he this man before he was sentenced to death was actually visiting his grandmother in Florida when he was arrested because his car looked like a car that was seen near the scene where this girl had been murdered, this 11-year-old girl. And he was an Ivy League student attending Rutgers in New Jersey. He'd left Florida and gone to New Jersey. So he goes back to New Jersey to go to school. And in investigating uh, Mr. Ferguson, they go, but they, they, he, the reporter and the detectives go back to New Jersey to keep track of this man and the woman detective from the other county. And all kinds of horrible things happen. I don't want to give the ending away, but it ends very suspensefully. Uh, It's a true page-turner. 
you, you always, when you're reading fiction, you always have, want to be careful. You don't want to give the plot away because you know you, you yes. don't want to. Don't want to do a spoiler. Right, and that's that's why I always hate it when uh, when movies are reviewed because I know it's tempting for a movie, the movie reviewer, you don't want them to give too much away or a book review. Mm-hmm. But anyway, never needless to say, it's a powerful read. I'm going to give the book four stars. Wow. Uh, and again, it's called Just Cause. I'm also reading a second, another John Katzenbach now, book now called The Analyst, which I will review later. And I also, next week, if, if my plans work out right, I will review Norman Mailer, one of Norman Mailer's last book called Oswald's Tale, an American Mystery. Ooh, ooh how interesting. Oswald. Uh, Norman Mailer, you know, I, I read one of his earlier books. I read The Executioner's Song years ago about mm-hmm. Ruby Gilmore, which won a Pulitzer Prize, I think, or several awards. I haven't read The Naked and the Dead or some of his novels. But uh, he spent a lot of time, he got access to Soviet records of Oswald's time in Russia before he came mm-hmm. to the United States. He talked to some of the KGP, KGB people who knew Oswald. And I will mm-hmm. review that review next week, uh, if all goes according to plan. It's a, it's a, it was a well-written book, but, but for a real suspense novel, I've become a big fan of John Katzenbach. I liked the one I reviewed earlier last year called "What Comes Next," mm-hmm. and then I read this second one, the, the uh, "Just Cause," and then I have a third one now called. Uh, the Analyst, and there's yet a fourth one that I'm going to be reading called The Wrong Man. I've really become hooked on this guy. <laughs> you know, once you read something that's really good, you want to read more. You want to read more, yeah. I feel the same way. There's a couple of others that fall in that category. There's one named Philip Margolin, who's very good. And there's also a lawyer named, uh, of course, Ron and I are big fans of John Gritchum. Mm. And there's, a, there's an author named Richard North Patterson who's very good on writing lawyer and legal thrillers and political thrillers. And sometimes the real world, it seems, sometimes, sometimes the fictional world seems more sane than the real world we live in sometimes when you read <laughs> these stories. True. It's really, isn't that scary? It is. But again, I would recommend uh, uh, Just Cause. Okay. And also, I am looking, as I said, I'm looking forward to another year of uh, of reading, uh, of listening to your uh, your shows, and I'm hoping that all of these, uh, once we get these clear, then we, you can send me, Walden, or, or leave on my message the right links for me to program so we can, pro- my housemates and I can program the Wi-Fi radio for the right sites. Sure, sure. Once we sort of so Alan says everything's in is in flux at the moment. You bet. You said something at the beginning, and I missed the beginning of your comment. Are, are you just reasserting what was said about the copyright music before? You were talking about music before '72. Was this was it just what you what you said what we knew before, or was something? Well, well basically, Scottish Gangs is more concerned about picking up the uh, music rights from '72 on. Yeah. And so now we got these. You know, what was not nice about Live 365? They sent us. A goodbye letter today. So they're out of business in two weeks. A goodbye. Goodbye. Basically, they gave us some options who they recommended, and, uh, you know, 
basically. No investors came forward, I guess, to help them, huh? Correct. I'm sorry. So, so they're, 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 they're going to be gone in two weeks. So they gave some recommendations, and they gave, you know, the nice thing about, they, besides the streaming, they gave us the, they cook, they took care of the licenses. And so now we're responsible for creating an old music license. So that's something Bill's going to have to work on the next Does he have, I mean, we, Ron and I were wondering about this the other day. We were talking about this. With so many songs, so much music, so many publishers, so much, uh, you know, N Neil told me even that technically, as far as copyright, well, I asked him one about public music, the Star Spangled Banner, et cetera, and he said even the Lord's Prayer is technically copyrighted in the sense that somebody put it to music. In other words, a publisher, you know, a music publisher published it. Even if the words weren't copyrighted, the song was. So mm -hmm. about every music, and even library music that you hear on the old-time radio shows in many cases is copyrighted. So my question, and Ron and I were wondering, with all these thousands of songs, thousands of music cues, thousands of composers, thousands of companies, and you don't even know necessarily where a certain piece of music might have even been published, how does one even go about clearing rights on things like that? Mm -hmm. You go through an agency that clears it out, called Harry Fox. Yeah, Harry? Harry Fox, F-O-X. O-X? F-O-X. And that's where the copyright owners and everybody sent their rights. And they know, and Fox would know. Well, here's, here's the strange thing about it. What everything is? Here's the strange thing about it. There are songs that use the same title. Oh, yeah. So they have to split the royalties, because they wouldn't know necessarily who, what version is getting played. For example, like we were just talking about Let Me In. That's right. The song The Man, John, was it John, the previous caller? That's right. The right. song John wants to hear is something totally different than the song by The Sensations. That's right. So, mm -hmm. so Harry Fox, even though they take a random survey from the radio stations throughout the different years, when they when when they're surveying the station, they look at the numbers, and then because you cannot copyright a title, those generally are, are shared. Well, what about library music? Like for example, the canned music you hear on shows in the fifties and sixties. Like say the music that Peg that was used on the couple next door, or the music that was used on Johnny Dollar, music that wasn't necessarily composed, but it was library music. It depends on the rights. Sometimes yeah. what they would do for that, the creator and proposer, co composer will sell all rights. So that way the networks and things could have it free and clear. They would pay a lump sum to the composer and they would own all rights. And that way they would control. Um, that, that's why they, for them, it was a cost-saving mode to use that library music over and over and over because they saved themselves money. Like, for example, uh, when Bill does his commercial about hiring him by the word, and they use the melody to King of the Road, mm -hmm. does he have to, I guess he has to, he had to get that cleared, I guess, with the composers of King of the Road to use that song, I guess? I don't know that, about that part of it. Um, I, you know, Bill, Bill, Bill would probably go ahead and file it with ASCAP and BMI. Mm -hmm. And that, and they would take care of that part with them. 
Um, also, what about, and I'm just asking you just a hypothetical, what about when you play old commercials on the shows and say they were songs that were singing commercials, like since they don't advertise cigarettes anymore, mm-hmm. And you play something like Winston tastes good, like a cigarette. Does that still, even if cigarettes haven't been advertised in forty-five years, is that song, is that melody still copyrighted with somebody? Well, here, here, here's a here's a trick of the trade in the music business. Yeah. Any song that play that you only have less than twelve seconds of is royalty free. How weird. Yes. So that's under the rule. So. When you hear like an opening theme or whatever, or a quick, you know, like a little music and they fade out, mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the dividing line is twelve seconds. For example, when Tums, <laughs> when the acid, oh my when, the, when the acid Tums was using the dragnet theme and went Tum T Tum Tum, they just used those four notes. That's right. Less than twelve. Less than twelve seconds. If it's less than twelve seconds, then they have to pay royalties for it. You know, 12 seconds is a lot of time Correct. when you're listening to a piece of music. Correct. So that's a lot of flexibility. Well, the, the, remember, there was a classic story. Um, Arthur Godfrey had the same opening theme song in the days when he had his 90-minute morning show. Every theme like old times. Theme like old time, And he opened that each segment six times. Yeah. CBS had to pay royalty six different times throughout all the network to the the rights owner of that. They got to the point that they just went ahead and made a direct deal with the rights holders. That way they didn't have to pay out as much. Um, Generally, the way it works, right now, the publisher and the songwriter get eight and a quarter cents. That's the royalty check that goes to them. But, you know, you're going through Harry Fox at the hand of the paperwork. If you wanted to pay less, you look up the publishers or the right holder directly, and you make you can work out a direct deal with them. Basically cut out the, the middleman if you wanted to. But Fox knows Fox knows who has the rights to just anything, anything, that's, anything that's written. Anything that's in ASCAP and BMI, they are the record holder. Now, are there songs, like, are songs, like, for example, is America the Beautiful, let's say, or the Star Spangled Banner, or the Stars and Stripes Forever copyrighted? I have to look up, you have to look up the rights on that. You know, each song you would have to look up the rights. You know, generally classical music was in the public domain. That's why the Lone Ranger used that. Right, they used William Taylor and everything else was classical. That's right. They didn't have to pay royalties. That's right. Uh, I would assume the national anthem, well, for example, when you hear... When a radio station, say on some of the national talk shows, if they play a clip of, say, Donald Trump on Meet the Press, or they play a clip of uh, Hillary on, a, on an interview program, mm-hmm. which was on another network, do they have to get permission, say, if they play a Meet the Press clip, do they have to go to, say, Medved or Limbaugh or those guys, do they have to go to NBC to get permission to play the Meet the Press clip? Generally, there's a gentleman agreement in broadcasting that if you're going to play another clip, like a news clip from another network, you have to give them credit. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a gentleman's agreement. ESPN <laughs> was legendary in the early 80s because they were the cable network and they wanted to become nationally. 
they didn't care. They wanted everybody to hit, cop, videotape, copy it, play it, because of the way that was free publicity for ESPN. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them who did that, it's, it's a way of form of advertising the program. Yeah. Well, if um, if you uh, now, for example, that's that's how uh, Rod and Rod knows about these type. You know, those oldies, those rock and roll records where the where it would be a say a story about a flying saucer, and they what they call break in records where they take clips of old rock and roll songs. Like, here's what the president said about this, and they play a line about from a rock and roll song. Uh, with the original artist, I uh, I know the the owners of the song sued Buchanan and Goodman for that first record, mm-hmm. but they lost in court because you know it was considered parody and just to use those few sections mm-hmm. of the song, if I remember right, that right. the judge ruled. Right. But uh, but then again, it was uh, I heard a story too that when uh, Steve Dar- Steve told this on Those Were the Days when he was paying tribute to Stan Freeberg last year. When he play, they played Wonderful, Wonderful, and Steve pointed out that Lawrence supposedly was real upset when that record came out, and he says, Stan's, he's making fun of me. And then his producer said, but Lawrence, every time Bubbles in the Wine gets played, you get a royalty from that. And a smile yeah. came to Lawrence Welk's face so fast. <laughs> you know, you know, you want to know Stan Freeberg? version of that story, why he huh? created it. Okay. Do you know why? He told, story he, he told this to reps. Okay. I think Patricia will get an appreciation. The reason why he did that, Stan was dancing on the dance floor with his girlfriend and Lawrence Welk cut in on him. So Stan, to get back at Lawrence Welk, created the song. Oh, years before when he was dating his what before, before he was even married and he was dancing. Yes. Okay. That's how the song was created. That was his, that was his revenge to Lawrence Welk. <laughs> but, but copyright is funny. I mean, the way they, the way they, like you know, when you hear about people being sued over pl- schools, schools being summer camps being sued over Happy Birthday, isn't that just silly? I mean, to me, well, it is. Now, right now, we won't have to worry about Happy Birthday. That just got defeated in court. It did. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody paid. Somebody paid a lot of money to contribute it to the public domain. Twenty-eight million dollars. Deary me. And the song's been around for, God knows how, what the eighteen nineties at least, I think. Right. Uh, I think it was originally called "Good Morning to You." And then this, a happy and, birthday was set to the music of "Good Morning to You." You're right. Mm-hmm. And uh, but someone filed suit. I mean, I just. First of all, what I never could understand when I heard that story, how did the suit pe- the people that filed the suit even find out about the summer camp? There's so many hundreds of summer camps all over the country. They find you. Yeah. <laughs> Homeland Security was involved, I'm sure. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm mean, only kidding. I'm only kidding. You know, the Please C- call C- Homeland Security. I'm C- only kidding. The CIA is listening to our phone call, Jim, so don't oh, worry. I've oh, my. Story oh, my. Years, I heard they open your mail and then they reseal it and uh, <laughs> all of that stuff. Uh, I remember there was a, there was one of my friends who was concerned in the mid-'70s. He was afraid to even take his pictures to be developed at the store because he had heard that CIA, the CIA 
gets notified every time pictures are turned in, <laughs> and he's you know, they take they take a picture of your pictures to keep mm. to keep track of you. So I guess <laughs> I guess anything anything's possible, I suppose. Anything is possible. But at least, um, and and a lot of the things you know, like I say, that they're you know when when the whole issue of old radio shows came out years ago about people being sued over who could sell shows and who had rights to shows. Mm-hmm. I said to a friend of mine once, suppose someone paid a speech of, say, Churchill's or Hitler's. I said, do you have to go to the Eva Braun estate to get permission? I mean, <laughs> just, you know, since he was a public figure is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> no. Or, or even Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, I suppose someone could file a suit and say it was copyrighted. I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. The world's changed, and, and and I think one of the sad things is corporations, and I'm not saying people shouldn't be compensated for their work. I mean, I and, and you as a writer, Patricia, understand it from both viewpoints, right? You don't want your, mm-hmm. your, your published work infringed, yet you also want people to have access to it, right? It's yes. kind of a fine line, but, isn't it? Well... You have to. You actually have to go through a copyright process in order to have a copyright in effect. Yeah. So I don't know what the brouhaha was over the happy birthday, and how copyright infringement was claimed on something that is so old, unless somebody copyrighted it and kept renewing the copyright. That's a and, possibility. And but, the people at um, the camp probably, had, of course, they had no idea. You, you, you know, it's, it's, it's been a part of our lives, like I say, so long. Mm-hmm. You don't even think about infringement or, or rights. No, it was like a kid's song, Ring Around the Rosy, pocket full of posies. It, it was just a kid's song. Yeah, I, I suppose the melody, the words may be public domain, but like he said with the Lord's Prayer, the melody is copyrighted, I, maybe. I don't know. It's And in... In Happy Birthday, I think it was the other way around because the music had already been there. If anybody should have been sued, it was the people who used it for Happy Birthday. Yeah. But that, but that, but their problem, and they're long deceased, so exactly. So I don't what know. A, it's, it's, what a brouhaha that was! In a way, corporations have kind of uh, muddied our lives in so many respects. But you can oh, my not goodness. just about songs, but about anything else. You know, so many rules about this and that, and you mm-hmm. you can't put up, so you can't, you know, some people say you can't put up a lemonade stand in your yard because of zoning, you know, zoning rules and zoning mm-hmm. and little things like that. You know, there's hundreds yep. of things. Yep, I'm on your team. Well, anyway, I just want to wish you all a wonderful evening. It's always a pleasure. Pleasure for us, too. And... Happy New Year. We have Happy gotten New Year to you. And, and guess what? This year, Patricia and Walden, you're going to have an extra day that you normally don't get. What would you Are we going to have? Are, is it a Saturday? It's a Monday this time. Mm-hmm. What oh. would you, you do in 26 years ago today, Yum. 26? Let's see. This, let me get my memory in gear. <laughs> is January 16th. Um, uh, see, 25, 1980, 85? How about 1990? Oh, 20, oh, 19, uh, my, my track, 1990? I was, 
I was in school. I was living in Hayward. I was just beginning to do a year's volunteer work with a, a hunger, a citizens' hunger lobby that I internship with on a volunteer basis for mm-hmm. a year in 1990. That was kind of fun. What national news broke? In 1990? Mm-hmm. January 16th? Well, 1991. 90, oh, you mean 91? Yeah, I guess 91, so I'm sorry. 25 years ago. 91, it would have been the Iraq War, That's right? That's right, the Persian Gulf War. Oh, the first one. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That's just 25 years ago. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, my mind was on 90, that'd be 26. Yeah, right, I, I screwed up, so I was thinking with 25. Well, the day's a little sad for me, because this is the 13th anniversary of my mom leaving us. Oh. Uh, 16th's a little. You, you know, as you get, as the years go by, you, you never forget. No. But the year means, you know, the year, as the years go, it. Well, it's less painful. It's never less painful, but it, but it, you know what I mean. It's it's not yeah. like it was, say, on the first anniversary. You know what I mean, or yeah. I I say, and I believe it, and I say it because I believe it that the hole in your heart never goes away. It gets a little bit smaller, and it doesn't hurt as much, but the hole never goes away. Well, and it hurts me especially because the first part of her real bad stroke came on September 11th of 2001. Oh, my gosh. And when everyone talks about September 11th, to me, the day has a totally different meaning. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and that was, you know, at night. She, she, she heard about what happened that day, and we just talked on the phone that night. And it happened later in the night. Not that that was related, but, what I, but of course, I always yeah. associate 9-11 with something totally different. But there's also pleasant days, like it's always pleasant on Saturday. Oh, by the way, in four years, you will get to celebrate Leap Year on a Saturday night. Well, in, in four years, I want to be in Plymouth Rock. Plymouth, oh, for six, for the anniversary of... Uh, yep, I want to go visit my relative place. Oh, it's 1620? Yep. Okay. Before the 400th anniversary. All right, and they came over on the Mayflower, right? How do you know that, Jim? I just guessed. <laughs> You've mentioned it. Have I? It once mentioned. <laughs> have I mentioned it? No, it was a couple of times. Of, yeah, have, I remember. Have, have I mentioned who I'm related to? Oh, Bradford yes. Oh, no, Bradford. How did you know that, Jim? Very fast. I know he was the governor. Yeah. First governor, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it Winfrith? Was John Winfrith? Wasn't Winfrith uh, one uh, of the early ones, too? Yeah, actually, I think Bradford was actually the second governor. And then Winford, Winford was the first. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah yeah it is the 400th anniversary next uh, in four years. Funny, so you're gonna be in Plymouth in February or November or. Well, according to Patricia, we landed in December. Oh, they landed in December. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're gonna freeze my buns. I'll know what cold weather feels like. <laughs> now they let. Oh yes, in August, in August Where did you get that expression from? Walden? Freeze my buns. I, that's a Midwest expression, I guess. Walden? But, yes. Was it, was it August when they left England? According to Mom, they tried in June and July, and the boat broke down. Yeah. And so... They were in Holland for a while. Right, and they were late. And then they spent going up and down the East Coast starting in November looking for a, a landing spot. Mm-hmm. And because they wanted to go to Virginia, but somehow they were off course by all those miles. A lot. Mm-hmm. You know, Massachusetts is a long way from Virginia. Yeah. But, um, but, well, you're going to try to be there in 1620, huh? That's, gonna, that's a family goal. I mean, I, 
I, before I kick the bucket. Well, we hope. What's before, your bucket list? Be, I want, I want to many, go, many, I, many, many years away. Thank you, Jim. Uh, but I want to visit Boston and Philadelphia. Sure. And I want to visit Upper New York. You know, I want to be around Patricia's stomping ground so that I can hear those can blast, you know? And maybe you can mm-hmm. your show from Plymouth. Yeah. With, with cell phones but, and all of that. Patricia I, can wear, but, she'll wear earmuffs. Yeah. I'm coming to? Well, why not? In the dead of winter? In Massachusetts? <laughs> Little me? Well, you want, so. you want to be in Vermont? No, somebody has to have the welcome home party. I keep telling you, I'm the welcome home committee. Okay, so by I do not four, jump out so, of airplanes. I'll be here when you so, when you so, land. So in four years from now, you're going to know how to run the board. That way I can be in Plymouth Rock and you can take the phone calls. Take the calls from Florida. Yeah, yeah, you can say, very wild and cold. <laughs> well, I'm going to wish you all a wonderful evening. Thank you. It's always Thanks, fun. Jim. Talk to you all later. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. It's amazing how my, how our family knows I, I have relatives from the many flowers. It's just incredible. Seven, one, I know. Five. No, I screwed that one up. Seven, one, four. <laughs> <laughs> five, four, five. Two oh seven one. Don't have to even give out the number. What can I say? And I have to mention that we, uh, Patricia and I, like to send our condolences to the Green Bay Packers. They lost in overtime tonight. So, all Walden I'll, wants to send them. I'll, Just I'll, leave Patricia out of it. <laughs> <laughs> she was. <laughs> Hello there, oh, Paul. You're on to you. Very quickly, um, I'm back again. Yes, Ron. Yes. Um, Is it below one degree now? It's, uh, I don't think so, not yet, but but I've got something you need to look into, Patricia. What? You need to look up, you need to look up Green Door. Yeah. The uh, artist is Jim Lowe from 1956. I've had him on the show, and he's a Facebook friend of mine. Is he? Yep. <laughs> he lives in Upper New York. Yeah, he was, he was a DJ. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think that's the one John was talking about, but I will look it up and um, send him that one. He did reply and said, nope, what I sent him was not what he had in mind. I think this might be the one. Okay, I will go hunt. Jim Wall was a dick jockey and he wrote that song and recorded it. Yep. Yep. And also, I just read a Richard North Patterson book, which was very good yesterday. I've not read any of his before, and the one I read yesterday was very good. Ah, another book review. Yeah, well, I don't think that well. Anyhow, it was very good, and I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for some more of him because I really enjoyed that. Good, good. So uh, the other thing is this: this author that Jim was reading, uh, reviewing. I how do you spell the name? I need to. I need to look it up. Oh, it's K A T Z E N B A C H. Katzenbach. Thank you. Now, let me, let me go back and double check. <laughs> I like legal fiction. Nicholas, let's see. John, we need John Katzenbach. Um, yes, that is correct. K-A-T-Z-E-N-B-A-C-H. Would you like me to email to you the official website? Uh, 
never mind. No, if you have no, to think, because, never mind. No, because I'm going to go into our our uh, our talking uh, books uh, website and, and and pick them off there. Okay. Uh, obviously, they've got some because she's been she's been getting them. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, enjoy. I, I think you will like him. Thank you very much. He's a good writer. Yes. Good writer. Excellent. Sounds like it'll be very good. I love legal fiction, and it sounds like right up my alley. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Ron. Well, you're welcome. I hope that helps. Bye. I will go do my stuff. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. I just thought of a goofy question. What? 714-545-2071. Trying to remember. Here's the goofy question of the night. Mm-hmm. Patricia? Yes, Walden. When you published your first great American novel, yes, will you interview yourself for the show? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> oh, what a great shtick that would be. Sure, we could play. Who needs to write a book? We could do that. <laughs> you don't need to write a book to do that. I a know. great idea. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might want yeah. to interview yourself when you get when when. Yeah. When, How many times can I take the fifth? <laughs> No, huh? No, why not? The Gray American. Oh, what the heck? The Gray American uh, novelist Patricia. <laughs> Novelette. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You better put the Patricia key on. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I've got stuff. Good. Someone for. Five four five two zero seven one. If you want to interrupt the stuff, if if you want to listen to the stuff, whatever you want to do, stuff is in. So okay. here, here is the stuffer of the stuff. Stuff, Patricia. <laughs> I am stuffed. Tell me which city in America is called the live music capital of the world. Wow. This one just knocked my socks off. Mm. Well, my first inclination was Nashville, Tennessee. Everybody, yes, and it's not. And then I thought about Manhattan, New York, because of Broadway. Then not. I, I, I don't think I would know. Um, hmm. it, it's a, you simply will not get it, so Brand, I will take Brand, you out of your misery. Branson, Missouri? No, Austin, Texas. Now, I I was looking at this live music capital of the world. This is where punctuation is critical. There should have been a hyphen between the word live and music. So it would be live music capital of the world. And apparently Austin, Texas is known for having, I mean, this is an exaggeration, of course, but I looked it up in a couple of places, and I thought, my gosh, it really is. That's the motto of Austin, Texas, because the expression is, we've got people singing or a band on every corner. Hmm. So it's live music that they're talking about. And I thought it was like, we're all alive. I mean, it is really live with magic music. And I misread it at first and picked Nashville as the answer, but it's not. It's Austin, Texas. Isn't that fun? That's great. I like that. 
all right, now how many bathrooms does the White House have? I know. Thirteen? No. Thirty-three? You're close, thirty-five. Thirty-five. Very good. Can we go check them all out? How, How many are public bathrooms? A half? None. <laughs> it's like New York City in Times Square. You're just going to have to hold it, kids. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, the interesting statistics in the White House 132 rooms, 412 doors. Now, boy, when you start adding up things like bathrooms, wow. 147 windows, 28 fireplaces. I did not have a clue about that. Eight staircases and three elevators. Eight staircases. Wow. Eight staircases and three elevators. Extras include a tennis court, a jogging track, a movie theater, bowling lane, and a swimming pool. Now, I I, I don't know who put the swimming pool back. FDR had a swimming pool donated. Some right. some citizen who was a rich friend of his donated money to put the swimming pool inside the White House after FDR, you know, because polio. of the polio and the paralysis, and um, they, they thought it would be therapeutic, and it probably was. So, But somebody else filled it in and, you know, just destroyed the pool. I don't know who put it back. By the way. Yeah. Well, I think JFK was a swimmer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard today's news. Um, there is a, they're starting a petition. A year from now, Barack Obama, um, you know, uh, will be retiring as president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And in February of 2017, it's the celebrity basketball all-star game. Part of the NBA. Oh my so, God! So, so they heard the news. So they're thinking they need a hundred thousand signatures through the White House for the White House to consider it. But they thinking, you know, hey, give well, the president a private citizen, man. He'll give the president a month to work out before he gets on the because I guess he pra- plays almost every day with the the Congress with, with staffers. He, he does. He shoots the hoops almost every day. And so I think they converted the tennis court or something into a bath. So I guess he, I guess they need a hundred thousand signatures for the White House to consider. So I guess they're trying. Yeah, wouldn't to... that be fun? You know, the guy has a sense of humor. He he really is funny when he's extemporaneous. Yeah. Like when they had the turkey, mm-hmm. they they were pardoning. He was pardoning the turkey, and one of his daughters was with him, and he made some kind of a comment because the turkeys were making noise, and he made some kind of a comment. She leaned over and said. That's a good one, Dad. That was good. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's a very relaxed atmosphere when it's personal or it's not official. Right. So I, I bet he would consider it. I bet so, too. So I thought I would find it. I would hope so. You know. Anyway. I, I would hope so. That's funny. Yeah. That, that is really fun. Where is the petition? How can we sign? I guess we have to Google it up. I'm assuming it's online. I didn't read. Where, where did you read that? I heard that this morning on on the CBS Hourly News. I'll have to search some of my newspapers. Yeah. You know, frequently, most of the time, I just read the uh, email headlines that come in, and of course, it doesn't cover everything. 
Now, bad bet, you, you should Google right now, today's date, partition for the Predators to play in the NBA All-Star game or the NBA celebrity, <laughs> you'll probably find it. Oh, man, that would be fun. Boy, you talk about heart attacks for the Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gee whiz. They'd have to have every other seat with, with Secret Service. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine what nightmare that would be? That's a, that's, that's a tough job. Oh, my goodness. I, did, oh my goodness. I heard yesterday that the president cannot sign off his own Secret Service. In other words, they're assigned to him no matter what. I guess foreign mm-hmm. dignitaries, they can actually sign a waiver and ask Secret Service not to be around. As long as he's in office. He can do it when he gets out of office. I'm assuming so. Yeah, because a couple of presidents have done that. Yeah. But um, while he's in office, no, no, no way. Yeah. I, I remember early in Barack Obama's administration that he did something that broke away from Secret Service protocol, yeah. and they read the riot act to him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say read the riot act. I mean, they really came down hard on him with as much respect as a president is entitled to. But, um, you know, I don't know whether he took a jog. He's <laughs> jogging or he wanted to drive his own car. I don't know what it was. But it was something that is very commonplace in civilian life that the president simply cannot do. Well, and they were, pretty, they were pretty upset with him. That's why I always admire Richard Nixon for when he felt like he, he didn't want to he didn't want the American people to pay for his security anymore. You know, after after a while, after yeah. he was not in the office, mm-hmm. he paid for it for himself. And, and I remember when we had Margaret Truman on the show, she remembers that was part of her dad's thing. She she remembers she and her dad walking in Washington D.C. and that was part of the thing. If she if her dad could chase security, mm-hmm. you know. Times have changed yeah. in a lot of ways, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there was a time when you didn't have to protect a president. No. It, it was just an occasional Looney Tunes right. that happened, and it would have happened no matter what kind of protection was out there. Yeah. But now it's absolutely essential. Yeah. It is critical. Well, I have a Super Bowl warm-up for you. I'm trying to redeem myself for all the bad things I've said about football. Okay, so you, you know who won today, right? I don't even know who played. <laughs> who played and who won? New England beat Kansas City twenty-seven to twenty. Okay. And Arizona. And, and the significance of that is New England moves on, and then uh, the Arizona beat the Packers in overtime twenty-six twenty. So the so Arizona is still waiting to for tomorrow. Now, when you say move on, uh-huh. where are they moving to? To the conference final. So next week. They're going to get be four teams left, and the winner of those two games next week will play for the Super Bowl. How many playoffs do we go through before we get to Super Bowl? How many rounds, per se? Or, uh, yeah, yeah, three, that's the word. Three rounds. You can tell how sophisticated I am. Yeah, well, yes. I had to interpret what you were trying to say, you know. Yes, thank you. It's so good to have you. Yeah, well. well have I mentioned that recently? Have I mentioned that I love you recently? Yeah, you do that every day. Every time you pick up the phone. I mean, you know, here Dave King says, you know, if Patricia's going to call in, I said, well, I'll call for How you know she's out up? I said, Dave, I've been known to call Patricia at 5 in the morning. I think people are aghast that I 
<laughs> I have no problem calling you at five in the morning. And, How do you know she up? And I said, I know Patricia. Trust me. And, but how you Don't know call she, her at 10 o'clock in the morning, though. Uh, how do you know she's not out on a date? And I say, she's doing her work. She kicked got back in the night before. I know she's doing stuff. You know? So. And I was doing stuff. I know you were doing stuff. You had faith. I do have faith. You had faith. I know if you can answer my call, you would do it the old college try. Yes. You would you would give it the old call. Yes. But I also mm-hmm. I also am considerate that I don't call you like other members of the family at ten o'clock in the you, morning. Yeah, that's right. You call first and say, Are you awake? And if I say yes, then you call back. I'm kidding. Now, you know, everybody, I, I'm really joshing. The only time I call early in the morning when I know that it's a possibility she's asleep, if I've been given permission because she needs to get up. And I've done that a few times. Yes, you did do that one time. I've mm-hmm. done that a couple Two times. times. Yeah. Two times or Three, one time? Twice. It doesn't matter. You've done it. Yeah, I've done it twice. <laughs> and and you get gold stars for that. Yes, yeah, getting yeah. to the airport in time is critical when yeah. you're accustomed to going to sleep at the time you're supposed to be up. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's so aggravating to when you have to get up early in the morning and you know you, you have to and your body's not ready for that. It's just so aggravating to try to put yourself asleep, you know? I know. I you know. It's, it's terrible when you wake up and, you know, if you've even been to sleep and you wake up, it's it's worse than just taking a nap. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to sleep until eight thirty this morning. You know, and my body wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand. I do. Yeah. Anybody who has screwy sleep patterns, I will be happy to receive an email from you. <laughs> okay, here's your Super Bowl warm up. Yes. A man by the name of Dion Rich has been to thirty five Super Bowl games. There are probably more people out there who have done that, but there's something very special about Dion Rich attending 35 Super Bowls. What is special about it? He's never paid for one of them. He always, he's always broke in. That's absolutely right. How did you know that? I seem to remember. Or did you just? I seem to remember that his professional crasher, uh, and there's one guy who takes pride in breaking into. Events, concerts, or whatever for free. Well, he used disguises, alibis, and connections, according to this, to sneak past security every single time. And he didn't just watch from the back row. He he just he he hit the podium with Pete Rozelle one time and Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr. I mean, he just he's just a song and dance man. He held Tom. This is a hoot. He held onto Tom Landry's leg as he was being carried off the field <laughs> after, after Tom Landry won in 1978. This guy is holding on to Tom's leg. I mean, this guy really had a shtick going, but he, he finally gave up. He doesn't do it anymore. He's in his 80s now. <laughs> you, you remember the Kissing Bandit? Morgan, I remember hearing something she, about it, that. It, no. it, was the, it was a woman who went to all these sporting events. Yeah. Sometimes in the game, she would run out the field to kiss somebody her, of her object of affection. 
Oh my gosh, no, I never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I, she, I think she should kiss George. Oh, we are rascals, yes, aren't we, yes, little she, girls? <laughs> she kissed George Brett during the World Series. For years, she was known to crack in the event to go run out in the field and kiss one of her, one of her uh, heart desires of the day, you know. Way to go. Yeah. Didn't they arrest her? I don't know that's where an, that may happen. That's an arrestable offense yeah, to I run know. out on a field. I know. Well, hopefully she had a good time before that's she went. if she were a good kisser. I guess <laughs> not. You know. Think about it. And, and what do you do as a guy when you know she's running onto the field and you're it and you... If you run away, it's gonna it's gonna look screwy. So you, some and, guy just... and if he participates too eagerly, he'll be arrested <laughs> himself. <laughs> Violation of sexual charges or something. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm trying oh, to remember what she wow. she had a certain nickname and she had a name and everything, but really popular in the seventies, early eighties. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, I never heard yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Well, I have some national days to talk about. Okay. On the 16th, and it's still the 16th out of out in California, the 16th is Appreciate a Dragon Day. So let's, let's do Puff the Magic Dragon. All righty. Okay. It is also National Nothing Day, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is. I guess you don't have to do anything on the, on the 16th. Okay, the 17th. Now, this one is very good. This is Sunday. This is, for me, it's already Sunday for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, it'll be there in right. a little bit. Right. We have a special day. It is Ditch New Year's Resolutions Day. Woo-hoo! I, I like that. I don't make resolutions. You don't either. No. I wonder if there really are a lot of people who make resolutions. I imagine they're for the big things, you know, they, they if they want to quit smoking or they want to exercise, or they, those are the guys be the more common. Yeah. Beyond beyond the top five items that people wish for, probably really not done. It might be one of these things that just get, get faded out. You know, remember I was talking... I last, was it last year or the year before? Maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> Time passes, you know. Yeah. I looked up information about New Year's resolutions, which ones were the top right. resolutions. I remember that, yeah. How many were broken, how yeah. quickly they were broken. Yeah. We didn't do very well. I know, but and I'm trying to remember... I mean, as humanity, not not you and not me, but as as a human race, we didn't do very well. Well... You know, that's why, what, 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 was it, what the famous, is it Schumann the Air? Isn't that the great line? There's something like that. Um, oh, to err is human, human. to forgive is divine. Very good. Mine, mine is, to err is human, to forgive is unacceptable. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like that I have to be quiet. I'll just. I'll just behave myself tonight. I, I keep saying, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking, I, 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 I thought you dug up at the, the percentages, and like 35% or something that people are I successful. Did. And let me see if, if I put in. 
Let's see. Um, that's on the 16th, 16th, 16th. I was thinking last night was over Girls' Night Out last night on the show. We had Patricia and Shanty and Karen from New York. I mean, it was just, it was a humdinger. The girls just took over the show, you know. Mm-hmm. We poor guys. Yeah. We poor yeah. guys, yeah. No, no, no. Anyway, she have a woman introduced. This is the internationally known broadcasting superstar Patricia from Florida, and I'm just the guy who carried her golf club. And you heard what? you heard a <laughs> famous voice back on September 9th, 2005. Now she did call Bill before then, but I claimed her. So you know she, she, she we've been riding together. I think for Christmas time since 2007. So. Wow. Been a wonderful, wow. been a wonderful relationship. A good time, a lot of laughter. And how many pages of notes Patricia's written up over the last? Four million nine hundred twenty-two thousand <laughs> six hundred and four. And you thought I didn't know? <laughs> she could easily have made a, a reference manual. Notes for Walden. It could be a bestseller. That's true. I don't know who would buy it, but, <laughs> gee, it would be fun to publish it, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. Notes we'll for do Walden. it in PDF format and send it out. Uh, well, we, you know, there's those um, service like on Amazon. If it, you want a hard copy, you post it, and somebody wants a hard copy, they pay they oh, you print, print on demand. Oh, print on demand, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm not... Sure, we'd make it past the top <laughs> 800,000. Okay, well, we're still doing. Do you know? Do you know? This is so cool. This do is so cool. Monday, the 18th, is Winnie the Pooh Day. Aww. It is the birthday of Winnie's author, A.A. A. Milner. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I've never heard it pronounced. Mills, I thought. It, it's M-I-L-N-E. Mills, I guess. Mil- Milner. Could you find... Uh, 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 hmm? Could you do me a favor and see if it's available on YouTube? I guess Jimmy Stewart wrote, read a whole bunch of the Winnie the Pooh books. No, I did not know that. I can't wait to Pooh records or things. I would love to hear... I wonder, oh my I wonder, gosh. I wonder if anybody got the recordings, if not. So you want me to do that now? Yeah, it'll be fun to hear Jimmy reading. If you okay, can. let's see here. We need Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. And I have a whole bunch of Pooh Bear stuff. And I'll bet I didn't even transfer it over. I know I didn't. Winnie the Pooh. And we want Jimmy Stewart, mm-hmm. too. Let's see. The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, told by Jimmy Stewart. There it is. 23 minutes. Maybe I should... Capture I know, it. I, yeah, I know Ken can... Poor Ken. I keep saying, can you do this for us? Yes. Can you do that for us? Send, send that. Yes, I will, I will send it to Ken and ask him... If he could grab the bat. And there's a simple program out there that would allow me to do it, and I simply have not downloaded it, and I am so sorry. 
That's what and that's what our friends are for. I know, I know. And when you have someone who will do things for you, you tend not to do them for yourself. I mean, that's just across the board. So, okay. Well, but the you 18th. know, but when somebody, if, when when you ask a friend to do things and they do it for you, and when they ask a favor, you do it mm -hmm. for them. It's a form of of yeah. help. Quid pro quo. You know? Yeah. Now, how many times have we had National Popcorn Day this year? Well, let's see. This is the January the 6th, so, so I think oh, it might oh, be the first year. Within, I should have said within a year. Let's see. Popcorn. It must happen every three months. Hello, Cole. <laughs> You're on here. Yeah, hi, Walden. Uh, I have an answer for you on yeah. uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, okay. uh, Winnie the Pooh. Sure. Records. They were children's records. That's why I remember Jim saying, yeah, Jim from California, right? Yeah, they were put out by RCA Victor. Okay. Uh, in, I guess, in the 50s. I have both of them. Ah. And uh, the uh, Jimmy Stewart did not, uh, he was not the sole actor on them. Cecil Roy okay. uh, played a lot of the parts. She okay. played the part of Winnie the Pooh. And uh, I forget some of the other supporting players. The, the voice of Piglet was great, but I've forgotten who he is today. I am but, trying to remember who was Winnie the Pooh later, in the, you know, on the TV. Oh, Sterling Holloway. Sterling Holloway, yes. Yeah, he, yeah. he played Pooh in the uh, Disney theatrical short. That's right. And later for television, yeah. But if you were, if you would like uh, a digital, I would love it. Um, MP3, I could probably try to make one for you. Yeah, I would love to have it. So, very who happy are we talking that. with? Oh, my name is Mark. I'm the hotel for pets guy. Remember, our hello, friend? Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I talked to you before, Patricia. New Year's Eve. Um. What would you say? I think I, I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize your voice. Well, Mark. I don't call Thank all that you. often, so I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> But I anyway, I, 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 I would love talking. A, I would love a copy, Mark, if we, if we want to do my Dropbox or however file exchange or whatever. But yes, I would love. Or I could, or I could just send them to. Uh, yeah, I, I, or I could just uh, put them on uh, archive.com or whatever. Whatever you want to do. I mean, uh, Dropbox is just as easy for me too. So whatever. Uh, I have to learn how to use a Dropbox. I'm always willing to learn new things. Well, hey, I've actually done it. Patricia loves it. You know. Um, if I could, I could send you an invitation to my email. Dropbox, and then you can dump it in my Dropbox, and that would be sure fun. Maybe Walden gets it. Could give me some. How would that work? As to how to use them, because it's it's all a brand new field for me. Okay, well, it, you just click accept, and you're part of Dropbox. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's that easy, and I didn't know it was that easy until these guys said, "Oh, Patricia, you." I think I think you I think you download it first, you know, Dropbox.com, and then you click, then Patricia will send an email, and voila, that's all it is. Wow. So I don't think I even had when Tim sent me an invitation. I don't think I had to download anything. It just took care of itself when I accepted the invitation. All automatic. Well, if you, yeah. want send, if you want to send Patricia an email. Uh, I would be delighted to do that. Uh, what is uh, Patricia's email address? Go ahead, Patricia. Florida Writer. Florida Writer. All one word, at Hotmail. Right, at Hotmail.com? Dot com, yes. Now, is Writer spelled W-R-I-T-E-R? Correct. Okay, good. Got it. 
Yeah, you love those records. I would love to hear you. I had them when I was a kid, and I played the heck out of them. I really, really (laughs) love them. They still play pretty well. They're old 45 RPM uh, records. Well, I I love Jimmy Stewart reading. You know, I I, I wanted to say I enjoyed the last audio book he did. You know, he sort of read shorts of of his different poems and things he did. He was just a wonderful narrator, so I think these will be fun. Yeah, and you'll enjoy these because he really takes part in it. You know, he's 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 a character in in the. Oh wow! He interacts with Pooh and Piglet and everybody. Oh, and and uh, A. A. Milne's name is pronounced Milne. Ah. Milne. Okay. Thank M-I-L-N-E, you. M I L N E Milne. Thank you. I never heard it pronounced. I've always seen it spelled, but never heard it pronounced. Thank you for that. Oh, you're quite welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for being out there, and sure. thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for your wonderful show, as always. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the help. Okay, you're welcome. We'll talk to you later. You bet. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Ask and you shall receive, right? Yeah. I asked for Jimmy the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, and there's Mark going to help out. I bet Patricia will know, You know how I feel about Winnie the Pooh. And I bet Patricia will copy it for the family. So we'll... Oh, oh my goodness, yes. We'll probably get sued for copyright (laughs) infringement. (laughs) Anyhow... (laughs) You know, I when I was away, mm-hmm. and I have this system that I use, when I was out of town, I looked for some stuff. And when I do that, because I do all of my work on the big computer and I've got my laptop with me, I look for material like quotes from Pooh Bear, mm-hmm. and then I email them to myself. So when I get home, I can open them up on my big computer. And I've got Pooh Bear stuff. But I, let me see, I didn't open it. And let's see, Pooh Bear. Yeah, there is Pooh. Let's see, Pooh Bear. I, oh, see, I've got all of these wonderful Pooh Bear things. Love Pooh. Yeah, Pooh Bear says, I'm short and fat and proud of that. <laughs> So I will I will have my Pooh Bear uh, quotes for next week. But I love Pooh. He is just so wonderful. Did you know? Uh, is he right up there with Snoopy? Oh, yeah. Who else is up in that category? Winnie the Pooh, Pooh Bear. Snoopy, Pooh Bear. Um, are, there a cat, are there a kitty cat up there or not? Well, cats no. don't do great, great quotes. Well, they they might. I've just never found it. <laughs> um, no, I I I think Pooh and Snoopy. Those those are the two who hold down the fort of of the great sayings of Americana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of characters, they're they're just wonderful characters, yeah. and then they said really good stuff. Okay, did you know elephants only sleep for a few hours a day? That sounds like us. What do you think? I think so. <laughs> and then I, I read an article on sleep deprivation. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This crazy person was having a contest with herself mm-hmm. and did everything she could to stay awake, and she made it to four days and was psychotic at the end of the four days, I heard... which, is pretty, which is pretty standard. I remember we interviewed, we haven't run the interview yet, we interviewed a disc jockey, and that was part mm-hmm. of the thing with the, how many hours he'd awake, 
And you said you hit a wall. You after you hit a wall when you really don't know what's going on. No, you don't. You are absolutely out of touch. Yeah. Your brain is off in la-la land, and you really behave as if you are having a psychotic break. That's why I'm, uh, I'm really surprised and concerned that we don't have more accidents in the medical pre- field when we have the interns and the guys doing those long shifts. Mm-hmm. I'm really... Yeah, yeah. Well, if there is a break, they're allowed to sleep during a break. But, you know, in the larger hospitals in the major cities, you don't get very many breaks. But I will have to, I'm not going to, I'll just do this from memory. Several years ago, the medical society passed a regulation that limited the numbers of hours that interns and residents could be scheduled for consecutively. And I don't recall what it was, but they broke it down from 36. It used to be 36 hours, hour shifts. Can you imagine pulling a 36-hour shift on a regular basis? No. I can't either. No. And, I, and honestly, I don't want that guy treating me if I'm coming into the emergency room if he's on his 35th hour. I seem to remember what was a few, we had restrictions on airline pilots that they had to have mm-hmm. breaks after so many hours in the air. Absolutely. And they did it with some... Um, with uh, haulers, uh, truck drivers. Yep, that was another the one. The professional truck drivers, they're limited now. So, oh well. Anyway, elephants actually lie down when they sleep. On the left or right-hand side? I, I guess on the trunk side. I don't know. <laughs> it was, oh, I got some great quotes. Oh, my goodness. I have to pull them down, too. I forgot that I emailed them to myself. But one of them is from Alfred Hitchcock. And the, the actress he was working with said, which is my best side, Mr. Hitchcock? And he said, the one you're sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of these were so good. Okay. And we, we already told you that the electric chair was um, by a dentist. Yep. This is good. Yep. Okay. I have, oh, gosh, I've got a whole bunch of stuff. You have to tell me which stuff you would like first. Okay. Let me open my folder. And we have... Hmm, 714-545-2071. So remember, if you never call, give us a call. Patricia and I hold down the fort here every Saturday night, or most Saturday nights when we're not off being playing hooky or something like that. Yeah, we don't do that very often. No, we're pretty faithful. And that's Patricia from Florida. She takes care of the East Coast. I'm waddling out here on the West Coast. And we, we, uh, we're the two kids that get let loose on Saturday night. And, uh... <laughs> Nobody's home. <laughs> we're home alone. Yeah, that's right. We are home alone. Okay, I've got Snoopy questions. Lots of Snoopy questions. I have things that happened this week in history. You know, radio yep, and broadcast yep, history. Yep, yep. So on January 14th in 1927, Jack Benny married Sadie Marks. Uh-huh. This is their wedding day. And on the 14th in 1939, the program Honolulu Bound was heard on CBS with Phil Baker and the Andrews sisters were featured. Huh. I never heard of that show. Never had either. I've heard well, Hawaii calls, but not 
Yeah, not Hawaii or Honolulu bound. I've never even seen it listed anywhere. Mm-mm. Okay, 1945. Uh, this is January 15, 1945. Art Linkletter starred on the CBS debut of The House Party. Uh, and it ran for 22 years. Isn't that amazing? I remember... And that, that included their stint on television, according to what I've got here. Can you imagine Art... He had an exclusive deal with ABC, exclusive deal with CBS, and an exclusive deal with NBC all at the same time. How can you get three <laughs> different exclusives at the same time? Huh? We need him on Would the you? copyright committee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. How does somebody do that? I don't know. I, did I tell you the definition of stress? No. Definition of stress. When you say, sure, I can do that, and turn around and say, how am I going to do yeah. that? That's the definition of stress. Okay, let's see. January 18th, 1929. Incidentally, these are all courtesy of a man named Joe Mackey, who puts this, he checks out all of the old listings and puts this list together for people on the Old Time Radio Digest. And I thank you. Um New York Daily Mirror columnist Walter Winchell made his debut on radio on January 18, 1929. You know, I think it was in the 40s mm-hmm. when he had a 15-minute radio show. He was earning $15,000 a broadcast, so that means he was earning $1,000 a minute. <laughs> a minute. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No wonder he talked fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would take his money away. Wow. You know how he got the... You know how he how he got himself to have the speed of of talking. Yeah, he had to go to the bathroom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> I'm going to start talking very fast here. <laughs> so that's that's how I'm going to know. Huh? That's going to be the high sign. That's, that's going to. I I I have an urgent mission. <laughs> yes. So 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 you know we we were talking off air at the top of the show. So if you hit your quota of the night of coffee, I'm going to know, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yes. Do I dare say it out loud? Hey, we're talking to family. They, 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 we're talking to family. Walden yeah. has recently asked me, how much coffee do you drink in a day? And I say, oh, a pot. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's a really long day, I'll go over into a second pot. I'll dip into a second pot. Well, I just found out this week how much is in a pot of coffee? It is two quarts. Two quarts. And I, I, two quarts of, and I asked yeah. the Trisha how many cups that is. And it says 12 on the, on the whatever you call it, the pot itself. Yeah, it says 12. But anyway, I discovered that because I decided I'm going to start using bottled water if I remember to pick it up at the supermarket, <laughs> which is... <laughs> I went to the supermarket today with bottled water at the top of the list, and I came home with four bags of groceries and no water. (laughs) By the way, you've been on the road the last couple weeks, or actually three out of the last four, is it maybe three out of the last six, or something like that? Two, well, yeah, something around there. You know, before the holidays and here the last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay. Big question is, in the hotel, what are they having available? What kind of coffee brand? Well, I have been bringing my own. Ah. Uh, 
I yeah, but this last one I stayed in, and I'm I'm going to be back on Monday night. They have coffee going all the time in the lobby, and I tried it, and it is really good. So what they don't know is that I have one quart container <laughs> that I am bringing to the lobby that I will fill up. You know, it's just big containers with caps on them for drinking, and so. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to be classy and only fill one at a time or just show up with two of these and go go home with a half a gallon of coffee. Oh, and so I don't know. If it's Maxwell House, you're just going to say... Oh, forget it. Oh, forget it. You know, I, mean, I would do without. I bring tea bags with me, too. Hello there. You're on the air. Wow. Uh, Hi, Ron. How are you? <gasps> Ron, how are you? I have heard people call and hello, and I decided that I should say hello before I go to sleep. Oh. And break up you two lovebirds. <laughs> break up our conversation, <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. We want to make sure people know what we're talking about. Like, you know, our on-air our, our personas, just like it is off air. What you, what you hear is what you get. Yeah. 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 Um, I hear you two going at pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank I, you. I feel like I got a pretty helpful. <laughs> <We're good. laughs> oh, so how how have your New Year been so far? Has it been good weather in Hawaii? How is it? How have you been? Uh, everything been good so far? Well, yeah, things been. My mother won an award. Oh. For representing her club. Uh huh. For a whole year. Good. good doing better than I, I guess. I. You're doing great. I, I, I know it's it's probably hard to hear that from other people. Honest to goodness, Ron, you are doing just great. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't play the piano now. Yeah. But I will eventually. Yeah, that, that's your goal. You know, just keep working at it. You'll get it figured out, Ron. You must play Silver Bells by the end of this year. Sure, sure. I, I got to make that a goal. I, I hope so. Oh, please do. You just, oh, you just make, you make magic with Silver Bells. Then, then I have to you, you know what? Uh, that's one thing I did tonight. I made I made a folder of different, different stuff to play, and I grabbed a copy of the story how the silver bell got created. So I put that in my folder just in case we wanted to. Just in oh, case. Just in case. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a fun stuff. And then you can do that uh, as a as a backup. Yep. Yep. When I play. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I'll let you go. All right, Ronald. Thanks for giving us a call. And I'll be listening. Good. And, you know, if, if, some, if Patricia doesn't do something right, you call right back. 
Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Ron. We love you bunches. Love you, too. Oh, thanks, Ron. That's right. Uh, that is our very special Ron from Hawaii. And, gosh, he's doing so well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I am just so happy. <gasps> so Are you there? Yes. It's, I was looking at my watch. It's only 1045, you know. Yeah, or, or Out loose. there. We're loose. Out there. Well, so it's got to be 1045 your time, right? <laughs> That's why I'm here. Well, for the 45 is right. <laughs> <laughs> 7, 1, 4, 5, 4, 5, 2, 0, 7, 1. Patricia's going through her stuff. She's tiptoeing through her stuff. So I am tiptoeing, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we've got on the 21st. In 1946. Well, we haven't done this stuff in, in Long time. a bunch of years. The Fat Man debuted January 21st, 1946. And J. Scott Smart, who played the detective and the Fat Man, actually weighed in at 270 pounds in real life. So he, he was a big man. I think the, I think he started in an actual Fat Man movie. I think they came out with one around forty six or so. Really? Mm-hmm. Do I have to go look? Of course you do. <laughs> I think he passed away in nineteen sixty. He was a regular on the Fat Owl show back in the thirties. And you know, he had that distinctive voice of yeah. yeah, he's got smart. And I always thought the commercials were so fun. Pay, pay, more at the commercial, and you hear the, the heart playing, and announcing it feel good in the morning. Okay, if you say so. Yeah. J. Scott Smart starred in the Fat Man movie in 1951. 51. Okay. 51. That's what IMDb good, says. Good. They're usually pretty. They're they're pretty good as a resource, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So there he was, um, and I don't see a picture of him, but we we have pictures, of course, mm-hmm. in various areas. Okay, let's see. Oh, oh, oh! On the sixteenth, January sixteenth, nineteen nineteen, what happened? Oh, let's see. Today, the sixteenth, so ninety-seven years ago. See the the Titanic with nineteen twelve. Uh, on the sixteenth? No, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to figure out the year angle part. That helped me here. Uh, what kind of trick question? Was, was Babe Ruth traded to the Yankees on January sixteenth, nineteen nineteen? No, I would have saved that for your baseball. Oh, Th- this is really a, a crummy question. Let me ask you what happened on January 16th, 1920. Uh, Patricia was not born on that day. She was not born on that day, <laughs> no. What, did, what, what year would I be born at? It, I'm 79 years old, so what year would I have been born in? Let's see. 
Does anybody know what year Patricia would have been born in? We'll figure this out. <laughs> she had one more to 80. And I've been at 79 for two years. Does that count? So I guess born in... Ron said I could. I know. Ron said so. So I guess I guess you've been born in 1937. If, if I... Okay, hold on. Yeah. So um, I'm, I, have to, I have to have 2015, right? Yeah. I, minus... Minus seventy nine. Yeah. So yeah, nineteen thirty six. So was that a good year, Patricia? You you remember that? <laughs> it was a very good year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay. Have, have, so, you, have you broke the news to your sister how old you are yet? I mean, no. they... <laughs> I I, how old she is? You know, I mean, and so is, is she? I, the... I haven't mentioned that she's. She's 82. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that that would be a startling fact, wouldn't it, for her to find out that she's 82 years old, right? Yeah, she, it did not, that'll rattle her cage, I think. Yeah. If she calls you at 10 in the morning again this week, guess what it'll do? What do you think? I mean, it, it was legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> we had tornadoes I, coming through. Actually, I think um, the, the, the Saturday night family haven't heard a story. If they didn't tune in last night, you want to you wanna disclose what happened this week? Yeah. Go ahead. After our phone call. Oh, you think it's somebody we know? Uh, probably. Yeah. Hello there. You're on here. Hello, it's a stranger. Hi, Richie Fred. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How's the weather up in the great state of Vermont? Oh, it's weird. Now, yeah. you got hit with a nor'easter, did you not? Uh, or are you going to? I don't know. Today it was just rainy and wet. And hmm. it was 30, I don't know, it was, it was above freezing. Tomorrow, it wasn't really that bad. It was, But tomorrow supposed to be the same weather, but about 10 degrees colder, which could be really nasty. Yuck. Yuck. And then I got hit in New Hampshire really bad. Yeah, that's right. Ah, uh, okay. So I was talking to a, a friend over there, and she said, yeah, it was really yucky over there. Yeah, but, New Hampshire oh, and Maine were supposed to get clobbered. All we got was rain, so it's supposed to rain again tomorrow. I'd rather get snow than ice, though. <gasps> oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. But, and oh, that's what I'm worried about tomorrow. We gotta, hopefully we can get our practice in, but... Ah, uh, well, why don't you have the kids to come over and play at the house? Nah, uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you don't have a basketball... Don't you, you don't have a basketball hoop on, in, on, on the driveway? You can have the kids come over and... Yeah, I can see that. You can see that, huh? Thank but you. There's a... Shoot a great ice kids. Don't bother with that. Here's the ball. Go play. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty excited. They did really, 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 really well today. I'm tickled to death. So, so was what it, did they what, did? What, was it their playing or your great coaching? What, what, would the, what, what may it all work? Well, it has to be my leadership that drew all this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Great. We you know? we do have <laughs> we we do have a family with pride. That's right. <laughs> but no, I, I was tickled to death because we, we've been struggling all year and 
Yeah, we, matter of fact, uh, we got hammered last Saturday twice, 22 to 4 and 30 to 6 back to back. Wow. <laughs> You're improving. I mean, two points, and that's a bonus two points. It's not bad, Fred. Oh, yeah. Don't pay attention to him, Fred. <laughs> and, and, but, and, and don't get me wrong, we're playing that same team again this Wednesday night. They're going to hammer us again. I mean, well, you know, Fred, I mean, if you do the fourth quarter, then you want, you know, if you can, guys can get the lead and just sit on the ball, you can win. That'd be wonderful, except they can't mm. pass 10 feet, let alone the four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, you passed the ball all today. They, they shocked me. They played better than I thought they were capable. So what did they do today? It was just everybody played well. Good. Every every single kid probably played the best they played all year. And they played, they, they did things today that they haven't done all year. Like they played together for one thing. Instead of one person gets the ball and, you know, coast to coast and throw it up. So do you try to take yeah. the motion offense? So, Instead of working together, yeah. You try to teach the motion often. How do you what? How do you how do you teach a team play? Oh well, right now I'm just trying to teach them to run a fast break. Okay. So you we do a lot of. I don't run a set offense. Um, what I, what I teach is a we've got a break where whoever gets the ball gets the ball up the point guard. Then we have two guys run the wing, and we have two guys run the middle. And the idea is just to transition quickly, get the ball to the point guard, point guard hits one of the wings. If it's there, that's, he makes the decision. And if it's there, then the, the, the wing gets the ball. They got the choice of either driving or kicking in to one of the guys that ran the middle. And that, it's a simple, real simple break. We run that. And if that's not there, yeah. the point guard will bring the ball up and then... The two wings will cross. Okay. They do, they do a little cross pattern underneath, and then they come up the lane, and then they do like a little L cut, and then the point guard will hit one of them. And then I got the other two guys are down low on the block, so whichever way the point guard passes, he'll screen the other screen away for the other guard, who will curl off onto the foul line. And then the, the low guys, the, the guy on the, the low block on the side of the ball, mm-hmm. they'll screen away to the other guy on the low block. So that guy's got two passes to look at. If that's not there, then it's pretty much free-for-all. Try, try to stay spread out and try to get a good shot. So, Patricia, would you make a good point guard? Do I even know what he's talking about? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, sure. In that case, I'd make a wonderful point guard. What is it? You'd make a great point guard. you make good decisions, yeah, right? Yeah, she makes a good decision. You know how to You decide, do we, got, do we got an advantage or not? Yeah. If we do, you pass the ball. You're unselfish. You yeah. make a perfect point guard, Patricia. Give it up. You, you have to be unselfish to be a point guard. Uh-huh. Y- yes. Oh, well, yeah, one. you do. Okay. I think that's nice. One. You Everybody pa- should not be selfish. You, you you pass the ball to the open person. That's right. You can do it, Patricia. Well, I can do that. Yeah, I know. Yep. Nothing to it. Well, let, let me rephrase. I could be unselfish. I'm not sure about being able to pass the ball properly. 
Oh, well, thank you for that eagle cam. I'm following. I'm following her plate. Oh. You want to give an update on on your eagle, Patricia? Yes, I checked her. Did Did you just check her? I checked last night. Last night. It was last night. Well, our eagle, bless their little hearts, went and that laid two eggs again. So we've got twins. Let me just check. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's got. She has twin eggs. Uh, no, they didn't hatch yet. Oh, yeah, uh, the first thing, have two eggs. Okay. Yeah, she's got two uh, eggs. Wait, One was oh. laid December nineteenth, and the other was laid December twenty second. So she did everything perfectly. They're supposed to be three days apart. And they are, they are sitting on the nest. This is a mommy and a daddy. Mommies and daddy eagles share the responsibility. They take turns sitting on the nest, and when it's time to feed the babies, they take turns feeding the babies. So it's really a nice, nice relationship. So there she is, or he is. I don't know which one it is because they look identical. Yeah, because they were all perched on the nest. And if anybody wants the website to go look at the eagles, they've got a wonderful camera set up this year. They're infrared cameras, and they're adjustable from... A distance, and they don't intrude at all on the nest. They're infrared, and you can watch the babies being fed, and you can watch mommy and daddy coming back and forth. But right now, she's still sitting on the eggs. So if you would like the, I, I sent the link to Fred in Vermont, and if you would like the link to look at the eagles in very close to me, they're in North Fort Myers. I'm in Fort Myers, and they're in North Fort Myers. I will send it to you. Just send me an email at floridawriter at hotmail.com, and I will send you the link to watch the eagles. Are they in, where are they, are they in a um, little? They're in a big tree. They're tree. in a pine tree. Okay. They picked a tree that is within a fairly sizable piece of property, mm-hmm. and it's owned by a real estate family, and they've, cordoned it off, you're allowed only X number of feet away from the nest. You can see it from the ground, but it really is the best view that you've got with the cam. So when you look at the cam at night, depending on how the camera is set, you can see the traffic going back and forth off in the distance. And, but there, there is the eagle, and I don't know if it's mommy or daddy sitting on the nest right now, but you can see your little tail feathers blowing in the wind. Yep. And every year they come back, they make the nest bigger than the year before. So some of these nests, by the time they're even measurable, they're still measurable, some of these nests actually weigh a ton. They get to 2,000 pounds, which just blows me away. But obviously that's for a long-term nesting. They come back to the same nest every year. They mate for life. And um, Harriet uh, lost her mate, Ozzy, and she has a new mate this year. Do we have a name for the guy? No, they they give him a number, and I think it should be Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Nelson? Yeah. Sure. Ozzy, Oz, um, Harriet, Blue and Ricky. Ricky. There you go. Yep. But, you know, they named the eagles Harriet and Ozzy. Not Ozzy and Harriet. Harriet and Ozzy. So I question whether or not they even know what those two names are related to. You're right. 
That's probably though. They probably don't. I, I don't know. So as he died, they heard the combination, but yeah. Yeah, I go back every so often, check it out. So what's the incubation period on the eggs? Um, say that again, please. What is the incubation period on the eggs? Oh, gee, I knew it. Is it 60 days? Does that sound right? I'll find out. Hold on. Homework, homework, homework. You guys are working me to death. Eagle egg incubation. Oh, great football games today, you missed today, Walden. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh... Then again, I didn't get around to the overtime, I guess, this evening, and then, uh... Oh, uh, I mean, it was... The Packers tied it last, like, last play of the game. It was, oh, wow. it was incredible. Oh, wow. Well, the game I've been wondering about tomorrow, you know, Seattle game, how that's going to turn out. That should be a bar burn of a game. I think Carolina's going to beat them. I don't know. Seattle we'll pretty see. good. They're lucky to be there. They are. But I, I, the afternoon game, both both teams are so banged up with the quarterback. You know, with with Denver and Pittsburgh, I don't know who's going to. Oh, I'm I assume, know. I'm assuming Denver's going to get that. Yeah. Uh, 35 days. 35, huh? So, not very long from now. Oh, Okay. So you're getting ready to come down for spring training in, in the in the spring, Fred? Are you I'd ready? like to. That'd be yeah. cool. I don't think I can afford to take the time off of work, though. What are you tutoring so far this, this uh, weather, you know? Right now, but we're about to change courses. I'm excited because I haven't been doing any history, but one of the kids I'm working with is taking American history, too. Mm. Which I love American history. Right. Oh, that's going to be really cool. And then we're doing an applied math. I just got done teaching English 10, which we read to kill a... Or, uh, we did English 9 last year. English 10 this year. Um, what else did we just come off doing? Oh, biology. Mm -hmm. This is a basic, a basic biology course. Uh, I'm doing an English course, remedial English course with another kid. And American history, American history project. He's gonna finish up. Uh, what else are we doing? Vermont geography. That's a cool course. We just got done teaching that. That ends well. It ends this week. In the Vermont geography, you see the American Revolutionary sites. So what? What? What are? Are different? Yeah, we've got. We, I mean, when I do that, when I have American history with a kid. I will take him, we'll do like Fort Ty and stuff in the spring, mm -hmm. and and just check out some places. We've got Mount well, Independence here, Fort Ticonderoga is like 45 minute drive. Okay. No, not even, it's a half hour. Okay. Take the ferry. It's really cool, if you take the ferry, we're a half hour from Fort Ticonderoga. Mm -hmm. If you, you take the bridge, we're like two and a half hours away. <laughs> It's quite a difference. I mean, the ferry is like, it's, it's 15 minutes from here, 20 minutes from here, and the friggin' fort is like right off the ferry landing. Wow. Whereas the bridge, it's an hour north, so you basically got to go an hour north, 
get it to get out of the bridge, cross the lake, and come back down south an hour to get back to the port. So. Are there a famous farm for maple tree syrup? I mean, is there is some a visitor coming to Vermont? It's sort of you know, are there a famous place they go to look at the uh, maple syrup trees or whatever. That's like what a, I know. Like a tourist trap kind of thing. Like a, we've got a maple museum, and, and a lot of a lot of out of staters check that out. Okay. That's like ten minutes from my house. Um, but that's just a private. I mean, they make sap there, mm -hmm. but it's like a maple store. They they sell maple candy, and maple syrup, and there's a lot of little places like that. Mm -hmm. uh, really? I don't know. There's a major. Well, then, could you back up a little bit or turn yourself down a little bit? Uh-huh. I can do that. Thank you. But, I mean, as far as the maple trees, right. they're everywhere. I got some in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, they're all over the place. Now, uh, last year, really, uh, year before, yeah. you were talking about a friend who tapped trees and made yeah. sure that you got some of the maple syrup. Is that right. going to happen again this year? Uh, well, yeah, if he does it, because he's afraid, if we don't get any snow, it's going to be a horrible sugar season. So... Is it because the water's not cold cold enough? I guess. I mean, that's what his concern was. He's basically telling me, if we don't get any snow in February, it's not going to be worth sugaring. I so. did not know that. I thought sap was sap, and it ran in the spring. I thought so, too, but... I mean, this guy does it, so I'm, I'm assuming he knows of what he speaks. Although I haven't looked it up to find out why that is. Yeah. Or if that's even the case, you know, I don't well, know. You're waiting, you're waiting for me to do that. Can, can, yeah, yeah. Can, <laughs> okay, do sap take different and different trees? I know it has something to do with the, the swinging temperature. Okay. It's got to be warm. You're gonna have warm days and cold nights. I know that. Oh. It has something to do with like like it's like the stuff dying out, and then I don't know. But I don't. I don't. That that has to happen for it to run. Now maybe the snow somehow. I don't know. Maybe it insulates. I'm guessing I've that. I am guessing that the snow might provide some insulation. Insulation or something. Um, but I've got something here. Let's see. Preps for maple syrup. And it says, harsh weather impacting preps for maple syrup season. Cold weather, deep snow, and tree damage from past storms this winter are making it difficult for maple syrup producers to prepare for the upcoming season. So a harsh any. winter, a brutally harsh winter, but it doesn't say why. We're not getting any snow. Keep going. I've got a whole article to go through. You two keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so are, are, now you know Patricia loves breakfast. Now are there are there really good? Who has the best maple syrup breakfast pancakes in Vermont? Oh God, I have no idea. My mom. Your mom, yeah. okay. She's not around anymore. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, I miss her. 
Elvis or Saturday morning pancakes. What and we've never had anything what, but real maple syrup in the house. What, ma- what made her pancakes so good? Probably the maple syrup. Ah. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we've never had anything but real maple syrup. And, you know, she used to do them all. Just the fact that they're made from scratch. They're so much better than the box stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but blueberry pancakes. I used to love her blueberry pancakes. Um, what? I'm not a big breakfast person, though. Uh-huh. No! no did I'm, I hear that correctly? <laughs> you did. <gasps> It's a pre-requirement for Saturday nights to love breakfast. Is it? Well, I guess I don't qualify. <laughs> Would it qualify if you had breakfast for dinner? Would that be okay? Breakfast for dinner? Uh-huh. I don't even do that. I'll have... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll go on an egg oh, kick and all. Boy. Fred, I had eggs. faith. But I've never... I don't eat cereal anymore. I'm not like I used to. Have, I used to love... Uh, have, you, have you gained any weight the last year? I know when, when we... Oh, had... yeah. Yeah, I'm up to almost 120 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Can I have a big thing for you? It's about where I want to be. I got to actually get to the point now where I got to start watching it because I don't want to get too heavy. Okay. Because my joints won't take it. Mm-hmm. Especially my knees. My knees will swell up like a... Mm. Like a helium balloon. Oh, dear. Well, I have done my research on maple syrup. Okay. And the best I can figure out is that if there's a wet snow, which is pretty common in the springtime, it damages the branches because it's so heavy. And there are tubing systems that they use in these trees, and these tubes can get damaged. Also, in really brutally cold weather, it can damage the tubing, you know, the taps. And I guess you can only do a tap on a tree one time. I mean, if 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 a tap fails, you can't run around to the other side of the tree and tap the other side. Oh. I'm I'm getting that impression from the article here. Anyway, so it it looks like the weather has more of an impact on the tapping system that's been set up than it does on the actual tree. Well, I'll ask him. I'll ask why, why yeah, please, please ask he to have a good tap. So, I never bothered to ask him. Inquiring minds want to know. What I want, once, he, but, once he goes inside the tree, how long do they keep the bucket going? Would it take several hours? Oh, they keep them up for, like, weeks. Ah, Okay. It'll run. It'll run. It'll stop. Because that's where the that's where the running comes is the temperature change. Uh huh. That's why there's got to be warm days and cold nights. It can't be. I mean, it, it, it's the time of year that really bugs my arthritis <laughs> because you, you got to you know it's where it's like it runs it runs best when it's like forty five, forty forty five at day, during the day. But it'll drop down to like 20, 25 at night. You know, that, 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 that switches. That change, that, that drastic change. Mm-hmm. That's when it runs the best. That's when it runs. That's when it runs. And when it, mm-hmm. when it starts warming up at night, that's when you, you know, your season starts to basically end. Yeah. Um, well, I have another question for you. 
And this time, you do the homework when you talk with your friend about why a bad winter is not good for the trees. Who discovered that if you take sap from a maple tree and boil it down that you're going to have a sweet syrup? I mean, that's not exactly something you wake up and say, gee, I think I'll stick a hole in, in the tree in the front yard today. How did it begin? Well, he probably won't know that, but that's a good question. I mean, so I, are I, you uh, making a list of the questions to ask him? I can, I'll ask him, but I bet he won't know. I bet he, he, no he can faith. answer questions about, like, the process. Like, he can tell you, you know, how many, about how many gallons of sap he needs to make a gallon of syrup and that kind of thing. But the history of it, I know. History of maple syrup. Let's see. History remains silent on whether Native Americans boiled down the sap or if these techniques were introduced by the French explorers and missionaries. But by the 1700s, Native Americans and European settlers alike were using iron and copper kettles to make syrup and sugar. And that's from the University of Vermont. Well, that makes sense. I love yeah, it. But, I'll tell you what. Yeah, but I mean, who's, who's the person who made the first hole in a tree? That's right. I do not know. Apparently, they don't either. I get the idea. You know, they probably, they probably, because I think this stuff, I think it runs on the outside of trees sometimes. Well, if, if the tree has a nick in it or some kind of damage, sure, that, that would make sense. So, probably some... Fella was walking, you know, happened to see this and, and tasted it, and it was sweet. And that the bus began the process. And I bet for a long time they 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 just used they just drank uh, with access to sap. Fella, hmm. the sap tastes cool. It's nice and sweet. You ever had Does it have sap? it has a sweet taste? Yes, it does. I mean, I've never gone around licking trees, so I I don't know things like that. Well, we, I remember That's third grade, we, uh, we tapped a couple of trees in third grade at, at our school. Of course, we can do that because we live in Vermont. And we uh, all got to, you know, all got to taste it, um, sample it before we mm-hmm. boil it down. I don't think we made syrup. Maybe we did. But I remember drinking the sap, you know, taking a sip of the sap. <laughs> a real, real sweet oh, thing. I've led such a sheltered life. I never licked a tree. <laughs> I've never licked the tree either. <laughs> you never did. Okay. But I have taken sap out of a tree and drinking it. Okay. You could Okay. That, that clarifies it. Thank you. You would get. But it's worth. It's an experience. I'll tell you. I liked it. It was good. It's like uh, the other thing we used to do. I wouldn't do it anymore because. Now that I know, I know what I know about the atmosphere, but we should do sugar on snow and syrup on snow. Yeah. That was good. But, a snow cone. Yeah, but I wouldn't eat snow today not knowing where it comes from now. <laughs> no, you are so right. <laughs> you, know. you are so right. You just never yeah. know. It, it's snow and rain are the cleansing elements of the air. And you're right. Who knows what it's pulling down from the environment? Oh, no. Sad. It's sad. 
Ricky, you're helping Mother Nature. By what? Why? By having snow cones. <laughs> you're helping Mother Nature? Yeah. You're killing yourself. Yeah, you're eating pollution. Well, you're depleting the 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 environment. You're right. You are. You're yeah. putting it into you. Yeah. <laughs> That's and we're going to bury you, so it'll go back anyway. <laughs> I used to eat snow all the time as a kid, though. Kids had a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. As much as I hate winters now, I loved them as a kid. Yeah. Winters were a lot of fun. So when the, when the age when all that stops? Yeah, uh, 16, 17. Okay, Patricia, how old were you when you just said, I'm... I'm... First time you have to clean off your car to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you learn to hate snow real fast. I, I missed that, Walden, because you're sounding a little bit loud on me again. Um, what was the question? How what, old was I? How old were you when you decided you didn't like winter no more? I didn't like winter no more. Yeah. Um, it wasn't as fun as it used to be. <laughs> but Fred had I, guess when, I guess when I started being responsible for shoveling <laughs> the driveway. <laughs> there you go. I'll do it, too. Although I always appreciated snow days until I got out of You know, you know, I, I, I just want to let you two, I've never had that experience. Is that a lot of fun? We're, we're to, uh, what, shoveling snow? Yeah. Uh, this, I'll tell you what. This, this is the bright, I'll tell this you is what, the bright well, half well, of the show I'm talking with. Someday you can try it out. It can be arranged. Practice <laughs> sessions can be arranged. It seems like light stuff. I mean, it's just that... Soft, right. fluffy stuff that comes from the yeah. right. sky. Uh, right. I got a nice log driveway. You have yourself a ball. <laughs> we can we can help, can't we, Fred? Yeah. Okay. Will I'll you, bring you out Coco now, will, then. Now, I'll shovel. You'll guide me out there, Patricia. What do you think? You'll do what? I'll shovel if you'll be my guide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, no, I'll just tell you when you're getting close that. to the street. <laughs> I'll keep you out of the middle of the street. Yeah. I'll keep you, you safe. Time. I'm not going to go tell ahead. you what to do or how to do it. I'm going to keep you safe. Okay. That'll be okay. my responsibility. Okay. So it's going to be like that Christmas show of 1947 of February when February was digging for his car. Uh-huh. Pretty you'll, close. You'll, you'll play the Molly role. <laughs> Pretty close. You'll bring, you'll bring the hot chocolate out to me and tell me I'm doing a good job, right? If you're still not frozen, yes. <laughs> You can survive. I have a request for my eagle cam. Wow, hold on. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I'm glad you said it to me. This is Just the uh, USA. That's Patricia over there with Fred. We're covering three fourths of the country. Fred got yeah. the northeast taken care of, Patricia got the southeast taken care of, and I have the southwest taken care of. So we're doing. We're doing well. You guys finally got rain out there, right? It's been really dry all week. Um, I'm surprised that what I'm at, we it's been above us mostly. Okay. And um, was it good? Cause Dad put a roof on. It's a great time to put a roof on a house during the rainy season, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but. I see. 
Yeah. Let's stay out of the area because it's going to like take the roof off to put one up. Yeah, well, that's repairing. Repairing. It's been about thirty years, and and Dad is taking the single wood shingles off in spots and replacing with new ones. Right. And um. And so, but hopefully, maybe getting rain on Tuesday. So he's hoping to have it covered up. <laughs> but, but then, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got a big nasty hole in my what about my roof that I got to get fixed in the spring. I was hoping I'm gonna get it fixed in the fall, and I probably should have. Uh huh. Because all what happens in the winter is freaking snow gets up there, and it melts, it runs inside, and it's ruining a couple of my ceilings inside. But the thing is. We're talking. We're looking at like thirty-five. We're looking at some money, some cash, right? To get it fixed. So, and I don't have a lot of money. And then on top of that, I have there's this group, there's this church group. They came up from uh, down south. They're coming back up in the spring with some volunteers, mm-hmm. and they looked at my house as you know one of the houses they wanted to help out with, and they saw this damage. And they were like, well, we can't guarantee whether we're going to have skilled labor, but if we do, we'll do it for free. We'll fix it for free, but the problem is... Free is a very magic word. Yeah, you're not kidding. But the thing (laughs) is, i got to wait till spring, and then even then there's no guarantee that they're going to have skilled labor. They don't know until the spring. So I'm basically taking the chance. I'm going to wait another... I'm going to wait a winter, wait it out a winter. Hopefully it doesn't... Do any more further damage or too much? I'm trying to remember, Fred. Are you, are you a two-story house? What I can't remember what. Yeah. You're a yeah. two-story. I thought. Yeah. Two-story, full basement. Yeah. So. So somebody gotta get up there. Yeah. Well, it is. If I wish I'd known, I should do some research and try to figure out if. I think Dad paid to have the last roof job done, uh-huh. but I might have done it after he died. It, through this loan that I got, because I got some major work done, but I don't think I had the roof done. But whoever did the roof screwed up, basically, when they put the signals on. Well, how's the barn? Really? How's the barn? Did the barn have a good roof, considering you got all those treasures over there? Uh, no, the barns, one of them is, the, 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 the new one's fine. Uh, it, it had a big hole in the roof, but we fixed that. Mm-hmm. It was just tin, so there wasn't really much to it. And then, but the other one, it it can go down tonight. It could last another 20 years, but it, it's shifting on its foundation. You can see it. Mm. It's old. Yeah, it's like 60 years old. And it, it's starting to, if you look at it, you can see that the, what, to fix it, you would literally have to lift it off its foundation. Actually, it up. Yeah, my friend Kitty Cowan, her... Her house in Englewood, New Jersey, is eight, was built in 1840, and about seven, eight years ago, the foundation started to give. So they had to, they had to yank, they had to jack, lift the house up to remove yeah, yeah. and put a new foundation. Yeah, basically what has to be done with the barn. Yeah. Save it. So my thing is to empty it before it get it empty. That's my big project before mm-hmm. it. All falls down around itself. 
20 years. I mean, it, you just don't good. know. You know, but... But it's one thing, you know, everybody says, oh, the great owning house, great owning house. Yeah, it, it, I love owning a house, so it could be wrong. But there's always something. Always. Alvin? Excuse me for interrupting. In one minute and 40 seconds, I'm going to be dead. Yeah, I noticed the time. Uh-huh. So I'll hang up now. Uh, okay. All right, Fred, don't go away. I'll be back. Okay. Okay. Patricia's going to hang up. Alt Control J, JAWS Professional. JAW, JAW. Alt Tab, Windows Media Player. Alt F4, Menu Bar, Options to Navigate Press. JAWS Professional tab, Patricia from FL tab, check settings button, all tab, Skype tray, all tab, Bill Bragg, all tab, Patricia from FL all tab, Bill Bragg, type of all tab, Patricia from all tab, Bill Bragg, all tab, Skype trademark left brat tab, online tab, Walden he tab, search edit, active favorites, Dave K Ed Clute, John Gap, Patricia from F application, send us invite to enter, leaving menus, contacts, unloading jaw, cancel, OK, enter. That's I'm here. Cool. That's the beauty of the internet. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I got Patricia from the FL. I like that. I'm here. Hi. We miss you. Hi. We miss you. Uh, it, oh, thank you. Just in way of explanation for anyone who has missed it, Walden calls me on Skype. I am not on Skype. And at exactly 240 minutes of use, and I don't mean 240 minutes in one second, Absolutely, on the dot, I get disconnected. So Walden has to call me back. Oh. And he loves me enough to do it. Now, now, you know, if she had a, if she had her own Skype account on a computer, we wouldn't have to worry about that. Well, you know, I'm working on it. Actually, I'm not. I didn't, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I have not, but I will. When you call me next are week. Do, are you going to do uh, video calls? No. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Because, you know, Patricia goes barefoot, and she, she, she's very private about her bare feet. Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, is she going to walk around throwing up her 13 cup of coffee? We might yeah. as well not show that to the family at the time when she's walking around barefoot. <laughs> The aftermath of 13 cups of coffee. I'm right. sure there's going to be too much information, so I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> oh, well. Well, Fred, you've got your homework. I do? Okay, I will do that. I will ask him why there needs to be snow for them to be. Yes, and what happens if it's a particularly brutal winter? Okay, like really cold. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, I can do that. Okay. I can do that. And you guys, have a good evening. You too, Fred. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Fred. You play two things here. Yeah, and I'm gonna be listening at least till I fall asleep. So. We appreciate your. Uh... Don't be too excited. You'll keep me up. <laughs>
Wait, what, 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 the smoothing, soothing, well, cheaper than a sweeping pill. That's there right. you go. Yeah, that's, that's, our new, that's our new, that's our new model. And apparently more effective in some sectors. <laughs> well, yeah, you could probably get another good call. Good to hear from Ron. That was exciting. Wasn't that fun? Always good to hear from Ron. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, hope he meets his goal. That's a yep. good, that's a worthy goal. That's right. Silver bill by Christmas. Yep. I'll be listening. She'll probably play my handbell right in the piano, but, you know, Patricia didn't say. Maybe I'll wear it on the drums. Yeah. I don't think you can play silver bells on the drums. That's true. But I'll have to try. That's true. Have a good day. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Thanks, Fred. Okay, I just got a clarifying email. It was Delena who asked for the Eagle Cam address on first pass, and I just got another one. And it's from Ed. So, happy us. We've got it's, it's Eagle a, Cam watchers. That's double eagle. That's a double eagle. Very good. Hello there. You're on here. Hello. Good morning, <gasps> Harwood. Hello, Harwood in North Carolina. How are you? Well, at least we're not shoveling snow. Yet. Uh-oh. What? I said, we're, at least we're not shoveling snow yet. Yeah, well. Yeah. I've never had well, that. I've are you ne- expecting I, it? I've never had that experience, so I have no clue what you guys talk. You know, this little brat has been doing this all night. Yeah, well. I never shoveled. We can fix it. We can help. There, there are possible flurries, but it's not supposed to mount anything. But, you know, in the past we've had calls for flurries, and the next day you're knee-deep in flurries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes a week to shovel the flurries, yeah. I would pay for Walter to come and shovel if we got... And and I would help. I I will do everything I can to help get him out. Yeah, well... Are you going to pay my hourly wage, or are you just going to pay my... You bet. Well... All all 25 cents an hour. I would, Walton, but since you've never done this before, I also realize that... uh, (laughs) The life of this. Thank you, Hood. Yes. Okay. The life of this service probably wouldn't last more than five minutes. Okay. Now, do I get tramp? Do I get room and board and transportation? Hey, let's not get carried away here. That's right. I mean, for pay. When you're an apprentice, you are responsible for your own tools, your own accommodations. You know, a, being an apprentice is a very responsible position. Well, here now, I'm sitting in my. Uh, Rabbit hutch. And then you're learning. Uh, I think we're getting the yeah buts now. Uh, with my heater that a, a pretty woman from Florida sent, 60 some odd degrees, and you're asking me to give this whole lifestyle up to come shovel snow? No. No, just, no, just no, the I just experience. Want you to have, I just want you to have the experience. We don't want you to be neglected. I, I, but like I said, I don't think it would be cost effective. Once you got started. Would it, would it count if I shovel liquid sunshine? Nope. Okay. Nope, it's not the same thing <laughs> by a long shot. <laughs> nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how. See, see water's probably heavier than snow. Yeah. Water's probably heavier than snow. So, so how does that sound? You're very low, Walton. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I hear Patricia better than I can you. Well, that's that's because 
I'm pointing with your buttons. Okay. <laughs> How about that? Is that better? Well, I was playing on my buttons, too. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that better? Now, keep it clean, guys. This, is this good? Is, well, this, is this better? I was talking about my phone buttons. I know. Water I, know. I know. Okay, now, is this good? Is that better? Yeah, I'm all right right now. Okay. Now, I'll hold your question. I, I'm, I'm putting this down. That, that. Okay. Now, Patricia, <laughs> I've been messing with Patricia's ears all night, so I will turn her down. Is that better, Patricia? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I know I know what, what which one's your buttons and which one's Hollywood's button. Actually, the little twister knob, but, you know, buttons sound more elegant. Yeah, that, that's pronounced a knob. Uh, okay, what... What, what can we do to get him into a snow pile, Harwood? I don't know, but that'd probably be worth it. Okay, now, will you guys, I have a great idea. This ought to be good. Why don't you just yeah? send me a box of snow, and then I can, I can shovel it out here. What is that? Oh, sure. Oh. Like, like uh, FedEx refrigerator truck. Do that. Yeah, if we had a whole truckload, maybe, but uh, just a box of it, you ain't going to get the effect of that. Well, uh, yeah, but, but think... It would save everybody the trip of, of me coming back there. If you just no, no, no. We don't want you to touch the snow. We want you to shovel the snow. Exactly. There's there's quite a difference. Yeah, but see, I'm, I'm inexperienced at doing this. That's so, why you need an apprenticeship. So I think I need help and guidance. So And if, that's what an apprenticeship will offer. And so if, if, um, if I'm going to shovel hardware snow... Can Patricia come and help me, Hollywood? Are you okay with that? No, I'm just going to keep you out of the street. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but that's 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 the extent of my responsibility. Okay, but if I'm mm -hmm. if I'm in the street the whole two hours or so, you're going to be out there, right? Oh sure. Oh, I oh I don't think you're going to be out there two hours. <laughs> I I would say this experience wouldn't probably last more <laughs> than five minutes. <laughs> He would have all the experience he needed within 4.75 minutes. <laughs> yep, I, I thoroughly agree. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, once you're, dig, once you're digging in there, you generate some heat, so you might stay out there at least. Oh, yeah. Three you minutes and two seconds. You know. Harwood, do you make hot chocolate? Yes. Good. Okay. I'm happy. Uh, I love it. I don't, I don't drink it very often. It's just kind of spotty, but I do love it. So if I'm out there supervising him on the snow job, and I'm keeping him out of the street, you would help me with hot chocolate. Uh, I'd, I'd be glad to supply you with hot chocolate, but in his case, the show would supply all he needs. <laughs> that, that is exclusively a cheering section. That's all we can do. So how much do I get, how much do I need to scoop? How much do you have to scoop? Yeah, I mean it, well, all of it. Well, you got to you got to clear the driveway and uh -huh. the the what the my road plow's thrown up in front of your uh -huh. way, so you can't get out and you know usually waste higher more depending. Can I can, can I bring my own devices with me? Well, I don't know what California can possibly do for you in this situation, but certainly. I would get what would you like to bring? A blowtorch? What? Uh, I don't know, Walton. I don't think you'll get very far with that. Well, if I, if I I'd can, like to I, see him try to light it. 
if I can melt, if I can melt the stuff. Yeah, but I think you'd run out of gas by as fast as you'd run out of <laughs> gas with a shovel. I agree. It'll take you longer with a blowtorch than it will with a shovel. Yeah. Well, and besides, a blowtorch would not give you the atmosphere and the experience you are seeking. But see, I'm being I'm being creative. I'm thinking outside the box. You are so far outside the box. You're down in the next city. You know. That 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 is way out of the box. The guy that works on my computer said his daddy always told him if he had a big job and he needed to help, find a lazy person to help him because he would think of all kind of ways <laughs> here. <laughs> I told him as a little detail your daddy didn't tell you. That helper would be sitting there telling you what to do, and you'd still be doing all the work. That's true. <laughs> that sounds like what Walt's leading up to here. I mean, I'm a um, We're not going to let him get away with that. Yeah, I'm a firm believer. In if I can think about it for a couple of years and figure out the right method, then we can get it worked out, right? No, I can I can show you the right method very quickly. Are you telling me you have plenty of experience doing this, this, this task you're asking me to do? Experience doing what? Shoveling snow. Oh, yeah, what, absolutely. So, sure. You, well, so, yeah, he, he's got professor status. He, he's he got a doctorate in this. So if, if, if I come, you'll, be, you'll promise to... Show me the way until I think I get the hang of it, right? No, no, say no. Say no. Say no. You'll be down to the end of the driveway before he says, I think I'm just starting to get the hang of this. I know you, Walden. I know you. It's called show and tell. You can show me until I tell him what to do. It don't take but a jiffy to show you, Walden. And it probably wouldn't take but a gift for you to get over it. <laughs> I don't know. We have we have to expand your horizons here. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> I'm just a deprived youngster. What can I say? Well, we want we want to undeprive you Very and give nice. you this fabulous experience. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. So are we gonna? And should we do it in Buffalo, New York? I mean, we might as well start from the oh, top, geez. right? You might as well go just go for the throat. Yeah, Poor well, people in Buffalo. My goodness. Might my goodness. Might as well start with the Olympics, hmm. right? Start with the little kids, yeah. yeah. See, now, in Buffalo, there are times when you could dig tunnels instead of having to shovel the snow over, you know, and throw it over your head. Right. You can dig tunnels. Now, Harwood, help me with this. When you dig a snow tunnel... How do you how do you do this? Who's who's do you do you have a bucket brigade to get rid of the snow? I would think you would have to. Now we never had it that bad. It's not been deep enough that that you could dig tunnels. But I, I have thought about that because I know a lot of places it is that deep. And yeah, you know, I wonder too how you keep it from caving in and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, it's, I don't know that I would be too enthusiastic about doing that, but I don't want to see that much snow anyway. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm not. I got this little 
claustrophobia problem here. And I mean, it's not hysterical bad stuff, but it's bad enough that you would never get me in one of these tunnels ever, ever. I get nervous in the Lincoln Tunnel <laughs> going under the river. I mean, things is six of four lane highway. Um, no. You just know for a fact that a big hole's gonna come in somewhere. Yeah, and the water's going to fall on top of it. Ooh, right. oof. no, 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 no. No, I, I've got the welcome home party. <laughs> I don't do anything. I just welcome everybody home. I do have a question about Skype. I've often wondered why you didn't have it, and you know, don't use that. Um, I don't talk to people on Skype. It just wasn't my thing. But the main reason I have it is so I can listen over at Barbara's house across town, make right. sure nobody's mm. been or whatever. And what I've done with it is the house here, the shop, and her house are all in a um, contact list. Mm-hmm. And it's set up for auto-answer. But it's only the contacts that it will do that. If anybody else calls it, you've got to manually answer the phone, which mm-hmm. you never do. Um, because I'm just not interested in talking to people on Skype. <laughs> but the, the whoever is point, calling, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, the the whole point is, if I'm here, there's nobody over at her house to answer. Mm. why you have to have it on auto answer because sometimes it will go down um uh in my case when you're trying to hold it as long as i do because you know sometimes it lasts for weeks without going down but you Mm -hmm. you got to have a static ip address to get it to do that now with a dynamic address um it just will not hold like that. But that still doesn't... Yeah. I mean, you're not trying to do what I'm trying to do. No. Um, mm-hmm. But it it's... Um, I, I'm just saying you're not opening yourself for everybody's brother calling in and thing auto-answering or something. Uh, well, the way it works, um, I only... In my contact list, there's only people who I accept. And the right. people who... The people who want to come in, I have the ability to block them or not accept yes. them, and they're sort of not in my they're not in my list. Uh, if I wanted to really be like John and Larry will use a feature, if they only do not want to be disturbed, you can put that up, or you can put up I, I'm away, or you can put it as indivisible and nobody can see you. So those are features that people use uh-huh. uh, when they're on Skype. Yeah, well, I was, I was just trying to point out to her that there was protection there. Yeah. Um. And I think I'm just right. I'm just lazy. I went up and I tried to connect with Skype and I tapped into the wrong system, and they think I'm a business now. So. I have to undo the damage I've done in order to do the damage I'm supposed well, to do. Well, another thing you can do is change your name and open up another account. Um, yeah, and I think that's what I'll, I'll wind up doing. Some of my accounts are nothing but numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to be 
away your phone number. I mean, you just make up five or six yeah. numbers or whatever you want for a name. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't know if you're going to be able to ever undo it. Uh, what, Probably not. I I just have to start from scratch and yeah, just be a little creative in terms of using a different email and stuff like that there. Um, well, you can use the same email, but you can use a different, different uh, password. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm would... very good at passwords. I just string out a bunch of letters and numbers, copy and paste it, and that's it. Yeah, we just uh, just start and make you another account. It's, it's a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. That'll work. Now, you um, what was it? Can't remember. Maybe I emailed you something, mm-hmm. or you emailed me. The point I'm getting at is, I tried to answer you. I've got an iPhone. And I don't know a bit about what I'm doing, and I tried to answer your email on that. And to this day, I don't have a clue what I sent you. I didn't receive anything. Was it Walden you sent it to? Huh? You sent it to Walden or you sent it to me? To you. Me. I can't remember what. But I sent you one from the computer. I'm, I'm happy with that. It's just the iPhone... Uh, see when emails come in to come in the computer and the iPhone too way it's set up and I tried to just you know reply to it and God only knows what I sent you (laughs) heaven only knows where it wound up well I hope it didn't send you anything well let's see I will just put you because you know my poor computers have been trashed too many times. Let's see. <laughs> okay. It's been I got. Or so ago. How how long ago do you think it would? Uh, roughly three weeks or so. Oh. Well, it's, it's not important. Oh, I it's, I I sent to you. Can you play DVDs? And you yes. sent back and said yes. Yes, yeah, that, that's what the whole thing was about. Yeah, um, I got it. Woo-hoo. But it, did you get the one from the iPhone? Well, it doesn't say iPhone on it, I don't so think not likely. Usually, yeah, when I when I get an email that's been sent from iPhone, it says sent from my that's iPhone at the bottom of the email, and, and this one doesn't have it. Okay, well, that one came from the computer. I just yeah. saw it on the iPhone, and I tried to respond um, just see if I could, and, and God only knows what I did. Well, sometimes <laughs> my friend Brian Hager will send, but he's not in a strong enough signal area, and so the email gets lost, so it never gets sent through his iPhone. Uh. My, my vision of a science fiction plot is that one day, instead of having visitors from other planets, we're going to have every lost email download at the same time, worldwide download, and every system in the world will crash. It'll be like all the lost socks will turn up in one washing machine. That's that's right. That's right. Every one of them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get all kinds of junk email that I really wish I didn't. But some of the stuff, you know, I do want it. But you're deleting stuff all the time. And I know the other day on the iPhone, it was like 125 emails. And yesterday, I think it was 131. But I hadn't really checked it on the phone in, in a couple of days. But I told somebody that, you know, I was deleting all these emails. And the phone was starting to swell up. <laughs> and, and you have to squeeze it to force them out through the the earphone jack or the the charging port. <laughs> oh my! You can see I have a lot to do. Oh my! But that, what a what a world! Doesn't it make you wonder where all these things go when you? Yeah. thousand of them. I know. I know. And they're out there in cyberspace somewhere. Mm. I can't remember. Walden, did you ever start reading books or not? I haven't done it. Uh, everybody else I know, Ron and Larry and John have done it. And Mel and others have been doing that. I just haven't bother to learn how to do the download. Um, well, if it's not your thing, that's that's fine. I was just asking, but uh, what I was getting at is, you know, the library sends you books without having to download. Right. However, I signed up for the downloads when it first came out years right. ago, and it was right. so complicated, I figured it wasn't worth it. Well, what has recently happened, and I'm sure it's countrywide, not just state, because it's a federal deal with the NLS library system. Yep. They have discontinued as of December 31st all the cassette books and they're taking up all the cassette players. Ah. Only have the digital players. Yep. Well, that's fine. Wow. What my problem was, uh, I was using the cassette deal at the shop right. and the digital at the house. Right. Because you never have the book where you want it. Right. Well, then I had a problem. They won't let you have but one reader. Uh, so you got to carry it back and forth. Well, that gets old quickly. Yeah. So I bought a Victor Reader yep. Stream. Yep. That seemed to be very popular. It is. There's others out there, but that seemed to be the most popular. Right. It's small and... Um, I'm still learning, but downloading books is just absolutely nothing to it. It's It's so simple. Uh, If I can do it, anybody can do it. I know. I think that's how Kurt uh, from La Habra is doing his book. It's through the Victor Screen Reader. I get them. I get them from the library in the mail, but I also download stuff if... I get some stuff I don't want to read and wind up being out. Uh, I'll download something, and it's just so easy. The yeah. thing. Now, I was listening to y'all on the thing tonight, waiting to, you know, get a, see a chance to call. Um, you've got access to 36,000 radio stations. Wow. Uh, you know, through Wi-Fi. And, of course, USA. Um going to be interesting here in the USA was on there too yeah. that's where I usually listen to it now 
gonna be interesting to see how how much maneuverability they're gonna have to do in two weeks when like this fight goes away is how much they're gonna have to reset all those URLs. Now what's gonna happen? Live three sixty five is sent us a notice they're disappearing in two weeks. Huh. Um they're not gonna be able to keep up with the uh the new agreement and music royalties so a lot of us are moving to different servers and different hosts. You know, for years that was the major hub. So in about two weeks, I I know for my Wi-Fi radio, I'm going to reprogram a bunch of it, and I'm wondering about some of the other devices. So that's going to be very interesting. Well, now what happened with this thing? Of course, my computer guy had no idea what to do with it, and I didn't either when right. I first got it. But we were trying to get, um, you know. Um, Live 365 on here, and it just would not let me sign up. Mm. I can't remember what the reason was, but it just would not work. And I searched for a local radio station, and it came right up. And I thought, well, now this is stupid, so let's try putting in yesterdayusa.com in here. I did, and there it was. Heck with uh, Live 365. It had nothing to do with it. Mm. So I don't know what's going to happen after what you're saying is. Yeah, it's going it's to be interesting. You know, maybe I'll just reset itself to the new uh, player. So well, it may it may have to be researched. Right. You know, put your search in and find it again, and then I saved it into favorites on this thing. Yep, that's what probably is going to have to happen. Um, but I, I just gave up on the Live 365 deal. Because it just was not happy about that deal. Mm. Well, be aware of that, everybody. In two weeks, February 1, everybody's going to have to use new... Don't use your bookmarks or your favorites. You're going to have to research and lock it in. Then you can... But that's, that's February 1. I've got a feeling that's that's going to be a problem. You know, it'll have to. Something will be redone on the computer. Yep. I'm sure glad you said something about that. Yep. I've been wondering what happened. Yep. But we, uh, we got the official notice today that's happening, so, um, that's why we're just giving everybody the heads up. Alrighty. Well, I won't tell you all up any longer. I'm sure somebody else wants to. Well, you know, snow is a great topic. It's such a, <laughs> as funny as, experience with it. Especially when we found someone who will do it for us. Walden? Uh, I still got I'll be happy to do it. Uh-huh. If we can do it out here in California, I'll be happy to do it. All right. <laughs> well, There's Walden, always a yeah, but... I tell you, yeah. you got some mountains out there. We do. We do. We have Big Bear. I, uh, I don't know. If one of my favorite stories as a kid, my mom thought it would be great to spend the weekend up in snow countries in California. So we drove up there and we spent the afternoon and my mom got cold. I hear my mom from Nebraska, so we went home. So we never spent the weekend up in the snow. You know, after all the... If she came from Nebraska, she, she would know plenty of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what can I say? And I think Patricia would agree with my mom. Once you, you, There's no sense in being cold. No way. Yeah. 
It's like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. When when you go from nice, toasty, warm country into freezing cold by choice, that's certifiable. Well, Harry, lately, you know, they've, they've been talking about such a bad winter here this year because they haven't been that bad several years. And so far, it's been, you know, in the 50s, 60s, even some 70s around Christmas. Wow. And I guess, you know, before it's over, we're probably going to get hit. But what the big problem's been is so much rain that the ground, the whole yard is just spongy wet. And I am so tired of that. But... With all the rain we've had, I think they claim that one inch of rain will make seven inches of snow. Mm. And with all the rain we've had, if it had been snow, it would probably been up to the gutters on the house. Mm-hmm. So I, I deal with the rain as bad as I hate <laughs> it, but I'm sure glad it's not snow and even worse ice. Yeah, into each life a little rain must fall. Yeah. Right. I didn't say that. It's it's somebody else who said that. I apologize for this stupid thing. <clears throat> Take credit for it and run. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Yeah, I'll take it easy. Thank you for calling, Harwood. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, I'll tell you. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Doesn't anybody feel sorry for me? I mean, I'm... No. (laughs) (laughs) Next. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was quick. You never thought about it. Did you, Patricia? You don't. Of course not. Of course not. When it comes to snow, you want people to feel sorry for you? (gasps) Oh, really? All right, my dear. With that, our last call, I'm looking at the time. Yeah, I think so, because okay. we're, we're up at 3 o'clock here, oh, and right. I still have to give you your questions if you want them. Yes, I do. You know, I mean, it wouldn't be a Saturday night without my questions. Without, And especially since I went out looking for them. And, you know, one night we're going to have nothing but snow questions. I know it. We're going to have what? Snow questions. You're going to do That's nothing. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> Who is going to come up with snow questions? Who does all the work around here? Uh-huh. It's not me. Mm-mm. Not with the question stuff. No, you're right. I've been accused. And rightfully so. By Larry and others of years ago. What? I have such an easy job on Saturday night. I just sit down. Open the phone, and you do all the work. It's such an easy way to live. You haven't been accused of that? Uh-huh. Who dared to accuse you of the truth? Larry. <laughs> <laughs> He's on my team. Oh, everybody's on your team. I, I, and I, gosh, I just know it. I'm just, you know, I mean... Dave King, said, like it, Dave King said it last night, I agree. You, you are... A special, a special addition to the station. And you are. Did he say that? Yeah, he did. All right, let me see what we've got here. There would not be a Yesterday USA without Patricia. Well, there certainly wouldn't be one without you. Well. So there. 
I'm, right, and, I just want to make an announcement for everybody. Wherever I go, she'll go. Wherever she goes, I go. So it's, we got a partnership for life here. So, so there. We ain't got a bundle of money. Never, no. Maybe we're ragged and funny. But we always sing a song. But we'll travel along. Side. Singing a song. Bye. Side. Woohoo. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, Steve, our friend Steve out there who has never called in either. Does he, said, does he, does he write like Tom? Uh, you know, Tom no, he, he doesn't add that. I, I oh. listen, but I don't call. No. Um, that, that's Tom in New York who says that. No, Steve writes that he is suggesting Patricia Walden College for the name of our school. Oh. We have to come with a quick one. We have a we? Walden University here. Do we? We do. Here, here, here. Do we, yeah. have, do we have a Patricia School? No. Yeah. Walden University has a classy sound. Patricia's school of something or other doesn't Patricia's make Patricia's school of hard knocks, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Little taps on the brain or something. You know, I mean, and, it, it, it has to come up with a school curriculum, wouldn't it? And uh, you know, the nice thing about Patricia, it will be a pass, no pass, right? You're not going to do grades for, for the Oh, for, no. Yeah. No, no, no. It'll be pass, no we, pass. We emphasize learning, not grades. So how do you judge when somebody learns? When they know more going out the door than when they came in. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good measuring stick. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, do you do pop quizzes? And we're going to have little pop quizzes you're going to email out to the students during the school, school time. Very good idea. I'll blame it on you. Okay, Walden <laughs> told me to do this. <laughs> and they can all hammer on your door. <laughs> okay, before now, we get now, to your now, question. Now, now, now. Yeah, but what? If you want to send a, an apple to the teacher. Mm-hmm. You can send a box that to That does not fit in an email. You cannot stuff an apple in an email. You can send a box to Patricia via 2527 Duke Point. <laughs> Go to Mesa, California, 92626. You can also send a tissue roll to the same address. Uh, like John from we already have enough Tootsie Rolls, plus John. John in Maryland sent enough Tootsie Rolls to sink Battleship. Wasn't that amazing, Patricia, the bag? That was so cute. That was so cute. How, are, are you going to have enough Tootsie Rolls to last a year? Huh? Huh? I huh? think they, yes, with five days off. <laughs> I can manage, yes. Six, six this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right, and I'm getting a late start. I'm going to have to eat extras. I know. You're going to have to go eat a, a trooper <laughs> to catch up. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me let me throw you four birthdays, and then we can get to your questions. Oh, hell yeah. I'm wide awake. Yes, yes. Uh, January 16th. These are all January 16th. In 1901, Frank Zamboni was born. Oh, the Zamboni machine. Uh-huh. So maybe Ask me if I know what a Zamboni is. Can I have a Zamboni machine when I'm shoveling snow? No, no, God. It only works on ice. I know. And I see, I even know what the thing is. It's used for hockey rinks a lot of time. Yes, it is. Yeah. They bring out the Zamboni when the ice mm. gets chipped. Okay, 1908, Ethel Merman. 
1944. Okay. Happy birthday, Ronnie Millsap. He's a January 16th baby. And in 1892, Oliver Hardy. I need one you of to, my I need favorite you, performers. I need you to sing uh, your favorite Ethel Merman song. So go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, please don't even even make a suggestion because if you do, it's going to get stuck in my head and I'm going to hate myself in the morning. Uh, it's going to be worse than a hangover. Uh, uh, Ethel Merman is worse than a hangover. <laughs> yeah, but you, you should sing an Urban Bowen song in Ethel Merman style. No. Nobody can sing in Ethel Merman style. You know, that poor woman, I mean, she was so successful. She had a yeah. wonderful career. Yeah. She's got a voice that my brain can't handle. Or she had a voice. I, I just can't handle it. <sighs> okay. Just for the heck of it, Oliver Hardy's first name at birth. He was given a first name that was not Oliver. Mm. What was it? Fred. I take it you don't know. How, how did you know that? <laughs> that was a safe <laughs> guess, wasn't it? Norval. Oh. N-O-R-V-E-L-L. Norval Hardy. And he changed it to Oliver Hardy. And I think that was a good choice. Yeah, but Norval Hardy would have been... It rolls off the tongue pretty well, so I think it and might have worked. Norval Hardy. It doesn't work as well as Oliver Hardy. That just comes out da 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 da. Yeah. Oliver Hardy. Norval. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think that was a good choice. He didn't divorce himself completely from his name, but I think for a stage name, I think that was a good choice. I think Hardy would be harder to... It's, it's got a lot more harder syllables. Norval. You know, you sort of roll off the mm -hmm. Norval. Norval. Oliver. Oliver is much easier Oliver. to say than Norval. Yes. Now, Oliver is, mu is musical to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oliver. It's got a nice rhythm. Uh -huh. It's got a little bit of voice inflection. We, we know Patricia is a beautiful name. I mean, Perry sings it every week. For Patricia. Perry sings it every week. That is so sweet. You, you just really came up with a, with a honey there. Uh, that really is nice. Thank you for doing that. Well, you know, and I mean, they talked about it, and other people. I think we got a winner, my dear. I think it's a winner. Yeah. Makes me blush. Well, you are special. How many Patricias do we have in the face here that have their own song? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know how many Patricias we have in our audience. I am regularly getting... I'm regularly getting an occasional email. How about that? I will consistently get occasional emails from people who are out there, and we didn't even know they were out there. So funny hearing you call in and say, Pat, then you change it to Patricia right away tonight when we play that early clip. <laughs> that, that it, even sounds, it even sounds like me. I know. It's, it's so funny the, that... that Patricia, when we first met, was in the chat room, and that's how she signed in. Patricia from Florida, and I just—I know her work relationship. She for years went by Pat, but she had broken that. Every, everybody called me Pat. Yeah. Yeah, but she's gone back to Patricia. <coughs> so that's the way it should be. It always should be Patricia. And and it it should have been all along, yeah. but you know, it's like people 
a man, for example, will introduce himself as Robert because Robert is what he goes by, and somebody will slap him on the back and say, how you doing, Bob? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and that's what happened to me. So I'm very happy that people call me Patricia. Thank you. Now, 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 is it, is it interesting that your sister is able to call Patricia Patricia on the air? Does she call you Patricia on when she calls your house phone? No, she says, hey, you. <laughs> Are we going to have to work on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. She's far enough away. She can't hurt me. <laughs> There's enough miles, about 600 miles. So, oh. Anyhow, okay, well, I have to ask you your questions now because I'm starting to get punchy. Okay. What would you like? We've got Stump Walden. We have a brain teaser. We have a presidential quote your presidential question, got bunches of them, colonial history, which I think was really hot stuff here, your first lady question, and we can do a quote or history or stuff like that there, and we have a baseball question for you. May I ask a question? (laughs) No, that's my job. (laughs) Okay, bye. Which one do you work on the hardest on this week? Which one took the most? Wow. I worked the hardest on your colonial history. All right, so I want that first. Okay. How many presidents did the colonies have before George Washington served? Boy, I wonder wonder if I'm going to get the right... I wonder if I'm gonna miss on this because of you know how we co- how we called the colonials. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, they were from the Continental Congress. Right. You are absolutely right. And one right. person only served like six days. Right. Well, I'm gonna just say one. Fourteen. Wow. I never knew I mean, know that, that just knocked my socks off, and I said, that cannot be. Can you help so me I went that and out? I looked, and I found it on a couple of sites. I said, this cannot be. How and did, then I... Uh, how are they figuring that? I mean, are they counting the Continental well, Congress, or what? Allow me to mention. All right. <laughs> I've got... I just happened to copy the best website URL, and it will be coming up right now. Okay. 14 presidents before George Washington. Let's see. Uh, and I say, the truth is, no, it's at all. Lower the 14 presidents of the United States. Now, they don't, it's, it's a whole bunch of pages. Mm-hmm. Seven pages worth of stuff. Can you give me like a time frame from what period to what period are they counting? Yeah, well, they, most of them came from the Continental Congress. Okay. The okay. first, the the first Continental Congress, so and they were chosen as leaders. They were not designated as what we would consider George Washington as the president of the colonies, but they were considered leaders, Got and it. therefore, okay. So okay. we wound up with fourteen of those guys. And did you look at the name? Are there any uh, that we recognize besides John Hancock? Well, let us. I'm not even sure John Hancock was in that mm. bunch. Hold on, in the bunch in terms of right. All right, let's see. Yes, we've got pictures of all of them as well. So we have below are the presidents. Let's see. Well, let us see. Where are they? Okay, Peyton Randolph. Don't know that name. 
Henry Middleton. Next page. Um, John Hancock. There he is. Henry Lawrence. Don't know that name. We need to do more history work, huh? Um, John Jay. Well, we know John Jay. Yep, we do. Newport. Um, Samuel Huntington. Don't know that name. And they do have the dates that these people served. I'm not going to normally go through 14 of them. Uh, Thomas McKean. John Hansen. Don't know that one. I'm sorry, they've only got two on each page here. It'll take me a little bit of time to get through. Elias... I'll try. Boudinot, B-O-U-D-I-N-O-T. He was a lawyer and a statesman from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Thomas Mifflin. I don't know that name. My gosh, we're two two for 100 right now. Um, Richard Henry Lee. Do not know that name. Nathaniel Gorham. Do not know that name. Have you recognized any of these besides John Jay and John Hancock? I think I th- I don't have familiarity, but I couldn't tell you why I would know some of them. Well, number thirteen was Arthur Saint Clair, oh. and number fifteen or fourteen rather was Cyrus Griffin. No, not a no, none, 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 none of them. Nope. The big two. John Jay and John Hancock are the only two I recognize. I know. So anyway, we had 14. Okay. Good question. Okay. See, and I worked really hard on that one because not only did I come across this information, I had to run around to all legitimate sites and verify it. And by golly, there they were. And then I got to a site that named them all and had pictures of them. So with dates, with service dates. So I had to believe that. You know, that's, that's something pretty hard to make up, you know. Okay, what else would you like? Which one was the easiest for you to put together? The easiest? Well, see, there's a problem here. May I discuss with you my problem? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just sit down and talk with you about it for a while. <laughs> if you ask me which one takes the most or took the most time, it would be a toss-up because I find a site and start digging through information, and it's like digging through a whole pack of styrofoam to find this itty, 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 bitty package in there. So I spend too much time doing this, but it's fun because I keep hopping from site to site to place to place, you know? Okay, so... You, know? you want you want the one that took the least amount of time? You know? The least amount of time came from you know? uh, probably your presidential question because I did four of them at the same time the last time. You know, that's so I already good. had them. I, I didn't have to go out and do a presidential question. You know, that was pretty good, you know? You know? <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> you dropped did one I in. say you know? You dropped one in, so I... No kidding. <gasps> Ooh, you have to slap me upside the head no, when no, I do no, that. No, no, okay. I mean, we all know you are the grammar queen of yesterday's <laughs> And it's very close to drama queen. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. So your presidential question was the easiest because it was already there. All right. Let's do that one next. Okay. 
were Benjamin Harrison and William Henry Harrison related? Yes. Uh, grandfather and grandson. Very good. Oh, gosh. I did not know that. I assumed because they had the same name that there must be some connection, but I did not know until I started digging around. You are so cool on this stuff. Okay, what else would you like? All right. Which one was the most funnest one to do? The funnest one yeah. was the first lady. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Which first lady's name was Elizabeth Ann Bloomer before she married the man who would become president? Betty Ford. Yes. Very good. Very good. You rolled on that one. That's good. Okay. What's next? Which one was it? Was in a in the toss-up category that you weren't sure you were going to put into the hopper? That I wasn't sure. Uh-huh. Hmm. You know, it's sort of you, you, you were down to two, and you decided to go with this one rather than the one that you're probably going to oh, use. Oh, well, if I have two, I I put both of them there, and then I have one for next week. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Let's do your brain teaser. This one takes a lot of time to find because some of them are so stupid and others are just so off the wall that I'm embarrassed to even tell you that I read them. So this one is pretty good. This is a riddle. Where do songbirds go for a vacation? And I did not know the answer. This is Yesterday USA. You can find Yesterday USA at yesterdayusa.com. And when all of this live 365 stuff gets straightened out, you will have links to click on that web page to find us. We're not going away. We just have to go through an extra step to find us. Just one time. And Walden is still thinking where songbirds go for a vacation. Please say I give up. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm running through all the states in my head. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not in the 50 states. Well, I thought about my first one wasn't in the 50 states, so I'll just go with my first hunch. They go to, okay. the, they go to the North Pole to visit the penguin because the penguin can't talk. Penguins aren't in the North Pole. Well, it was close, wasn't I? They were in the <laughs> South Pole. You were only poles apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Um, songbirds go for a vacation in the Canary Islands. I never would have got. I sat and looked and I thought, what the heck kind of a question is this? So I finally went to the answers, and then it made sense. Okay, so we have a Stump Walden question, Mm -hmm. and we have a baseball question. Baseball. Baseball? Baseball. Who who was the first person to play for both baseball's National League and American League all-star teams? Mm. Uh, This one's a real honey. How about Jimmy Fox? 
How about a woman named Lizzie Murphy? You want to give me a backstory? I will give you the story on that one. Right. And they called her. I've got the whole thing here. On August 14, 1922, a collection of baseball stars gathered at Fenway Park in Boston. An exhibition all-star game had been set up to honor and raise money for a family of uh, Boston Red Sox great type person. The game featured the Boston Red Sox World Series champs, who, who had been World Series champs only three seasons ago, versus a group of professional ballplayers, some of whom actually played in the majors and others who made their living brainstorming. Whatever brainstorming is. I think they I, meant I, barnstorming. barnstorming yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think they meant barnstorming. Yeah, barnstorming. About halfway through the game, Lizzie Murphy, the proclaimed queen of baseball, subbed in to play first base. Even though the crowd jeered, her entrance into the game made history. She had become the first female to play in a baseball game, and she actually maneuvered herself into a, a major league regular um, regular team. Wow. And she made extra money by selling <laughs> postcards with her picture on it. She'd go to, after the game, she'd go through the stands and sell postcards, and she'd sign them. I mean, this lady was hot stuff. Uh, hey, any way to make a dollar, huh? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she was really into sports. She competed with boys from the beginning. You know, Patricia, Even when I mean, she was you, a little you, kid. you are the mysterious voice of Yesterday USA. Get, really? Get think. You what? can send out postcards and autograph them. <laughs> it wouldn't have to be your picture on them. You can have this little sound yeah. icon. <laughs> this is the voice. Click here and you'll hear the voice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Do we have anything left here? Um... Oh, yeah, you're Stump Walden. All right. What held all the secrets and mysteries of mankind through the ages? Um, you want me to name the show? Is, is that what you asked Yes, me? yes, please. Well, the name of the show and the answer to this question are the same. Right. Figure that out. Um... Oh, dear, he is straining. Oh. When you make a sound like that, I know you know the answer. You just can't resurrect it. Yeah. You don't grunt very often, you no, know. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> At least we don't have dead air. Yeah. All the secrets and mysteries of mankind through the ages. The secret in the title? No. I do not know. It was the sealed book. Ah. The sealed book holds all the mysteries and secrets of mankind through the ages. And 
do you know we we talk about and tease about how awful the sealed book was? Uh-huh. It had a very short run. It ran from March 18th to September 19th, 1945, just a handful of months. Uh-huh. And we we talk about it. I mean, we talk so much about that show because it was so bad. And it was bad for a very short time. It's probably because we've heard the recordings, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I've even featured stuff. They have they have spanned the ages of entertainment. Well, I have one quote. Oh, wait a minute. No, we've got your presidential quote left. In matters in matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. Rita, I I, I got discombobulated, <clears throat> as my Patricia would say. What you want me to discombobulate? Yeah, I, I get discombobulated all the time. In matters of style, swim with the current. Okay. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. You ready to giggle? <laughs> yeah. Richard Nixon. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> no, it was, it was. Oh gosh, no. No, it was not Richard. And I don't think Lyndon Johnson would quite fit that category. No, <laughs> no, he he was not quite that articulate. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. No, it was President Thomas Jefferson. Ah. Now, this was good. It, it's very hard to find a quote from Thomas Jefferson that is not pompous sounding. And when you get that kind of that style of pompous sounding, you know you're within the first six presidencies. Right. And so this was this was a treat to find because it's in real people terms. And I have one more quote to read to you that I have been just dying to get to. Um, okay, and 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 then we can say good night. This is a quote from Orson Welles, which I love. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Orson Welles. I am an actor. I am a writer. I am a producer. I am a director. I am a magician. I appear on stage and on the radio. Why are there so many of me and so few of you? (laughs) (laughs) That one just cracked me up. I wish I knew the audience he was addressing with that. He really did have a fine sense of humor, but he seemed so stern and, and he was so serious about his work that we got robbed of a sense of humor in many areas. But that that was good. There's so many of me and so few of you. <laughs> I am finished for the night. You are? I am done in... Well? Yes? We're going we're gonna to wrap up with Patricia's song. Oh, Patricia, my oh, we're, darling. We're exiting with it. That's right. Wow. So, do you want to say goodnight to the family? Yes, I will say goodnight to the family. We will be back next week. Cross our little hearts. Thank you for being with us, spending time with us. Gosh, we had fun. Goodnight, Walden. Goodnight, Patricia. Goodnight.
Good night, family. We love you all very, very much. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling. Sarah, in love. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be here for this wonderful country. Look up to the needy, we ask this. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue sky. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Jaws Professional Patricia from FL Home Bill Tab Skype Trademark Left Bracket Throw Page Down Alt Tab Patricia from FL Home Bill Bragg Alt F4, type a message, Alt Tab, Skype trademark, left bracket, 33 right, Alt F4, menu bar, Alt Tab, leaving menu bar, Alt Tab, Skype trademark, left, Alt Tab, Bill Bragg, Bill Bragg, Alt F4, menu bar, Alt Tab, leaving menu bar, Alt Tab, MP, Alt Tab, Skype trade, Alt Tab, action required, link, Alt F4, button, Alt Tab, MP3, Skype record, Alt Tab, action record, Alt F4, Alt tab MP3 Skype record Alt tab action required F4 Alt tab MP Alt tab MP Alt tab Skype trade Alt tab Sound Forge Pro Escape Zero Enter Zero Enter Zero Point O One Menu A Leaving Menus Save as Dialog File Name Colon Sound Two Dot Wav Edit File Name S A F T U R D A Y
N I G A T W I T A P A T R I C I A 1-1-6-1-6 Save as type colon co Save enter data window 0.017 seconds Alt control J leave escape Alt tab 1 Saturday 1-1 one one. Alt F4 menu Alt tab leaving menu bar Alt tab Skype Skype Alt tab Jaws professional Alt tab Skype Alt tab Sound Forge 